gentlemen, welcome to the newest edition of the Daily Bugle Show. I, I am Ben Magnet here today for J. Jonah Jameson. He is unfortunately out sick. And today we are talking about New York's newest menace, Spider-Man. He is an absolute menace to the city. And with me, I have members of the city of New York with me. I have uh, city councilman Brandon T. McClure. How are you, sir? You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. That is good to hear. I also have newly appointed vice principal to Midtown High, Ryan Eliopoulos. Thank you. Spider-Man is a great hero. I will hear no slander on his name. And also, I have local fire chief, Sparks Witty. I, I fundamentally disagree with everything you stand for. He is a menace! He is a menace, and I want Spider-Man! Real quick, Ben, before we get to that, I would like to offer the Daily Bugle's newest supplement, uh, <laughs> the, the Bugle Coffee, 100% uh, uh, Arabic uh, 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 beans. Get it uh, at dailybeagle.net. Oh, God, that was so hard. That was, oh, man. It was, it's the Fake Nerd Podcast, episode 266, where, of course, we are talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. He got home. Spoilers. Yes. This is the last episode of the year. Last episode of the year. Yeah. It's Before the holidays. The Fakner Podcast. We're going off for a couple of weeks. It's the holidays. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll be back in January with a review of 2021. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. Um, but yes. before we get started, we have some links in the description. Uh, you, although you look like you want to say something. I was going to say, do we have some links in the description, Brandon? We do. Awesome. Do, do, do you have one? No. Okay, then. I don't. I don't either. Um, Not this time. So <laughs> real quickly, um, I started a, a new job at Screen Rant. I write uh, lists for them. Thank you. Um, and instead, so I, I, because of the output that I have to do in order to make any money, um, it's going to put out a lot. So I'm not going to link normally. What I would do is I would link an article that I wrote in the description. But for this, I'm going to link my tag page. It's going to constantly be in the description. Um, there will be new articles updated uh, practically every day. Um, this week, there's a MCU article that I put up that I really enjoyed writing. Um, look, there's one, one or two that I definitely wrote because I needed the paycheck. But you know, there's some that I'm, that I'm actually pretty happy with. Uh, so you check those out. Those that's linked below. Uh, so right on. Nice. We catch my breath. But there is some show stuff as well. Uh, there is a Fickner's Watch for Star Trek Discovery that I did with Michael Carls at the Dime Right Nerdy Podcast. Um, episode four. That was a lot of fun. Because did not care for that episode. So uh, that's up there right now. You can check that. That's the links below. Um, then there is... You did not do a downright annoyed this week. Negative. It would have been today, but things happen. Doing it next week? Possibly. Potentially. We'll yeah. see. Stay um, tuned. But there's a... Basement Arcade pause menu. I lied. We do. I do have a, a link Look down there. Look at you. I forgot. Well, how the hell did I figure up my own show? Bloody hell. I don't know. Uh, uh, but yeah, so you, you did put up a Basement Arcade pause menu. Yep. That is both audio and video in the description right now. Yep. I did not forget. Awesome. Um, so do you want to say it? Yeah. Thing? It's uh, um, I sat down with the head of marketing over at Yacht Club Games. For those of you who don't know, Yacht Club Games is an indie developer that developed the Shovel Knight games. Woo! They just recently came out with Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Mm -hmm. So that is out in the world. And I sat down with uh, Celia Schilling. She's the head of the um, marketing and also an old friend of mine. She and I went to Cal State Northridge together. Wow. Actually, we Cal State Northridge with you and I, Brandon, because you are also a Cal State alum. I did not know her, though. No, you did not. You kept someone from me. Small I don't world. appreciate it. Sorry? Well, you can watch watch a video about her now. Yeah, you can check that out. Yeah, um, totally. And the Amazing Spider-Man review exists independently of the episode we did last week, so you can check that out as well if you don't want to go through all the news and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and our Spider-Man Homecoming episode was also put up this week. Um, well, our Spider-Man Homecoming review specifically, um, Sparks was kind enough to splice it out of the original episode. Four episode years ago. 53 that came from. Hot dog. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I listened to it. Very different audio, audio recordings. 
that we did. Was that was when it was bad back then? That was just the Yeti mic that we all Ooh, had. Oh, yeah. Through. Yeti's, just, Yeti's just fine. The, just the one Yeti mic that we had yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeti's hey. good for one person. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, four people were difficult, and one was through the phone. Yes. Oh, it was yeah. a simpler time. <laughs> it was a simpler time back then. Um, but yeah, so you. But if you want to know what we thought about Spider-Man: Homecoming, uh, that is now available on YouTube. Uh, the episode in full is still on uh, on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you want that too, you can subscribe to our Patreon. Hell yeah! And that's all the links below. Who wants to go first with their week? Ooh, baby, let me get it out of the way. I play two hours of Halo Infinite, and that's me. All right, <laughs> Ben, do you want to go next? Uh, sure. Just down the line. I, I did a little bit more. I finished the Owl House. That's all on Disney Plus right oh, now. Oh shit! I should get back to that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so right. I, I am caught up. I am just constantly checking Google when uh, any news of season two B drops because. Holy crap! That episode was a tearjerker. Oh, ben, if you want two B, you just go go back to near. No, no, not that two B. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, oh, so not two B. Shakespeare. That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they were both good. Yeah, they they were both good. Um, I can't really say anything more about the Owl House besides without spoil it, spoiling it. So I'm just gonna repeat a lot of what I said last week. It's an, a fantastic show. It's so damn good. Um, I'm kind of mad that Disney decided to cancel it, but I'm also happy that we're getting an ending to it. But at the same time, I wanted more Owl House. So um, it it sucks because it's a really progressive show, but it's progressive in the fact that it doesn't rub your face into it. It's it's just like a natural part of the world. Um, like one of the characters that I met is actually non-binary and they don't, and they just say, they just use their proper pronouns and it's not like, oh, this is this is so and so. They, it's like, yeah, just like, just tell them, just tell them the thing. Yeah. It was a natural. Pro- it's just, yeah, Star it, Trek Discovery botched that last season. Oh, they did. They brought in uh, someone who's non-binary and an actor who is non-binary mm-hmm. as well, and they they made like a whole thing about the pronouns thing. Uh, and I'm like, I get that you're doing it, but like, your audience that's watching Star Trek ain't that dumb. No. Yeah. No, and same same with Owl House. The people who watch Owl House, they're like, oh, cool. Uh, the character in question is Rain, and it's like, and they, they, they are an Ibarian. So, um, besides besides that, the whole show itself is fantastical. It's beautifully animated, and it's the fight scenes are so are really good. You cool? I de- I can definitely tell that the animators watch a lot of Dragon Ball Z because I mean there is a Dragon Ball Z joke in the in the later episodes, but the, also the fight scenes are just so fluid and so good. Who doesn't watch a lot of Dragon Ball Z? Exactly. Um, yeah, Owl House is amazing. Go watch it. Besides that, I actually. Didn't play a lot of Pokemon. I actually didn't play it Pokemon at all this week. I caught Dialga and I stopped and I went to Fortnite because I found out that because Ryan and I we did the Fortnite um uh the the chapter ending a few weeks ago. Yep. And then the island flipped over, so it's a brand spanking new map. So I've been trying to um level up. Good there. season. I played a tiny bit of Fortnite, but I don't need to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much yeah, all the only I did. Because I have Fortnite on my list because I did some Fortnite this week. Like, if you're a person playing Fortnite, make sure you're going in daily. And going over to that cozy lodge mm-hmm. on the far right of the menus because they're giving you gifts. Oh yeah, you get I think it's st- really nice. It is nice. Yeah. You get free stuff. You also get free supercharged and XP too. And they're not like lame things. They're no. just nice things. You got like um, you, I got like the Sentinel glider. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so hype. The, the, the Matrix. Matrix uh, the Matrix bag. Bro, the second they dropped that Trinity Neo pack, I, that, oh, I'm buying that. Yeah, hundred percent buying that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a chill. So I've been playing some Fortnite, and besides, and also just getting ready for Christmas, getting ready for the holidays. Boy, hey. howdy. Uh, and true. I got my booster shot. My arm is still kind of sore. I also did that. Cool. You got boosted. I did. We all Sweet. got. We're all boosted now, right? Nope. Crap. <laughs> Happening soon. Run. I'm fine. <laughs> Sparks, do you want to go next? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Fortnite. 
Uh, that game's great. They continue to innovate in new ways. Real fun. I finally saw the spider gauntlets used for the first time, and it's just like, man, that's a really great mechanic. Yeah, I used, I, oh, I yeah. found them a couple of times myself, and I was like, okay, cool. I thought I was going to hate the spider gauntlets, but I really love the spider gauntlets. Oh, they're really good. Yeah. Uh, we watched Hawkeye. We're not talking about it yet, so, you know, wait for that. Um, I watched a little bit more of Scream Season 2, because Megan and I are still trying to get through that show. It's good. It's good stuff. We watched, like, an episode and a half. Sure. Um, so that, that happened. Watch Far From Home. Far From Home's cool. Well, uh, I can't imagine why I did it. Oh, I know why I did it. <laughs> That's it. I don't have anything else. All right, uh, I'll go last. I don't have. I don't have to- a lot. Um, I don't. I, but but I do have some things to say about the two things I did. Um, I will briefly mention. I've taught. I've also watched The Matrix Reloaded. Um, I haven't seen that movie in a very long time, uh, and I got to the point where I really enjoyed watching people talk about the Matrix sequels and not necessarily going wanting to go back and, and rewatch them. Having rewatched the Matrix Reloaded, I think it rules. Excellent. Um, that is a really great movie, I think. Cool. But I finished my third book of the year. Amazing. After reading one book a, a decade. You read Ready Player One. <laughs> um, the, oh, two books a decade. Um, I've read, uh, uh, finished the autobiography of Jean-Luc Picard. Um, this, is the, this is written by David A. Goodman. Um, as if he, it was Jean-Luc Picard writing it. Um, I've read three of those autobiographies now, uh, Janeway, Kirk, and Picard, and so far Kirk is still the best. And I really liked Picard's, um, just to talk a little Star Trek right now, um, I really like Picard's because the majority of the book is actually not The Next Generation. So I was really enjoying it because eight of the 13 chapters are not The Next Generation TV show. It's just um, building the history of Jean-Luc Picard's life leading mm. to the next generation and then the last three chapters Prequel. are the next generation well because like he was 50 when he commanded the Enterprise and he had like he had, so he had, there's like 40 years to talk yeah, about yeah. before you get there um, and I was really enjoying it but then what the last three chapters are the next generation and beyond and I think that's where the book really faltered because it really felt like the writer wasn't necessarily using a, a shorthand for people who have seen The Next Generation, but lazily writing out the events as if they should be important, but not picking the ones that I personally believed should have been important. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's like, at the end of the book, Q like is at Picard's wedding, but Q's not in The Next Generation chapters, mm-hmm. except for the beginning. So there's no sense that you got a sense that Picard was getting to know Q and start learning to like him. It's uh, It sounds like a situation where like you have to have like knowledge of Star Trek before reading the book, which again yeah. makes sense, but if you're happen to like, oh, I'd like to read this fake story about this guy, then like you have to know that information for it to make sense, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. like you have the issue also if people you haven't read, you haven't seen the, the, the Next Generation in a long time, like you're they're not, if, if he's trying to use shorthand, it wasn't good shorthand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just not necessarily working, and that's where the book really faltered. So the ending kind of did not hit for me. And that was a bummer, because I was really into it up until then. Is Shinzon in the book? Yeah, he gets like a paragraph. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was, oh shit. I thought they would leave, they would leave Nemesis out. That's, no, no, that's they, incredible. Nemesis, uh, they, they do frame Nemesis as important, but they don't. That's just cool that like uh, they even put it in. Like I, sh- I thought they would leave it out. I think Nemesis, I th- but I think they should have had more about, about about Nemesis because they skip one movie altogether, and then they technically skip Nemesis because you don't check in with the book again until after Nemesis was over. Oh, okay. So it's like Picard's like, yeah, G. Willikers, that was a wild adventure that I just had that killed my best friend. 
Oh, and so like, what happened there? So I'm like, okay, wait, well, shouldn't we have, shouldn't we have like, you know, when I first saw my clone, I didn't know what to feel like, you know, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like should have been important, but the writer of the book disagreed with me. So, and that's, that's, that's your prerogative. That's on them. That's um, on God. So I read that. Ultimately, I enjoyed it. And then I finished Daredevil season three. Um, Wax poetic, Brandon. Just tell me, tell, <laughs> just, just say, say how good it is. It's so damn good. Yeah, baby. I have not... I have not connected with a TV show like that in a long time. I certainly none of the Marvel shows ever touched me in the way that this show that this show did. Yeah, there were for a reason. After I watched the latest episode of Hawkeye, I decided to finish Daredevil season three and stayed up pretty late to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, man, when there is so many moments of the show when I'm I'm watching it and I'm really into it, and then Murdoch wants to do something like maybe tell someone he maybe shouldn't who his identity is. And I was yelling at the screen. I was like, Matt, don't do it, Matt. Like I'm yelling this at Good the drama. screen. Yeah. Um, there's moments where like this, all this, like the stuff with like um, Poindexter, um, you, like, you see it happening and you're like, Oh no, there's like, th- there's like, I, I cheered in a certain moment. Um, ultimately the latest episode of Hawkeye landed very well for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that show. I'm so upset now that it did not get a season four. I'm Bro, right I, there with you guys. And I and I understand, like, you know, you're here now, but, like, can you imagine, like, you're actually, you watch this when it came out and nobody's watching it? Yeah. You mad? That's, why, that's why I was so mad. Because yeah. this show is the best thing Marvel's ever made in terms of television. Like, it's, it's bar none from start to finish, excellent. The yeah. prison episode where it's, like, a one take. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? So I lost good. my mind. I watched that alone, like, five times. So good. Like, and, and, Definitely, Charlie Cox is allowed to have more fun this season because they do make a point of like he's been freed of something mm-hmm. uh, with the building that dropped on him in the Defenders. Yes. Um, there's a recap that's really funny going into to Daredevil season three, like a recap of like here's what ha- here's what happened in the last two seasons, where the Defenders is only mentioned as of like and here's the two seasons, and then a building fell on him and you're all caught up. And a thing happened. They brush it off. Yeah, yeah. And then that, that like the building becomes the the point, but it's not like the Defenders event wasn't. They didn't care. Yeah. Um. Everyone has great character arcs, from um, the, bol- n- the new character Bullseye to some, so to some a, a, fed- a federal agent who I ended up really liking towards the end. Um, Wilson Fisk gets really great stuff to work with. Um, Charlie Cox carries that show so well in this season. Um, there's a thing that they do that I loved, which was like he can he'll talk to like the the in his mind version of Wilson Fisk, and Wilson Fisk will you'll see Vincent D'Onofrio and he's delivering the lines, but he's blurred out in the background and off and always over the shoulder. Mm -hmm. It's so well shot. Beautiful show. Everyone's great. A lot of emotional um, moments that, that really landed great finale. Well written. Um, You should not have lost that showrunner's number Marvel. Yeah, absolutely not. So yeah, great show. So good. That's my week. I'm done. If, if if any of y'all, have stopped watching the the Netflix shows, which obviously they've been done for a while. Daredevil season three is is really the one. If you had to give everyone anyone a chance, go back to that one because it's it's truly like this is what they are capable of and incredibly relevant at this point. In and time incredibly for relevant. We'll talk about later. It's really yeah. funny that like you look at those Netflix top ten things, and for some reason Daredevil's back in the top ten. Who knows <laughs> why? Why Dare? Why, Dare, why is Daredevil there? That's interesting. I love it. It's so good. Um, I I was really. Yeah, really impressed with the show. With the show, I'm glad um, and loved it. Oh, I was worried. I was worried because you were watching it and like it wouldn't hit as hard. But like, man, that show is really as good. And as it, it is. and it made it made a couple of things that happened this week land even better because I was cur- I was like in it. You're in it, yeah. 
And so, like, there were moments where I was like, they would have landed for me, but they probably wouldn't have landed quite as hard. Because you're if still I wasn't. experiencing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, shall we get into our sounds like it bread and butter yeah. then? It's garlic, garlic. Um, well, bobble, bobble. We are, we are in our bread and butter, um, and a, a, a Marty. Sorry, Marty. I, I've never learned how to pronounce this thing. Um, hey, oh, woo! Excited to see your face. It's friend of the show, Marty. Marty! Marty is in the chat. Marty. All right, let's stall while I fix this cord. <laughs> Listen, y'all. Happy holidays. We got a Spider-Man. We got a Matrix. We got a Witcher season two that, by all accounts, is ten times better than the I first season, which I can't believe because that first season rules. My so roommate just binged the entire season as I, a Witcher two. I you I, I am truly behind. I I, I will do, <laughs> I'm in the dust. I know I will be there with you. I will be watch that first season. It's worth it. I wanna I wanna be there with you. Okay, now I got the setup. Hey guys, it's the end of the year. I'm allowed to mess up. Yeah. Um, yes, you are. All right. So some sad news up top. Hmm. Uh, Joji Yanami, who is the Japanese voice actor for King Kai, mm-hmm. and the Japanese narrator for Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Aww. Dragon Ball Super, um, and many other voices on that show. Uh, he passed away at the age of 90. Man, that's a life. I was going to say, yeah, that's that's a long time. Man. And he's been voicing ever since Dragon Ball. That's incredible. That's good. That's decades of work. Yeah. Yeah. That's a legacy, I think man. he's the original Yajirobe. Ooh. Oh, I love that's that. what happens yeah. when Dragon Ball's so old. Right. <laughs> that's... And, like the actress who's been playing Goku has been playing her has been playing him since Dragon yeah. Ball. Yeah, it's it's funny to forget because like you know we get we get things like much later than when they originally come out. So like you know Dragon Ball was like a late '90s, 2000s things for us, but like those things have been around for like a, yeah, a decade 80s. plus. Yeah, 80s. so like it's yeah. I forget sometimes that they have it such longer progression of it. Uh, yeah. that's a shame. But I mean, like '90 is nothing to sneeze at. No, it really yeah. isn't. What a legacy. Yeah, Bell Hooks mm-hmm. passed away. Um, this was an acclaimed author and activist. She passed away at the age of 69. Uh, Bell Hooks was her pen name. She was Gloria Jean Watkins. Yes. Um, yeah, I I will fully admit that, like, not really on my radar until I was doing American Studies in the past two years, but then I've read a lot of Bell Hooks since then. Okay. This is incredible, incredible writings, incredible, like, foundational about breaking the the concepts of misogyny and feminism and critical race thinking and mm-hmm. all kinds of things. Like, Bell Hooks is... Wonderful writer. Uh, I highly recommend reading anything that Bell Hooks ever wrote. Yeah. Rest in anything power. that uh, you see that grabs your interest, go check it out. Yeah. And then um, finally, not not dead, um, but Park So Dam uh, has been diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Uh, she played, um, I can't remember the Korean name, but the Jessica in Parasite. Oh, oh really? She's yes. so young. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, that is... She was supposed to be doing a press tour for her latest film right now, and she's not man. because of this diagnosis. Yes. Yeah, man. Now, supposedly, it seems that it's early enough that they can do something about that it. That they can do something I, about I heard this. The thyroid cancer is an easier. Cancer it's one of the easier ones to yeah, treat. Yeah, yeah. And this is—it sounds like it's early in the diagnosis, but it is still a shame to hear. Yeah, that is a bummer, man. Uh, and she's incredible in *Parasite*. She right. was. Yeah. Um, I have not seen her other work, but I, I want to because I liked her so much. Yeah, I hope she pulls through. Yeah. All right, got a lot of comic book news. You know what? I read those once upon a time. Yeah. You'll probably read this one. Strange. There's a new comic coming out. As we know, the death of Doctor Strange is happening. Right. I was like, where's the doctor, Doc? Doctor Strange is dying. He's currently dying. I'm sure he'll be dead soon. And then he'll come back. uh, Well, actually, I hope not with this news. (laughs) Well... Before he comes back, if he comes back, Clea, his ex-wife, will be taking over this role of Sorcerer Supreme. 
it's, I'm, so I read that first issue of Doctor Strange, so I'm very behind. So I guess I'm getting this is spoiled before I got to read it, which is fine. That's my fault. Uh, this is incredible. This is legacy shit that like I didn't think would happen because this is one of those characters that hasn't been around in the modern era very much. Uh, this is his homie from like the 70s and 80s, like his sidekick. This is who I thought um, Rachel McAdams was gonna play in Doctor Strange mm. instead of just the girlfriend oh, yeah. role, um, which I think she is showing up in Doctor Strange too somehow. So this makes sense with synergy and stuff. Uh, Clay is awesome. She's she's super dope, super strong. Uh, like. I got now. This really makes me want to read that Death of Doctor Strange comic. This is this is really cool shit. Yeah, uh, the new title will be an ongoing in March, call, just called Strange. Um, so it's an ongoing. That's fantastic. I hope this lasts for a little bit. A lot of these are actually ongoings, which surprised me. Yeah. Um, the next one is Carnage. Ram V will be jo- will be writing a new Carnage ongoing series with art by Francesco Mana. Oh my god. Um, let me turn this over. Get out of here with this. Ba- basically, the plot because I'm trying not to read like full plots. No, yeah, yeah. Anymore. It's not. Um, yeah. Basically, the plot is uh, uh, Carnage. Kalidas Cassidy is no longer Carnage, and Carnage is, Carnage is looking for a new host. So, guys, okay, so this is incredible because this is the exact same thing he's doing on Swamp Thing. It is not Alec Hall anymore. It's a new character. Yeah. It's an Indian character. Um, I, Ramvi is, like, one of the best writers right now. He's one of my favorite writers. Like, uh, his Venom run, I've only read the first issue, and it's it's exactly what I was hoping it was going to be. It's super cool, super in-depth and thoughtful while still being a big action. So, like, him just taking over Carnage and doing something cool with Carnage is like, cool, I guess I care about symbiotes now in a way I've never cared before. Like, I liked Kate's run. Uh, that's Gwen's rate, so I'm glad it's, we're continuing that stuff. Um, sure. Man, like, it's a good time to be a Spider-Man fan. Yeah, the last time Carnage showed up was Absolute Carnage. Yep. Um, wait, th- yeah, that was the, that's the name of the, um, the, the, like, the miniseries that Philip Kennedy Johnson was doing, right? No, absolute carnage was the Kate's. Absolute carnage was okay. the Kate's. Yeah. So what's the so the extreme carnage? It's it's Bill a. Bill Trinity Johnson was doing extreme carnage, which was which Flash Thompson's event yes. with carnage, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't remember. They they use a lot of the same adjectives. They do. So, yeah, yeah. Um, whatever. Bill Trinity Johnson had written the carnage run for like a like a, a month. I think it was a miniseries. Yeah, and the, and yeah. now Ram V is picking up the pieces of that. So beautiful, cool. Yeah, I like Ram V a lot. Speaking of Venom. Venom Lethal Protector will be a new five-issue miniseries from David um, Michelini. Michelini, yeah. Michelini. Uh, Ivan Fior- Fiorelli. Um, this is going to pick up right after the first five-issue miniseries by uh, David Michelini. Um, he's the co-creator of Venom. This is fantastic. This guy's great. Uh, this is like, if you're a fan of that original run, then this is exactly, this is bringing the original guy back. This is fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, like I, what they did with uh, Maestro. Yeah, like I probably won't read it, uh, but like it's, it's really cool that you have your different avenues for classic and new Venom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the co-creator coming back to do something like this. It's cool. Absolutely. Um, speaking of creators, Gambit. Well, he didn't create Gambit. Yes, he did. He did. Chris Claremont. He created literally almost every character you guys love. All right. Well, Chris Claremont is returning to an ongoing series for Gambit um, with art by Sid Koshin. Mm-hmm. Koshin. Oh, I, I'm not just, I'm not, I don't yeah. know this artist. Um, so uh, no plot details were released, but they released to the cover. Um, but yeah, Chris Claremont coming back to do an ongoing X-Men title. Yeah, he loves Gambit. Uh, he created Gambit. Uh, he had a running thread, l- m- much like a lot of the guys in the 90s. That's why X-Men Legends is back and doing that kind of stuff. So this is basically yeah. a, a X-Men Legends book with just Gambit. Um, it's cool. Like, Chris Claremont's the, the, the guy. He's the god. So I was surprised to hear this one being an ongoing, personally. Yeah. Yeah, I won't be shocked if it gets canceled after 12 issues. But, uh, yeah, probably. But it's... it's <laughs> Chris is back writing multiple X-Men books. And it's just like, it's everything you love is back again in style. Um, you guys like Excalibur? I, I do. Yeah, I well, do. Yeah. Excalibur um, 
has been canceled, but mm. not necessarily, because it's going to be relaunched as Knights of X oh. uh, by Teeny Howard and Bob Quinn, um, basically just picking up where Excalibur left off. Nice. Right, it's just getting a new name. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, yeah, we talked about the relaunch last week or two weeks ago, whatever. Um, yeah, well, this, this is just more detail. This is just that. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere. This is just um, it's that book, but transitioning. Yeah, and then much in the same vein, X Force sounds like it'll be relaunched with a new number one. Um, but same creative team are just continuing on as they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. So, and that's 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 just two new titles we know about the X Men books. So there you go. Ew, 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 ew. Um, Han Solo and Chewbacca are getting an ongoing series by Mark Guggenheim. Interesting. Okay. So this is comics from Marvel. Good for him. Um, David Messina will also be uh, doing the art for this one. Um, it's going to be an ongoing series that's set a few years before A New Hope, hmm. uh, as the duo team up with Greedo on a heist for Jabba. Yeah, it sounds like they're just filling in all those they're holes filling that they're not going to get to fill with the Solo right. sequel. Yeah. Why does Greedo hate Han Solo? Find out in this miniseries. Why, did, why does Jabba want to kill Han Solo? Yeah, yeah. This I one. mean, it'll be interesting in 20 years when like every possible hole of information There's going to be a timeline. From episode one all the way to episode yeah. nine, and you'll be like, okay, you can't tell any more stories here, guys. There's going to be done. a hundred-year timeline, and literally every single day is going to have something on it. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> there yeah. will not be a single thing left to tell in, like a, in, in 20 years. Yeah, you're right. That's funny. Maybe you should do like you know, different things. Hey, Ori- to their credit, there is a whole High Republic section that we have not engaged that is with true. at all. Yeah. I have I have picked up the first volume. I just haven't had a chance to read it yet. Right, but yeah. like it's there. They're doing it. Like oh, it's yeah. happening. <laughs> oh, speaking of, we're not talking about the game. Just figure we were all what on game? the same page for Eclipse. Not talking we about. We didn't Eclipse. talk about it. Oh. We talked about it last yeah, week. No, yeah. I mean like there's a lot of people saying like I'm not going to engage with the with any of the. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, we're not going to. I thought we. The amount we talked about is the amount we're going to talk yeah. about it. Um, but I'll read the High Republic comic books for sure. Batman Superman World's Finest. Okay. All right. It's yes. the Mark Wade Dan Mora book. Yeah. We heard about this one coming a little bit ago. Yes. I I was a little trepidatious before, but then I saw that cover and I'm like, no, yeah, okay, yeah. There's, they got yeah, the, yeah, did yeah. you see the variant covers, Ben? No, I did not. You know the slap meme? That Robin is Robin is getting slapped by oh, Batman. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They've recreated those as Superman slapping Batman or Batman slapping Superman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is going to be like a fun Batman Superman book. Yes. Which is, uh, and Mark Wade really is the perfect guy for that. Like, um, and Dan Mora, like, doesn't Dan Mora's art is so like good. his art is so good, and like he generally not that he like he doesn't get to draw this kind of stuff, but like he generally draws you know like like Power Rangers and like dark fantasy stuff, like a happy like like sixties Batman look and like old school Superman. As a comic, like it's gonna be bright and colorful, like oh hell yeah, baby! Yeah, I'm very excited for this one. Basically, the the plot is um, set sometime in the past where Superman's powers are out of control, and Batman enlists the Doom Patrol to help. Oh, this sounds like a like like a '60s comic book. Yeah, oh, I'm so absolutely. stoked. Like um, almost like a Brave and the Bold type of thing. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I, my only worry. This is uh, this is replacing right, essentially the Batman spot Superman. of Batman Superman that Gene Yang was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um. This oh oh I had it and I lost it sorry sorry no it's okay um yeah Gene Gene Yang's Batman Superman is very good it is very good yeah. it, but that you know we we heard a while ago that they were ending it so. yeah and this is spinning off of whatever they were doing in Detective Comics yeah. the ongoing going I on. wouldn't be shocked uh with how much Dan Moore does if he's off this book after six issues just because he's so good yeah I wouldn't be surprised he has left I think Detective Comics at this point yep uh, to do this so yeah I wouldn't be surprised either I hope not I hope he does a lot more yeah all right. Um, is Batman Catwoman still going? Yeah, it's almost done. Okay. Well, Batman Killing Time is happening next. Ooh, yeah. um, Tom King is d- is returning to Batman uh, with David Marquez and Alejandro Sanchez. This is going to be a six-issue miniseries. Uh, Catwoman, Riddler, and Penguin have uh, r- 
robbed from Bruce Wayne, and Batman is going after them. That's basically it, because Tom King was very clear that like this isn't going to be as deep as my other things. I'm having fun with this one. Yeah, yeah. This is mm-hmm. I'm I you know I'm a Tom King guy. I love him. Um, uh, uh, David Marquez um, is is one of the most talented people around. Um, and him like he's been doing uh, uh, Justice League, but him doing like a Batman like book with with Tom King is perfect. Uh, and like. I can even admit, like, when Tom King tries to go super heady, it doesn't always work all the time. So him just, like, being a good writer and just telling a fun action story is, is perfect. Because, like, he's doing that right now Bat Batcat. So, like, just have fun with the next story. I love it. Yeah. Um, speaking of Batman, quite a few Batmans on this list. Uh, oop. Kitty when, Cat. When aren't there? Right. Uh, Sean Gordon Murphy has, has announced what his new White Knight series is going to be. Um, Batman Beyond. Sorry, Batman Beyond the White Knight. We knew that he was tackling Batman Beyond a bit ago. This yes. is just the title. Um, Sean Gordon Murphy is obviously with Dave Stewart. He's another eight-issue miniseries. Um, and the plot, we, which we know now, is after Terry McGinnis steals the Beyond suit for Gotham Motor CEO Derek Powers, Bruce escapes prison in order to try and stop him. And in order to do so, he's going to have to enlist the help of old friends and old enemies. Hey, that's an interesting story. Uh, I'm like four white knight stories behind so like i can't even i can't even say when i'll ever get to this book <laughs> i like i like those books but like there's just so many at this point like i'll get i read to the second one because the, there's three there's the there's the first one the second one and the harley quinn spinoff and this i think there's the more than that too there's no, like no, one, no it's th- it's that's it because i have them all there's one happening like right now isn't there i'm pretty no. sure no i'm pretty sure i don't think so it doesn't white knight. anyway there's more than i need to read um, I haven't read the Harley Quinn one, there's but I have the, the second one. As, Asriel there's Azrael. There's a bat. There's a. There's That's a. That's the mis- second one. The Azrael one is the second one, and then there's the Harley Quinn that Sean Gordon Murphy's wife did. I thought, isn't there a White Knight, like part two? But then there's also like an Azrael spinoff. And there's like there's no, the Azrael. Like it's the second book is about Azrael. We're getting in the weeds. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. There's more White Knight books coming out. Ben, you're not saying anything. Look it up. <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> um. No, but I, I have all of them, and, and I've, I haven't read the Harley Quinn one, but I like the second one quite a bit. Cool. Um, okay. Uh, we're going to talk about these briefly because we've always kind of heard about one of them. Some crossovers are happening also in March from DC Comics. Teen Titans, Flash, and Suicide Squad will be te- will be crossing over for a book called War for Earth 3, mm. which will see Amanda Waller uh, try to take over Earth 3, and Rick Flagg goes to stop him, uh, stop her, but she... Has probably kidnapped the Teen Titans. Sorry, I'm trying to remember all the weird ways that connected these books. Uh, Amanda Waller has potentially kidnapped one of the Teen Titans, so the Teen Titans go to Earth 3 to try and stop her also. Man, why would Amanda Waller want to take over her whole world? Yes, Earth 3. That sounds, that sounds very... She's all the, the, ju- the crime syndicate. That sounds very extreme. Um, this is going to be written by Robbie Thompson and Dennis Hopeless. Okay, uh, all right. And then uh, the, it's crossing over through the title, so it's all the different artists from those titles. Oh, I'm not reading this one. I'm sorry. And the Trial of the Amazons is going to be the sim- a similar crossover. This is the first ever Wonder Woman uh, event. Becky Cloonan, Michael Conrad, Joel Jones, Vita Ayala, and Stephanie Williams yes. with art by Joel Jones, Elena yes. Casagrande, Cas- sure, Laura Braga, and Skylar Patridge. Those are all great, great, great artists. This is crossing over with all the Wonder Woman titles and basically uh, a contest between the different Amazon tribes to see... Uh, who will lead them into the future? Because Nubia is queen right now of the Amazons, and yep. some of the other Amazon tribes aren't crazy about that. This is awesome. Um, I have way too many comics that I'm not reading, so I'm going to uh, pick up this event, and then I'm going to drop half of my stack. Uh, but I want to support this event because uh, not enough people read Wonder Woman, so I'm going to do it, and then I'm going to drop it. It's the <laughs> first sure. ever Wonder Woman crossover event, too. Yep, That's so huge. I'm going to support it. All right. All right. 
And another crossover, but for a different company. So company on company crossover. Mm-hmm. Boom Studios and IDW are crossing over for Godzilla versus the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I thought this was fake. I this saw this. I thought this was fake. This I want awesome. this so bad. Cullen Bunn will write this with Freddie E. Williams II. It's going to be a five-issue miniseries. Basically, the plot is Rita transports to Godzilla's universe, mm-hmm. just kind of because she doesn't want to deal with Power Rangers anymore. And she ends up in the Godzilla universe. And the Power Rangers try to stop her. All so right. there you go. It's, I that's still want it. Dumb, big dumb fun. I mean, I'm about it. The artist so also did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I, Freddie Williams is real good. Yeah. So Rita leaves the Power Rangers universe to go to the Godzilla universe to mess shit up there, and the Power Rangers is like, whoa, whoa, no, can't allow that. No, she was trying to escape to the Godzilla universe. As far as the solicitation says, she's still I, think like, I don't want to deal with following. the Power Rangers yeah. anymore. They so go outside I'm, jurisdiction. So I'm leaving. Right. But she accidentally ends up with the Godzilla universe. Right. Yeah. And the Power Rangers are like, we no, go. can't have that. Rather than just be like, "Cut, Rita's gone." Cool. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. They're, listen, they're they're cops. Listen, yeah, no, gonna... I mean, like with great power comes great responsibility. Hundred percent. Like, sure. Uh, yeah. I really, I and sorry, hold on. Colin Bunn is definitely a hit or miss, hit or miss with me. Um, he did a book called Godzilla Cataclysm that was pretty good. Um, so I'm hoping that this is at least fun. Uh, he can tap into some of his former fun in, muscles. In just five issues, it kind of has to be. Like, you're just going yeah. for, like, good fan service at that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Godzilla Cataclysm is pretty good. I mean, there's definitely going to be... It's like yeah, but I mean, when you're mixing two things, like, you're not going to get an, a super good story yes, out yeah. of it. Like I, I see the arc, like... They go there, they have to fight Godzilla, then they team up, team up well, with like, Godzilla. What if Rita like, yeah. goes to the Godzilla universe, sees all the kaiju, goes, ooh, and she brings them back. No, and so then specifically, it's like, it was actually really funny in the solicitation because they're like, Rita goes to the Godzilla universe and was not prepared for all the aliens, monsters, sludge things. Oh, and, my like, God. Listing all the things. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. She'd have to deal with a lot. Oh, my God. What if, what if that's not a story? What if she teams up with the Rangers? Because she's like, I, I, I can't handle this. And they're like, oh, we can't either. Oh, come on. That's definitely not the story. No, What's going to happen is she's going to be like, I make Godzilla go fight them. And no, then I get Godzilla it. Godzilla will be like, yo, the Power Rangers are dope. And yeah. then she'll be like, okay, Space Godzilla. And yep. that'll be the end of it. No, I know. I'm just hoping maybe they'll subvert, but I know they Do won't. Do you think we're going to get a handshake? Like uh, Godzilla's yes. going to shake the Dragon Zord's hand? Yes. I mean, uh, I hope they go full cheese. I don't want yeah. this to be serious. Like no, I want Godzilla to be, doing. This has to be Showa era. Yeah, drop kicks. Yes. Godzilla doing sp- like drop kicks on his tail, like flying this is, on the tail. Yeah. This is a Godzilla that teams up with Jet Jaguar, not a Godzilla that yes. fights Biollante. Yes, yes, yes. 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 G- keep your self- social relevance and your commentary out of this one. <laughs> Specifically, this one. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this. Honestly, drops yeah. in. It's just Shin Godzilla, and it's just a mess. Political <laughs> 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 oh commentary. <laughs> What am I supposed to do with this? So it's a spin-off comic in a universe where the Power Rangers just get murdered. <laughs> no, the sequel comic is um, James Stokoe's Shin Godzilla meets Power Rangers, yeah, and yeah. it's actually really sad. Yeah, that would be gorgeous, That'd be, though. And like the yeah, the Power Rangers get decimated. Yeah, yeah, be beautiful. Okay, um, that's all the comic book news. Yay, comics! We Yay. love comics. All these are coming out. Listen, in March. I'm gonna absolutely l- read my pile of 200 comics eventually. I promise you. I'm good. I'm gonna get there. I, swear. I still need I keep to looking at it. I still need to go to the store. Whoops. Okay. Okay. You guys like Bob's Burgers? I I still have a shirt that I wear. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I have um, never watched it. I think it's great. Um, that is not a slight. It's just I haven't done it. I have seen all but those last season. You've watched more than me, then. So you're you're also a fan. I know right? it just kind of happened. Like I was just watching it. And I was like, oh right, I've watched ten years of this show. It's good. I don't hate it. Well, guess what? We have more news. I quite like it. Well, about it. Uh, so in the show, uh, there's a voice called. There's a, a character called Jimmy Pesto. He runs the, the restaurant. It's a shame because Jimmy Pesto rules. <laughs> he's the he's the guy who runs the restaurant across the street, and he's heckling Bob. He's all a the time. super silly Italian man. Yeah. 
Jay Johnson, who is the voice of Jimmy Pesto, has been fired, basically. He's banned from returning to the show because of his alleged involvement in the Capitol riots of January 6th. What a wild thing. What? What? Yeah, this famous voice actor, also terrible human being. (laughs) Famous comedian. Crazy. Done tons of like Bro, live action things. Uh, Jimmy Pesto is like th- he's a really talented guy. So, but I'm like, oh wow, I just, I just, it's just not something you think of. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I was like, wow, I did not expect to hear about the January Six riots in this yeah, yeah, yeah. category. Because like they took a picture of him, they put it side by side like with the actor. And I'm like, oh my god, that's a, he's that's a, he's there. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, Bob's Burgers, great show, bad guy. <laughs> and good for them for doing this. Too. Yeah, They're really like, cool. No, your actions Sorry. have to have consequences. Absolutely. They do. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll be honest. I will miss. Is the Jimmy news Pesto. from the guy yeah. from the Goldbergs in there at all, or no? Guy from the Goldbergs. Uh, it's probably not. Um, there's an actor on the Goldbergs who who plays the dad that TV show on ABC. Yeah. Uh, he got fired because of uh, sexual assault allegations on set. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Good. That just oh. like came up over consequences. The yep. Yeah. All right. All right. This has been consequences hour. Don't Dead. be a dick. Yeah. Don't, don't be, be a dick. dick. Thank you, Sparks. Dead by Daylight <gasps> has announced this new crossover. Oh so happy. God. Ringu. This is awesome. And ring they said Ringu, not the ring. So yeah. they're going for the original one. Um, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, the ri- yeah. Uh, Man, you're going to go in that well. You're going to Dude, tie. dude oh. there's got to be like a well. Like, 100%, oh, my God. 100%. You can like teleport maybe between them. I'm not ready. That one's going to mess. I'm ready. I'm so excited. Because I bet like, like, I bet, like walking, killing. You're definitely walking like this. I bet like killing you is going to be like really messing with the perspective of you as the player. I wonder. I, I, I do think they'll oh. blur the line. I wonder if there's like, or maybe they'll set up like TVs around the thing. Like I, oh, my imagination's going. Oh, you can teleport through the TVs. Yeah. And like you crawl out of the TV. Oh God. Oh, so gross. Yeah. And if you get, if you're too close to a TV and you get nabbed, like your screen turns to the TV. And then she. Oh, oh. I love this idea. Uh, oh, how about like, you know how the hooks, how the hooks are kind of, oh wait, no, they're not special. Damn it. I thought no. they were. Look, the, the, the amount of care they put into Hellraiser, I fully am prepared oh, for yeah. this Oh yeah, Hellraiser, you just good. get jabbed by spikes. Oh, but I, like a couple days ago, I just played like one round by myself, like as Pinhead. I'm like, God, this is, this is probably my favorite killer. He's so good. Excuse me. Yeah. If you guys have never played right. Dead by Daylight uh, and you love horror, right it's just the best. It's just the bee's knees. Yeah, Dead by Daylight's a lot of fun. It's the Fortnite of, of caring about properties. It's horror properties, I mean. Ooh. All right. Gotham Knights, not the game. Oh? Oh? Oh, yeah. The CW oh, yeah. is working on a new TV show oh. called Gotham Knights, oh. which will follow Batman's rebellious adopted son as he forges an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies when they are all framed for killing Batman. Natalie, that's a, that's a different. That's a different. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go. Natalie Abrams, James uh, Stodaro, and Chad Favish will write this project. Um, the last two names I mentioned uh, were executive producers on Gotham and Krypton. Um, mm. Also, executive producer currently Batwoman. Um, okay. And Abrams has written has been a staff writer for Supergirl and Batwoman before. So I, I didn't hear the part where where it sounds like Jason Todd. Like like the like the rebellious son of Bruce Wayne. I don't think it's Nightwing. Uh, it sounds like Jason Todd, but teaming up with the villains of Batman's, like the sons of the villains. That's that is interesting. It's a CW show, so I'm probably not gonna watch it. But like that idea, I don't hate. I didn't know that part. Yeah, so that's basically it. I'm I'm a little surprised about this one. Um, you know, it, it's just kind of them figuring out how many Batman things we could do without Batman. <sighs> we have a Superman show, guys, and it's the best one. Just make a Batman show. I don't get it. But this is not. Arrowverse. No. This is something else, right, Sparks? I guess. Because Batman's not... Bruce isn't dead. Well, he might be We dead. don't know where he is. Right, he's just missing. At this point, I have to assume he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. That or he's... This is like... 
Christian Bale kind of continuity, and he just vamoosed with Catwoman and never said anything <laughs> else. Like, he has to give so little shits about what's happening in Gotham if he's alive. Yeah, that's true. Or he's in space. He's just done with Gotham. Oh, he's on He's on Warworld. He's Mongol. I, I don't know, dude. Batman is Mongol. Like, I just, I don't know, like, they've also introduced the actor that would have to play him because we've seen Bruce Wayne twice. Because we've seen Hush. And then and then we saw like Bruce in someone's like dream. Oh, okay. And so and it was the same actor. And so like that's the actor who would be Bruce Wayne if they came back. And I'm like, I just uh, you're not gonna have a show starring that dude. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I, I I am pretty negative on the C- CW shows, but like I love Superman and Lois. But that's honestly that's more HBO Max than it is CW. So like I want more in that quality range. Yeah. And like at this point, you are down to Flash, Legends, Superman and Lois, and. Batwoman. Yeah. Batwoman's finding its stride and it's doing well. I'm done. Uh, but I don't think I don't think you need another show in the tone of Gotham. No, yeah, yeah. No, because so Batwoman either. basically worked because Arrow was over. Yeah. Like once Arrow was done, you could have another show that's in that tone. But having two, no thanks. Right. Like we're getting so much like, you know, Batwoman, like it's not like super gritty, but like you know, it was more serious and like we're getting the Batman. Like I almost wish like Gotham Knights was like a Wayne family adventure. Like I would almost prefer it being like a fun CW show for trying something different. Yeah, but that's I the know thing, is like because it's not yeah. what Because between the four shows that you have left, you have different tones. Yeah. And like putting in another Gotham style show, whether it's in the Arrowverse or not, is just I, I don't know who that's for. Honestly, uh, my honest opinion, even as Nubia is about to come out, and I'm like, maybe. Naomi. Um, Naomi, thank you. Um, I had the Amazons in my head. Yeah, it's fair. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know that there's much more good to be done on the CW with DC superheroes. I think it's over. Yeah. I think it's, it's like HBO now time. It's, it's time to just move forward on HBO Max, and the, the CW era of DC superhero shows needs to start winding down yeah. rather than winding further along the keep it trucking yeah, 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 yeah i yeah. think that they're they're all heading into their sunset period time um not superman and lois per se but like as far as uh these are your shows now and then we're and then the, when these have run their course it's over besides superman i and don't lois, think it's time to keep adding to the bucket yeah they've all been on for a long time yeah. all they're, they're none of them are like are, are freshmen on season eight yeah they're all none of them are freshmen anymore they're all multiple Batwoman's seasons in season three yeah. legends is on season seven yeah wow yeah I just wonder if like the businessmen are like no like we still got we still got traction on the superhero shit. Technically, Star Girls a CW show oh, now, true, true, yeah. so Star Girls only in its second. Mm. Um, d- I wonder if they just haven't found the replacement thing yet for the, for the superhero that's shit. That's probably true. Like I don't think CW knows what its like major draw is if it's not the doing vampire the, craze is over. If it's not doing the CW DC universe, but like they need to find their niche now. That's not that. I just don't think like adding more shows to extend the arrow versus life is a good idea at es- this point. Especially if they're just going to uh, tease around uh, Batman. Mia, Mia Smoke came back, which is the daughter of Oliver, Oliver Queen, for Future. the Armageddon event. Future. And like that stirred up people talking about a Mia Smoke spinoff series again, and I'm like, no. Did they cancel that re- already? <laughs> so they had the, the backdoor pilot, and they were like, no thanks, we don't want to pick that up. And Canary now people and are like talking about it again, and I'm like, don't do it. Mm-hmm. It's done. Like, it's dead. It is dead. Leave it alone. Let yeah. it die. All right. Blue Beetle um, actually has some really cool news, I thought. The, oh? the Blue Beetle movie. HBO um, movie. Which was an HBO Max exclusive, will now be going to theaters. Oh, Good. really? Oh. Yeah. I didn't see this. <gasps> so, As yeah, it should. This is uh, obviously in, pu- in pre-production right now. Probably going to start filming anytime soon. Uh, and is now w- now will no longer be an HBO Max exclusive. Bro, they're That's about to make hundreds of millions of dollars. 100%. Are you, this is, like, this was, we talked about this before. This was the dumbest movie possible. Like, so That's smart. awesome. I am glad we're getting Blue Beetle in theaters. Yay. I'm yeah. so glad that 
we're not keeping all the non-white superheroes. hundred percent right. on yes. streaming. Right. That is the big. That was the big fear. Yeah. Definitely, that Static Shock movie needs to move. I gar- like so. If Blue Beetle is the one, that's probably the first one coming, right? If 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 yeah, Blue Beetle's going to start filming soon. Okay, so if this is the one that's going to come out first, this will be the test to see how much money. And then, like, if it bombs, they're going to HBO Max. But if, right. if it makes money, which I I bet it will. Yeah, you you run into the same like uh, boost that Black Panther got. Yeah, like this is a a, a people that are not represented. often represented, yeah. in, in especially in like superhero media. Like you're going to get a lot of people rallying through this, yeah. and I'm very excited. And again, for this. that younger demographic who grew up with Jaime Reyes instead of the original Ted Cord or whatever, or uh, Blue Beetle. Ted Blue Cord? Beetle, Ted Cord. Yeah. 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 Um, like it's awesome again, generational thing. Like I hope, I hope Ted Cord's in that movie. Like Me too. I, I really want it to be a generational thing. Not not like they don't have to do the Ant Man thing, but yeah. like something like that. Um, and I'm, Brandon. what? Oh, bottle time. Spurt. Am I doing it wrong? No, you did <laughs> She's it not right. moving. Nah, that's fine. Sorry, this is we're having cat difficulties. All right. Anyway. Yeah, keep going. Um, what was this? Oh, you also get the Cobra Kai people. Because Cobra Kai, the kid who plays the main character in Cobra Kai is the lead. Oh, yeah, and that show's huge. Yeah. Huge. Oh, absolutely. This movie's going to make m- so much money. Yeah, I'm really excited. God, this is, I'm so happy this is happening. Thank God. Sparks. Yes. Oh. Did you used to watch the, I know the answer. Did you used to watch the Zorro uh, Black and Whites? Yeah. On Disney? Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. So they're coming back. What do you mean they're, they're rebooting back? it? They're rebooting that old, that old Disney Channel Black and white Zorro. You series. really need to elaborate here. Okay. <laughs> so, Disney is developing a live-action Zorro TV reboot. Okay. Ooh. Specifically rebooting the 1950s show. That's what they said. Okay. Okay. Um, not the futuristic 27th century. They're not doing that anymore. <laughs> so, uh, Wilmer Valderrama. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know his main credit. Oh, Fez from that 70s show. Yes. That, that is a name oh. I have not heard in a long in time. In fairness. He has become he has he has popped up in other shows. I believe uh, it. been a lead in other shows Yo and Mama. has become an executive producer. Yeah, he was the executive producer and a host of the show called Yo Mama. That's not the show I'm referring to. He has done other things. He was recently in Encanto. I love it. Um, oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Beautiful. So he is going to be Zorro and he's also going to executive produce. Cool. I guess. Okay. Wait, and this is supposed to be like a continuation? No, it's it's like a like a remake series. Okay, so not reboot. Well, so it's not reboot in the sense of like it's coming back, like a remake. Like, okay, yeah, it's a new. So series. they're doing so an old not, school style. It's Zorro. not like okay. So it's not like a a Zoro picking up from that Zoro no. or that Zoro continued no. in that time period. That so kind it's, of thing. It's, it's, it's they're they're they described it as a period piece telenovela. Okay, got it. Um, for but Zoro. Okay, okay, understood. So that's what's happening. Cats. Sorry. I'm excited for the for a new Zoro series. Honestly. Uh no, I'm excited. For a new Zorro series, I do not see that man playing Zorro. <laughs> hey, he was also in like the fourth Crow straight to DVD movie, so like, give, like him, give it, him credit. I, I hope it's not kind of a joke. Yeah, like which it kind of they, sounds like it they is definitely, right now. They definitely expo- the the way the producer talked about it was that they wanted to deal with like the drama of like you see on like telenovelas. Um, and that's I what they. That's the kind of show that they're going for. That's okay, the so like, they're going for. if if it's like fun camp, I I see that. But like, I could see them doing it and like it being really bad. <laughs> but like, if they lean into it like in the right way, I could see it working. I I, I just I, don't see that dude as. Aura. That's the thing. Like, yeah, I need I need more than a of a recent voice actor appearance to like to sell me on him. And I love those black and white series. So like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Interesting choice, like 
recognizing like that that's the one you want to remake not you know the it's new probably movie just or... because it's disney zorro like yeah. that's and this is that's disney. the one they have yeah. yeah so they're like yeah we're we're going back to zorro and i'm sure like they'll do a new version of the theme song and that'll yep. be it's only like true connections hearkening back to that because it's so... not going to be black and white it's not going to yeah. use the same set pieces or the same idea i love things like antonio that. bandera zorro i have no relation with the old zorro so like if this trailer comes out and it looks like old school fun camp i'll love it but like until then like i don't know man a black and white Zorro series was incredible. It's really good. Um, did you guys ever remember when Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century was popular? No, but I know you love to talk about uh, it. <laughs> oh, there's a Zorro. Ser- there's a Zorro version of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if people uh, know uh, the the uh, Don. Uh, I don't remember his name. Anthony Hopkins version of Zorro is very much meant to be the older yes. version of the black and white Disney show. Don Zorro. Diego yeah. de la they, Vega. They, they specifically wanted to design him as like for that generation that watched that Zorro. Yeah. This is that old Zorro, and he hands it down to Antonio Anthony Hopkins. Is my favorite Spaniard. Yeah, I know. Like that. That's well, like Sean Connery. <laughs> the the casting of it not great, but like the the way they met, they they styled yeah. that character was supposed to be the old version of the black yeah, they, and white. They Zorro. did it. They did it, at least the production note I read, so, uh, claims they did it because they wanted to harken back to Zorro has always been played by a white guy. Mm-hmm. So that they had <laughs> Anthony Hopkins right. playing the white Zorro. That makes yeah. sense, I guess. Uh, yeah. And, and it, the, their logic, like, when they brought what they wanted to it was that if you watch the last episode of, like, the Black and White Zorro show, the next adventure would be the one where his daughter got taken away from him at the beginning of the movie. That I love kind that. Of thing. I and, love like, that. that. That was the intention. And so, like, it was very much stylized to be, like, this is the Zorro you just watched growing up, like, that kind of thing. So, like... Who Love made show. who made the the Antonio Zorro? What company? Martin Campbell. Touchstone. That's uh, Touchstone. I think that's because Touchstone. like because that's on. that's the Force Awakens movie that we're all asking for. I really like is, that is movie. twenty years later Antonio Banderas with like a young character. That like, movie rules. It does. Um, and the sequels. Fine. Anthony Hopkins plays Don Diego de La Vega and uh, deserved a good trilogy. And what's his name? It, uh, it can still have one. Antonio Banderas played um, Alejandro de La Vega. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Zoro's cool. Bring it back. Uh, sure. Sony. That was Sony. That was okay. Sony. Sony, yeah. make it do it. Well, you can have tri- a franchise. TriStar and Sony. Yeah, Zoro is uh, public domain. And it's Disney, just do it yourselves. <laughs> I, I, I did want, I still, I'll be honest, I, I still want that uh, Django Zoro sequel. That Django sequel, yeah. that Django Zoro. Yeah, I would too. Tarantino was like, yeah, Antonio Banderas would be yeah. Zorro. The comic's, not, a, the comic's I, not enough. I want Antonio Banderas as Zorro one more time. It's going to happen. Absolutely. We live in the world where that will happen. Uh, it will happen. Then I can't wait. It w- just Maybe not now, but soon. Antonio Banderas deserves that reckoning. Like... 100%. He keeps just all getting, he's doing is he playing keeps like just getting bullshit roles. Unless, bad villains unless in Unless you're watching his Picasso series, which is the only yeah. place he's getting to stretch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Zorro talk. That was fun. God Country. Yeah, uh, Donny Cates is God Country. You know, if, if you recall, he was writing the movie for Legendary Pictures. It's right there, I'm looking at it. Um, he, he the script written, and uh, they have a director now. Legendary has ta- has gotten Jim Mickle, who is the showrunner for Sweet Tooth. Oh, director for God Country. That sounds okay. real cool. That's about a person dealing with like like emotional stuff while stuff happens. Like that's perfect. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. Um, I'm sorry. Is this is this big movie? Big movie. What Big movie? What studio? Legendary. Oh yeah, it's Godzilla and shit like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Gun- uh, soon to be Gundam. Oh yeah. yeah. Yo, baby. I believe it great. when it happens. Yeah, sir. Yo, man, he put out a pre-production. No, 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 fake for sti- sure. Fake no, for still. sure. No, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, no, I will yeah. believe Gundam when Gundam is in no, the I trailer. I see. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, hey, it's I, hard to believe. I'm yeah. hopeful, but I'm also kind of look. Farce. I'm on. I'm on the hype train. I'm watching Gundam. See, I know. Gundam's happening before Metal Gear, so like, I. 
Metal Gear's been happening for a decade. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm trying to say I'm on with Sparks because I I saw the still. I'm like I'm hyped, but until I see that trailer, I'm like I don't know. I can I Can't can definitely it. see Gundam going the way of Halo, where like it's it's just constant projects. Like oh we're up, up oh, we're down, up yeah. we're up, no, we're down. I, <laughs> like they got Jordan Vote Roberts. Oh, he's doing Gundam and Metal Gear. Oh, you make hurry up, bro. <laughs> hurry well, up before all he's that. Got his hands in too many cookie jars. <laughs> before all that, possibly oh, actually jars. after Gundam, uh, God Country is coming. So that's amazing. Yeah. God Country. That's a great. That's a great comic. I hope you can write a screenplay, Donna Cates. That score is going to be. That awesome score is going to be insane. Who's doing right. the score again? I don't know. We don't know. Uh, okay. start filming. I'm just imagining. Like you got to have a good score. The cosmic shit. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. Michael oh, yeah. Giacchino calling it. Yeah. He's like, I got seven movies I'm making at the same time. Hold on. Uh, okay, Ben. You like Mega Man, I hear. Oh, hell yeah, I love Mega Man. All right, well, Netflix That's is... That's a lie. Netflix is developing a live-action Mega Man TV series. Yeah. It could uh-huh. mean many things. Who knows what it, that Okay, means. so the reason why I did I did that is because I did see like the official like people posting, like, hey, they're going to do Mega Man, but yeah. it was with Mega Man X. And those are two very different characters. So do we know if it's well, like the original OG I'll, Mega okay. Man or we do a Mega Man X? I will believe that anybody writing those articles did not know there was a difference. Probably. Okay. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I, I, I would maybe they're doing a past and a future thing. Who knows? I don't know. Pork and no oh, like uh, Resident Evil. Maybe. Maybe because those because well, a- anyways, uh, sweet. There really hasn't been much Mega Man. Um, Anything? Me- well, yeah. But I mean the. The game came out a few years ago. Where we, sh- I think we're getting another one for Mega Man's 35th anniversary. That's in a few years. I, it's I a few, few years. <laughs> I have no faith in Netflix adaptations of animation material at this moment in time. But I'm willing for that to change. Yep. I just at the moment have no faith. Let's see something from that Inuyasha show soon. Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to see a trailer. Did for I just it. announce the Inuyasha show early? Are oh they no. going to do Give it? Give it now? a couple <laughs> years. It'll happen. <laughs> I need to be like, that's the one next. Yeah, yeah. So for, for Netflix and adapting Mega Man, um, part of me is like sweet, but you also another part of me is like tread very cautiously. Yeah. I mean, of course, you are on hallow ground, sir. For me, the, the Mega Man is hallow ground. I Let's mean, see, luckily well, with Gundam, I know Gundam is actually happening. I know who's behind it, and I have faith in them. They've had some whiffs so far. We yeah. got Death Note. Mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop, uh-huh. yeah. Um, Avatar: The Last Airbender potentially a whiff. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. They have a reason to finished, be nervous. They finished that cast. To be determined. But I didn't recognize any names, so I didn't put it on. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some good news about good casting. Uh, Sonic Frontier, that open world game. Yeah. Uh, Ian Flynn is one of the writers on it. Hell yes. Yeah, I heard that. I'm like, oh shit, that game's gonna be good. Oh, that shit, that shit's gonna be great. We're gonna have a good year of Sonic, my man. We're gonna have a great year of Sonic. You got a movie? You got a Sonic's game? Sonic's 30th anniversary is gonna get stretched into 2022. I'm all for it. Damn, Hell I yeah, I love baby. stretching Sonic. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You ooh, can ooh. put that in my gravestone. We're gonna. <laughs> right, if I was stretching Sonic. <laughs> all right, trailers. T talk. Trailer time. Trailer um, time. The house. Oh, baby. Y'all, so I love when stop motion animation is used to make you uncomfortable or scare you. So I am all about yes. this. Uh, we still need to watch that movie. Phil Tippett's like Mad oh. God or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, this looked unnerving. Like it, it bugs dancing. It's about uh, mice and like little animals. And it's like. It's like Three a ha- different stories set it's, around the house. It's like an anthology about like a like a haunted house, but it's all about like animals and there's also people. Like it looks extraordinary. So when I woke up this morning, I was really looking forward to not have any nightmare fuel. Mm. Damn you all! 
Oh, this is it's like nothing. it's like they it's like they turned a Wes Anderson stop motion film. Yeah, into a I honestly movie. thought I was like, oh, is this a Fantastic Fox sequel? <laughs> At first, and me I'm too. Like, I, yeah. So so because like it's all these interconnected stories. I'm like, are we gonna learn that like these are these are the mice and the cats that live in the house with the people? Yes, and they're all just getting messed up in this house. 100. percent That's starving. Yeah, I'm a, I am. It's just I'm a bad. Ha- I love the idea of like a bad house that it, it just messes everybody up. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, here's how it messes up the cats. Here's how it messes yeah. up the rats. <laughs> like, I'm like from the bottom to the top. Yeah, like, yeah. everyone's messed up. Yeah. Everyone gets screwed uh, over by this house. And there's like a like, and like the house keeps bringing the people and the animals back. So like the rats in the hospital, and then the, like another rat comes in. Like we're going to bring you home now. It's such like, a creepy it's so voice scary. too. Yeah. Um. Really, really great. It's definitely. Um. Definitely. It's definitely a show that's intrigue or a, a special because they call it a special because it's not a show, it's not a movie, it's a special. It's probably like an hour I long. I think it's or like something. three, yeah. like thirty minute episodes. Oh yeah, maybe, yeah, sure, yeah. Or, or maybe like hour or maybe forty five minute long vignette. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm ready. I, either way, this looks like Spark said very unsettling, and I don't feel I was not comfortable watching this movie or watching this trailer. Feels exactly feels good. Where I want you to feels feel. good to feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Speaking of bad, hmm? the bad guys. Okay, this look actually looks kind of cute. It, it, I'll tell you what, the animation style is really nice. I'm I, glad that DreamWorks is trying, because, like, in my opinion, I'm, like, I'm know, all about we, yeah. I'm all about any of the animation studios branching out. Like, yeah. I, I love that Pixar is embracing different styles. I wish Disney Animation was doing it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they do in their shorts. This li- this reminds me of the shorts where they're starting to mix 2D and 3D, and this has 2D yes. elements mixed in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I the ambition in the animation alone makes me want to at least watch it at some point. Yeah, the the. St- Story isn't necessarily making me want to see it in theaters right now, but that could change. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. do. I I do. I will appreciate the story of like you know what if bad guys want to be good guys. Like I, I appreciate that for a kids movie. Um, it's just like again like the script doesn't. Yeah. It just looks like another one of those movies. But like the animation, I I did enjoy watching it. DreamWorks was like, wait, Sony started innovating before us. Yeah, we yeah, need yeah. to rectify this. Yeah. Um, definitely's got a good look. Like I like. Like it's, it's definitely the, it's the freshest looking DreamWorks thing I've seen in a long yeah. time. Yeah. Like I yeah. hate because like I hate comparing it, but like the closest thing I can think of is something like Into the Spider Verse. Like or, with that or Mitchell's versus the machines. Mitchell's versus the machines. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like that kind of like cool looking like two D three D thing. And but, that's um, and that's definitely more like where I want to see animation headed. Yeah, right. Me yeah, too. One hundred percent. Me too. Uh, yeah. I think um, so so like solid. props to them just for being cool at animating something like this. This looks way more fun to like visually watch than seeing another one of the like. Illumination boss project yes. or that's, something that's, like that, that's or Boss I, Baby. Like I was, the previous really works out. Yeah, I was yeah. really glad. I'm really glad. Yeah, I was really glad we weren't going to see. I mean, of course, Dreamers Illuminations, different studios, but of course, they're still under the Universal umbrella now. So I was. Kinda that's right. They're actually they're both owned by the same person. Honestly, yeah. if the animation is diam- dynamic enough, then the story can be like fine. Yeah, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like as long as the animation is there, I'm I'm cool. Like, and I, I will watch it. I do like a good. Anything with a heist in it. So like, I also you know, like I like the the jokes with the joke with the shark where it's like I'm having a baby. That was pretty funny. Is Are there, there any mm-hmm. security guards that could leave their positions to help me? Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the Lost City. I love the idea of this movie. Yes. I don't love this trailer. I yeah. I bet the movie will be better. I do too. I hope the movie is better. Is it rated R? Don't know yet. Okay. I don't think it's gotten Thanks. a rating yet. Okay. But what I do love is Daniel Radcliffe being a bad guy. Because I didn't know yeah, he was yeah. the bad guy, and now you see me too. Yes, he is. And uh, I'm, a, I'm all for it. Him him as an ex- eccentric billionaire kidnapping Sandra Bullock, and then Channing Tatum trying to save her to prove himself as more than just a model, and Brad Pitt showing up as a superhero. All that I love. Like, conceptually, I think it's great. Yes. This trailer just didn't sell me. Yeah, yeah. the trailer's a little weak. Yeah. But I... I I love the concept and I love those actors, so I want to it to be good and I want to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Dragon Ball Super Superhero. I didn't understand what they were saying, but it looks really cool. I have a theory that maybe people will already know is wrong because they would have watched it while knowing what they're saying, and I don't. Uh, But I think the Red Ribbon Army is trying to prove that the Z Fighters are not, like, this is like Hercule-level stuff where they're like, you know, these are not good people. These are, like, dangerous criminals who are protecting Boo. I think this is why we see Boo's image mm-hmm. come up. They're they're like they're in cahoots with like one of the most dangerous beings that's ever existed. Uh we, the Red Ribbon Army, are going to make superheroes that you can believe in and trust. And like the the way they get their attention is to take on the Z Fighters and prove that they're like top level. I think that's where the superhero concept hmm. is coming in. Damn you, Sparks. Hmm. I like Damn that. you, sir. If it's not that, I'm going to be very upset. I'm sure it could still be a great story either way, but, like, I think that's the concept. I think this is the Red Ribbon Army, like, what's left of it, the part that wasn't Dr. Giro uh, after all these years, wanting to come back and say, yo, we're, like, we're the good people of the world. It's very much like a Mysterio thing. Like, we're the real heroes. See, I, Uh, yeah, I see it. That's what I that's what I see. Like I, I guess so like I could see your Android, Android one and two finally. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, like you don't like you don't need these other people. Like we're humans, we can take care of ourselves. Like we don't need you. Almost like specious like Lex Luthor shit. Yes. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> this cat, man. They are. Uh, listen, I they're I wonder. I wonder if they're going to put a spin on it and try and say like, Cell was never the bad guy, guys. These oh guys God. killed Cell. We, we, yeah. And Cell was Cell actually... Cell will go down in history as one of the greatest Cell heroes. Was actually like Cell Robocop. was actually one of our times where we were trying to create someone who would protect you from these he dangerous He just went mad beings. and killed a bunch of people. Right. <laughs> because, like, Androids 1 and 2 look a lot like Cell. Yeah, there are a lot of similarities like a weird head. in their designs. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really... We'll see. Uh, I, I'm... Super interesting. I'm just glad. I love Gohan at the forefront. I'm just Me glad, too. yeah, Gohan's getting some getting some screen well, time. Well, because Goku is training with Broly. Speaking of animation, I still have an issue with some of these shots looking too much like a video game for yes. me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it bums me out. I appreciate that they're wanting to try something. Um, I don't know if it'll work. I, I reserve judgment until the whole movie I'll tell comes you what. out. But, like, I loved Broly. Yeah. And I want more in that animation solely. And yeah. this just isn't it, and that's okay. Guacamole, because <laughs> it rhymed. Um, yeah, I unfortunately I'm there with you. Like, I wish they wouldn't have transitioned to 3D. It's probably cheaper, but that just probably means that the fight scenes are probably gonna look real. No, good. No, I mean like every time they're in motion, it looks great. Yeah, it's when they're like really like standing still in a it shot. It definitely and I'm feels like, this looks like, like a video game, like cut PS5, scene. like uh-huh. mouth moving cutscenes, like real good looking yeah. cutscenes, but cutscenes nonetheless. I really like Gohan's new look, the glasses with Piccolo's outfit. His hair's cut more like it was when he fought Cell. Yeah, yep. yeah. I'm really into it. Because it makes the him look, years. it makes him look young, yeah, yeah, younger than he has, which yeah. he should, because he's really not that old. He's not that old, but that's, like, that's but he's yeah. older than we've seen him in Super because Pan's much older now. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, Pan's you, Pan's approaching like five or six. Do you think he ages slowly like Goku does? A little bit, but not as much as they do. Yeah, like yeah. they're basically Half. the same, and he's like aging slower for sure. Because don't Super and Super and uh, Super say that Go- Goku and Vegeta are like fifty? Yeah. So they're like really old, but they're yes. like. Haven't you noticed we don't we don't age? Yeah, because Chi Chi is old as shit at yeah. the end of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> like it's a bit it's a bit in Dragon Ball GT, yeah. Which I like not like canon to this, def- but it's a bit about how like Goku already looked so good in comparison to her, and yeah. then he gets turned into a kid. She's like, "This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's not even fair." <laughs> anyway, I cannot believe I can remember that episode like it was yesterday. This is a uh, Dragon Ball talk. All right. 
Uh, every uh, either way, I'm super excited for the movie. Super excited April? for what the story is going to be. April 22nd, 2022. That's a couple uh, months. That is the Japanese release date. We do not have the North American one, but I think based on Broly, it'll be. It will be soon. It'll be probably around there. Hey man, I'm, I'm just excited, excited for another Dragon Ball fandom movie. event. So ready. Broly. When Broly. was it? January 2020, 2019. It was January 2019. January 2019. So yeah. it'll be almost. It'll be over saw. three years. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Broly. I think Broly was my favorite year. Of, was my favorite movie of 2018. Uh, no, don't tell me that. Uh, no, it was a January. It had to be 2019. It I came th- out. It came out like right at the end of 2018, and I, I thought it was January. No, but I think we, we talked s- about it January 2019 oh, because farts. we were off air. Yeah, oh, that's December right. 2018. Oh, time. Yeah, almost four years. <laughs> but that was the thing. Is like it had come out. I think it had come out just at the end of summer in Japan. So it mm-hmm. took us like four or five months to get yeah. it. And, and I was so hype about it. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not going to pirate this because I want it in the full feeling of the animation. I remember. I found I'm like, it. I'm like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's not going to be as good, yep. and I need it to be as good. And also, normally those movies, they're fan events. This was like a wide release film. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It also made a bunch of money. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what my top ten movies would be because I've never thought about it. Um, so I was like, hmm, what would be? Oh, Broly. I was like, oh, interesting. Broly's one of my favorite movies of all time, I guess. That's allowed. That movie is... Bro- Holy God! It still slaps. Bro, it's still I do not good. expect this movie to overtake it, but I do expect this movie to be good. Me too. It, it, the fact that it doesn't look like the first movie alone, it's not. It can't be better. <laughs> no, it's just not. Uh, but, but like, but Toriyama's still there. Yeah. Storytelling's still going to be there. I believe in it. Absolutely. Uh, I I'm very interested. I I love that Gohan's at the forefront of it. Me too. Love it. Very excited. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yo, Michelle, yo. Yo. Uh, we're going to be talking about some multiverse stuff later. It's real cool that just, you know, cool indie art films can also be about the multiverse. Yeah. And this is definitely a trailer that's like, I want to say a feast for the senses, but also can be very overwhelming. I love It can this. be both. Yeah. yeah. I love whenever a movie messes with aspect ratios. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's happening here. Yeah. Except for Transformers th- 5. That's not on purpose. That's just <laughs> yeah, I mean artistically. I'm yeah. sorry. I meant artistically, yeah, not yeah, yeah. oops, I messed up. Oops, all <laughs> aspects. Um, yeah, so this is the guys, Daniels. They're, b- they're both named Daniel. Uh, not, they not I decided to be artistic with it. Yeah. Zack Snyder. You said uh, Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man, yes. Love that movie. Yeah. Uh, so this movie is going to be hella weird and cool. Um, A24. Yeah. Putting putting out some money. Yeah. Um, Michelle Yeoh, uh, she, she has to help save the multiverse, but she's a regular lady, but in the, everywhere else she's super cool. So she uses all of her skills in different universes to save herself here. J- Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be a bad guy. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or in an impressive fat suit. Yeah. Some, yeah. some dude, uh, head his head blows up and there's confetti and you actually hear that burr. I really love the uh, that there's just a flash of just an animated world that we'll I, see. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that fat suit real quick. I I appreciate that it is a modest fat suit, not a ridiculous. No, no, no fat like super suit. obese. Because yeah. once you hit a certain barometer, it's like just hire a different actor. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is like moderate, just enough to make like an unhealthy statement. Like they don't want Jamie Lee Curtis to actually make herself unhealthy. Yeah. And this is just supposed to show an unhealthy version of herself. Yeah. Not like a lot because you go a certain distance and it's like just hire their actors Absolutely. that look that way just hire them yeah yeah, uh, yeah man it looks like a, a a super weird indie uh, action movie everybody's made comparisons to Jet Li's the one and, and I totally get it as far as like concept, concept but like man this movie I'm I'm ready for the art artistry to just hit yeah, me yeah you, you mentioned Jet Li's the one I, I talked to you guys before I was like I was always waiting for someone else to tackle that concept uh, uh, I'm glad that that, that the Daniels are the ones who decided to do it. Yeah. Uh, 
like she she's a sign flipper in in one universe and she uses that to like fight a bunch of dudes with like a chair and it's just like it's just cool inventive shit that you can just from the trailer like oh they they really tried with this one yeah. oh that's man i love movies they're great this looks cool i also like how she has googly eyes she puts the googly eyes or third eye i thought that was yeah, cool yeah i love googly eyes the unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, we've been talking this movie for so long. I'm so glad we got a trailer for it. Finally, finally. got a trailer for this one. Uh, I am uh, 100% on board. Nick Cage is playing himself, but with a K. I'm so glad Pedro Pascal is the one working as alongside him. I, I can't wait. Can't uh, wait for those two to play with each yeah, other. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, rich the, guy. The last scene of the trailer of just, <laughs> no, I won't, I won't forget you. <laughs> just acting his ass off. Yeah. So good. Uh, rich guy hires Nick Cage to hang out at his birthday party and shenanigans ensue. Um, Bunch of famous people in it. Looks just like a rip roaring good time. This definitely gives me like my name is Bruce vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. I really like that movie. Uh, this looks like a lot of fun. I'm so in. Yeah, uh, just the two leads alone um, are great. But like, I remember hearing about this like a while ago. Like, Nick Cage is going to be like playing scenes from his previous movies, and you see him like redoing Face Off and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, oh my god, this movie's gonna rip. <laughs> oh my god, it looks so fun. He gets a, he sees a, st- a wax figure of himself. Is like, this is weird. I'll give you two. It's grotesque. It's grotesque. I'll, I'll give you pay tw- you for it. I'll give you like was twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Just I love Nick Cage. Just this is this is the second movie where it's like this is the most Nick Cage thing ever made because there was the Ghost of the Wildlands or Wastelands or something, and I'm like Nick Cage oh, yeah. just doing just having a year. Yeah, having a year. This Good for like, him. This is definitely the second. This is a, this. Blah, this is the second movie that says the most Nick Cage movie ever I, made. I yeah. definitely hope we see him again in Spider Man Noir. I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He was also good in Teen Titans Go, Superman. I liked him. That's mm. all the news. Yeah. Record time. Good, because nice. we have a lot to talk about. Let's go into our main topic. Go, Web, go. Unless we have anything else we want to say. Nope. No. Cool. We are now going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. I Which means... Real quick, that we're going to talk about Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, The Amazing Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home. Venom 2, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Potentially a little bit of Hawkeye. So, you know, if you haven't seen the movie, go to the theater to see the movie. It's Here, Mar- real quick. It's Every, Marvel spoiler time. Did everybody love time. the movie? Yes. yes. Great. Go see the movie. Go see okay, the movie. spoiler time. Okay. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, this is, this is the, the, like... 20 whatever movie of the MCU. 30 second. 30 second, wow. Um, so yeah, full spoilers from here on out. If you have not seen the movie, go see it. Wait, uh, what? 30 seconds I, I, I made. I just made a number. <laughs> okay, okay. I wouldn't know. Um, I would know. I was going to say, I, I think it's like 27, 28. If I, pr- if I prepared this. Full spoilers, you've been warned. Look, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. So, uh, what do we think about this movie? Ryan. I think it's great. Ben. I absolutely loved it. Sorry, a cat just decided to climb over me and her claw got on my arm. Ow. Sparks. Yeah, I really, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I, I need to see it again. This is probably one of my favorite MCU movies. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely up there. Yeah, I, I've seen it twice. I had to see it twice because I needed to confirm what I felt about it. And it is this movie is is a triumph, guys. I think this movie really rules in in yeah. pretty pretty much from start to finish. And I just remember the last year of us, the roller coaster of feeling how we feel about it, like super anti it, and then getting closer to release. And now that it's here, like. I think it's one of the best Spider-Man movies. I think it's one of the best I, MCU movies. It's 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 so good. I expected, I expected from everything I heard. I was like, oh, this is just gonna be a mess. It'll be a fun mess. Yeah, but it'll be a mess. This is one of the most well balanced, well paced. I, I have been hesitating a lot 
because much like Ryan, uh, I think this movie rules, and I don't think I have anything bad to say about it. The only the only negative things I could have are like COVID restriction things that like limit actors being on set, which you sure. can kind of notice. That doesn't like ruin the movie for me whatsoever. It's it's For a, sure. It's a reality of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like. I was so worried about this movie going in, and like all of our bingo cards are not are are thankfully not as big as the movie was. This movie is so self-contained for being as big as it is, guys. I'm so impressed. And my biggest thing about it, like all these movie, all these MCU movies have big giant third acts that don't connect with me. Like Sha- like Shang Chi's finale really did not work for me. What's the final battle of this movie? It's a personal battle between a hero and a villain. I couldn't tell you how thrilled I was that that was the fi- finality of this movie. I think it works on every level. The fan service is fantastic. I think the script's really great. Uh, I I just want to gush for an hour, if that's okay. Before we get further into it, do we want to do our bingo cards? Oh. I mean, I, I, I thought we were each going to do like our... I, we kind of did. So yeah, we should do our bingo cards. Yeah. Right. Do we want to just say what did we Did anybody got? get bingo? No. Guys, okay, no, no. I had more than half correct, and I still didn't get a bingo. Yeah, because they, weren't, they just weren't in the right spot. I would have gotten a bingo if they were in the right spots. Yeah. I got thirteen. I farted there. Uh, thirteen of twenty-five. I went. I went wild. I went. I said things I didn't think would be in this movie. Nor did I necessarily want them in this movie. I just went buck wild. Yeah. Fill in After Endgame, I re- I I reeled it back for sure. Yeah. All right. So so I think I'll just say what I got. Sure. The squares that I got. So Tom Hardy Venom. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had that as well. Charlie Cox is Matt Murdock. Yep. Yep. For whatever reason, I wanted to be specific and just be like it's Matt Murdock. Um. I I made it separate and uh, two separate ones, so I had one that said Daredevil suited up, and I did not get it. (laughs) Um, Everyone forgets that he's Spider-Man at the end. Yep, I did that too. Um, Doc Ock helps. But you didn't get that one. Yes, I did. Oh, well, because everyone forgets he's Spider-Man. Right, okay. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that's it. Doc Ock helps Spider-Man. Yeah. And uh, that's it. Okay. Great power, great responsibility. Green line uh, remix line from the first movie. Science line. Uh, Daredevil. Ned does something important. The spell works. People forget who he is. Organic web shooter joke. Venom. Uh, Uncle Ben mentioned. Someone else says MJ. Uh, Toby. Andy. New. New spider outfit. Science and magic save the day. Nice. I, I love how some of you drew things, especially Ted Raimi. Yeah. Oh, uh, I had a Ted Raimi cameo, but that's honestly probably safe for the Sam Raimi movie. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, yeah. Ben. Uh, Matt Murdock. Um, what web shooters? Like the whole organic web shooter yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, MCU MJ forgets Peter Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Garfield saves MCU MJ. I was surprised to see that one on there. Good job. Yeah, I was actually. That was like a no brainer. Well, the I second thought. one at the trailer was like, oh yeah, he's got to do it because yeah. if Garfield's there, uh, Doc Ock becomes good again. Yep. And uh, some villains live. Yeah, uh, some yeah. villains live. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, like the only one I I did not give myself because I also put um, Scorpion gets the suit. We see the scorpion in the Whoa, multiverse. Well, that's thing. not the same. Exactly. Yeah. I so. I lucked out. I wrote scorpion is at least seen or mentioned, and he is seen. So you also have one. You also have one that I have been that we didn't get, which is Toby says with great power comes yeah. great responsibility. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. Say, I was should just said with great power comes great. Yeah, responsibility. Yeah, we should have. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, he uh because he finishes the line, but he doesn't tell Peter with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, so I know the line. I got. A bit about Toby's organic webbing. Mm-hmm. I got Norman deceiving Peter. Mm-hmm. I got Tom Hardy as Venom. Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. Uh, <laughs> Doc Ock versus Norman Osborn. That happened for a moment. That, that did. Happen. That did. Uh, I'll count it. That happened. I got. <laughs> man, I got so little. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got. That's it. 
Oh nope, Reese Ephens in human form. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, I put oh, I yeah. put no Reese Ephens mm. voice only, and I was like, oh I shit. I got I got his human form appearance. The See? whole time I was watching the the thing, I was like, don't do it, don't show us the whole ah, thing, yeah. don't show us the whole ah, thing. Yeah. Shit, I Thomas got way, I got way less than I thought. Thomas Hayden Church too. The whole movie he was CGI, and then he just shows up so, that last bit. I'm like, what the uh, hell? Bring it up real quick. From your bingo cards, any of your like your favorite didn't happen or bullshit ones? Oh, that that's you a good question. Oh yeah, bullshit ones. Because uh, um, I'll I'll go. This was one of my favorites. Joe Manganiello appearing as Agent Venom. I love that. <laughs> I, I love. I did so I didn't much. want it. I didn't expect it, but I so thought it was. Be this cool. was the first bingo card. The the one I wrote down. I wrote Happy gets together or marries Aunt May. Oh. And the first five minutes too. of the movie, they break up. I have that too. Also, uh, I put okay. The bullshit one I put was Spider-Man meme IRL, where they're all pointing at each other. They, like no, the, they kind of do that. But they kind of do that, not perfectly. It, it, yeah. it happens kind of in the school scene where it's like Peter Parker and they're all pointing. I, ca- at each other, I kind yeah. of. It, it was a small reference yeah. to it. Yeah, but because it was gonna be all three Spider-Man in their suits pointing at each other. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, another f- way out of left field was Madam Web. I could have oh, seen. I, I, I yeah. could have seen a world That's where Madam Web showed up. She shows up at the end for a second. I could have seen that. Yeah. 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 Uh, pretty much. Oh, hey, Mag's in the chat. Oh, hey, Mag. Uh, Hope you saw Spider Man. I think my biggest one that, that I blundered was I thought Doctor Strange would get trapped in the multiverse. I also the wrote someone gets lost in another dimension. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that didn't really happen. Uh, my, you know, my pipe dream was that he was going to get trapped and it was going to be in the same Raimi Spider-Man universe. We had a whole conversation you know about this. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. I may have got another one. Hmm. I wrote Scarlet Witch post-credits. Yeah. No, yeah. she's in. No, yeah. She, no, yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. It doesn't give me a bingo. No, because like we're doing Venom was a post-credit and we all got that too. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I was just saying because it's not about her. It's a, it's the trailer for Nah, Doctor she Strange shows up all yeah. Well, of yeah. course, because my Venom one was Ben. Tom Hardy actually meets Spider-Man yeah. in person. He's, instead, he's just at If a he bar. hadn't been sitting on his ass at a bar for six months. Listen, he's so drunk. curious about the... <laughs> he could have made it. Tell me about the stones. It hadn't been six months. Uh, yeah, it had. Man. No. Yeah, from May to December. They don't do the spell in May. Hey, what I get so this isn't oh, gonna give right. me a bingo, but I also put continuation of other films like the other Spider-Man. will say no. Like, that's w- I count that. You'll, you'll count absolutely. That? Okay, so you'll I count that. Okay, yeah, sure. Well, d- I'm asking the panel. Would you guys count that? Because both. Uh, Wait, does it give you a bingo? No, it doesn't give me. Then a yeah, bingo. Then yes, you can have that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I got more than half, and I didn't get a bingo. <laughs> yeah, because well, you'll win nothing. Because what I meant by continuation sad. is that they say is like, oh yeah, me and MJ are like, because he says that him and MJ or Toby. Says him and Toby Peter says him and NJ made it work. There are there are and they and continue threads like even if the microscopic like they where, talk where, about stuff. Where I failed um, was I I said both that I would have liked to have seen a uh, post credit scene uh, from Andrew and Toby. Yeah, and so like that was that's where that's similar to what you're saying, but I I went too specific with it, so I didn't get that. I square. would have got bingo if Mysterio was alive or uh, Happy and May got together. Oh, I, I don't think I get. Bingo. <laughs> I would have got bingo if Fisk Tower had showed up. Oh yeah, I wrote Avengers Lord. Tower stuff. Yeah. I, I I put Wilson Tom Holland Tom Holland Fisk. messed me up. <laughs> I put Wilson Fisk bought Avengers Tower. Yeah, that counts. Like he he buys it. So well I we don't it. know. Not anyway. Yet. That's our bingos. Hell yeah. Uh we lost it's time. <laughs> it's time to talk about the movie. Let me so th- so let me tell you. I I truly I love this movie because again I thought we were getting an Endgame I thought we were gonna get a Gwen Stacy a Mary Jane I thought there was gonna be cameo after cameo and I am so thrilled that this movie is not that yeah. I can't tell you how happy I am this is the most Spider Man of the MCU movies like 
this might be my favorite Spider-Man movie. Like, that's why I saw it twice to confirm it. Because, like, the stuff that this feels like such a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and I love Spider-Man 2. It's definitely too. my favorite of the John Watts films. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I love Spider-Man 2, but I'm thinking of, like, the real Spider-Man stuff that happens. I'm like, that stuff also happens in this movie for Every, me. Every, um, I keep trying to tell myself, or not trying to tell myself, because I only saw this the one time with you. It just came out, I get it. Yeah, it just came out, but I want to see this again. Ben, how dare you? Shut up. I want to see this again so bad. I'm desperate to see it Me again. Me too. And I am just like itching to go see it again. And even then, because like my fa- this might be my favorite Spider-Man movie tied with Into the Spider-Verse. I, I, I put that in another league because it's so good and it's animated. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, like a favorite live action, as of right now, this takes the cake. I love Spider-Man 2. I've always loved Spider-Man 2. Yeah. This one is just so damn good because like for me like it gives me like all like the like obviously not as much but it gives me the good like it gives me the good Raimi stuff but also having a good spider-man that's fully formed what's so shocking to me about this movie the shocker uh for he's not in this one um what's so so shocking to me about this one is that like um i feel like everything that wasn't getting the attention it deserved in the first two of the of the mcu spider-man films gets more gets better story arcs, gets more emotional play. Um, I'm speaking specifically of like AMA. Yeah. Um, and so like you, you have the you you do that better in this one, and you also carry on these threads of things that you have not needed to before. You're you're this film juggles so much, but always keeps it grounded to the emotional core. And I'm honestly I'm shocked at how well balanced this movie is. Yeah, I saw it again because like I felt like. This movie is like like about almost two and a half hours long. Like it's it's pretty long. Yeah. Uh, and it flew by. So when I saw it a second time, I was like, "Do I feel the length at all?" No. I, this movie is is so tight. It is so packed, but it moves at a clip. It's it's incredible. There are times where like er, I remember earlier this year when we were what, talking about a No Time to Die, where I told you guys I felt the length of this movie. Plenty I, of time. I felt so this, much time. As like that movie was long. With No Way Home, I was so engaged i was so ready every just nothing was i feel like nothing was wasted in this movie yeah every new scene even if it didn't involve involve holland or spider-man or anything just i was so ready to see what was going to happen i the scene when andrew garfield and toby mcguire shows up show up i loved it oh of course sparks you haven't said anything you haven't said much well i mean you guys were talking i was just like you know i agree Go like, for i it. was just listening i i, I kind of wanted to see like I, I think the best way the easiest way to navigate this is what i i think i want to do is i want to talk about everything before the spell and then i want to talk about mm-hmm. the the villains and the spell yeah. and all that and then talk about like th- everything else that came after that <laughs> um because i think that it you really do see like a clear Act one, act two, act three. Yeah. yeah. But uh that that helps. Um and I think the the act one of this film about just the ramifications of what happened with Mysterio is really well done. Um It starts so fun. It doesn't it doesn't lose sight of its audience and it's like it's it's doing complicated bad things that don't make you feel like shit the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is really good. And Matt Murdoch's in that scene. It's wild that you get to the end of this movie and you have to go, right, Matt Murdock was in this movie. He's in the first, like, ten minutes Charlie of the movie. Cox. I was, uh, Charlie Cox has returned officially as Daredevil. I, I, I feel like we knew what was happening, but the second we see the cane, I go over to Ryan and I start shaking. Like, Kevin Feige Daredevil! should not have when said that, that until after the when video that, came out. When that photo leaked, I was like, that's that's a real photo. Yeah, that is I, a real photo. Yeah. I am so glad I didn't see that photo because I, I didn't no care. Idea. I didn't care. I was, I was like, 
I'm ready. Like, show me the photo of the Matt way, in the movie. And the I was like, they, like mm, baby, that's that's him. The that's way him they for do sure. The fan service in this film is really well. As I think that all the fan service is really well executed in this film. Yeah. Um, one specific bit is when Matt Murdock is introduced, and you just see Kane. The Kane, and then it turns, and it's him, and it's and you're like, they knew. Oh, they knew what he, we wanted. They he walked, knew. He walked right in off the set of Daredevil. He's got the same. He's he's right he, back he in got mannerisms. Yeah, he yeah. moved right back into that role. Yeah. Yeah. He did, and of course, when he catches the break, I'm a very good lawyer. I just the second we see Matt Murdock, I'm like, this movie is already so for like okay. So before we see Matt Murdock, I love it when we see when we get like when we actually see the ramifications and the immediate reaction to when we have big cliffhangers. I.e. Far from Home, Peter Parker, Spider Man. What the fuck? Beep. That yeah, I think that also. It's really fun watching the, the the montage of all those events because the the first like twenty minutes of this movie are like four months or something. There, it's a long time. You're getting you're getting like the immediate moment where mm-hmm. they're getting back to the apartment and all that. I think all that is very good. Yeah. It's yeah. got a s- and it's got a smooth energy. You kind of get a progression of like J. Jonah Jameson's there's, career is getting yeah. bigger each time we see. There's him. a oneer. There's a one shot that lasts like three minutes before we meet Matt Murdock. That's just like uh, uh, Pierre closing all the windows, having a conversation. That's like, are you guys having protective sex? Like, right. it's all in one shot. And I'm like. Man, it's 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 just they're th- it's so good. Yeah, and the it's camera's so like shaking because like uh, all the chaos there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I I I really, I, I was, what was it? I'm sorry, I was trying to, I forgot. It's gone. Um, uh, I I do like the way that we get like the fallout with the school, the classmates. We got Betty Brant. Uh, reporting for the Daily Bugle about Peter. What's his, what's we his have name? Liz um, Liz Allen talking about him on the news on newspapers. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, what, calling him a liar. What's mm-hmm. his name? Um, the coach. Yeah, uh, yeah the coach. Right. Mm-hmm. The coach, like, uh, just full conspiracy theorist hating Burris. him. Yeah, yeah. Like that. That was uncomfortable. Like, yeah. I know, like the two teachers who made a shrine to him, and then the coach is like, "I know what you did." Well, it's, right. Because well, it's like he clears, like he might like. Now I don't think he likes superheroes because he's like, well, Captain America's it's war criminal. I'm like, well, you're Spider-Man. You murdered dudes. Get out of my class. It's so <laughs> wild to see the scene where he s- goes to them with the, the MIT letter mm-hmm. and he just swings down to the donut shop in his regular street yeah. clothes. Because why like, does he oh, need to? Weir-. No, right. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense, but it's like it's so weird to watch. Yeah. You're like, oh, this feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's there's so much of this film that like the the opening the opening minutes of this movie um, are just really solid storytelling. I was like, I I felt that we were moving months into the, like we were we were progressing in as far as like months go, but I never felt like so I was kind of go back to like Avatar: The Last Airbender, the the live action film. Um, there's a sequence where they're in the Southern Water Tribe or the Northern Water Tribe Water Tribe, um, and they skip a couple of weeks. And you don't feel that they've skipped a couple of weeks. It definitely feels like it's just the next scene, like mm-hmm. a, the next like the hour, next day, the next day. Um, but I felt like they've been progressing in that time, sure. almost as if it was happening mm-hmm. real time. Yeah, I love how every time Aunt May comes to the apartment to Happy's new apartment with a letter from from a college, and there and it's just like, and Peter's either doing homework or also Dummy's there. I love that Dummy makes his triumphant return. Mm-hmm. He didn't die. Uh, so this this is why I kind of wanted to talk about Act One because we established like what the thematic core of this is the film and the reason I think the film succeeds so well is because it never loses sight of it, which is that we're we're talking about Peter like trying to get him and his friends into college and like moving on from high school. That's like the the surface level conversation of it, but what the film is about is about that moment when your world will change because you yeah. are now growing up. You yep. are now about to metaphorically leave the world as you've known it before. Uh, the 
fear of keeping those you've cared about up to this point who have been your base close to you that is so relatable to every single person in the world yeah. bro like uh, how many sense of high school up? kids are like oh we're all gonna go to college together like we like that's, oh this will never change that yeah, exact yeah. core concept is so relatable to everyone that's why the film works because it made a spider-man story that really is a spider-man story for everybody mm-hmm. uh and that never goes away because that is the through line of what Peter's facing. He's facing that transition into the real world and into adulthood that he's never had to do before, that he's been so protected from, especially in the MCU. He's always had a team with him. Right. Yeah. It's 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 the opposite of Spider Man. This film this film takes away his entire I didn't even think about that. Even within the MCU, it completely isolates Spider Man. Right. In a way that he hasn't been in the MCU before. Like obviously this is like six hours away in our conversation, but like I I love this ending so much. Like it is such a bittersweet like I can't believe they did. We'll definitely get into that. But like that's that's why I think the movie works is because you're heading to that point and that point is all about like up to now, Peter's never had to make that kind of a decision before. Uncertainty, and, yeah, yeah. And Peter having to face that and go into it and be like, I'm going to have to take on this sense of adult responsibility. Uh, the film never lets the audience lose sight of it. and that's, It just gets that more and more intense about the responsibility he right. has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, of course, when going to the scene where he sits down and he and all his friends open their envelopes for MIT... And it, it revealed that because they know Peter Parker, they're not allowing them into school. It was definitely like, like uh, it, it hit hard because all these kids, because like, I love how Peter sees how he's hurting his own friends just because they know him as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And now that this is all blown up, he's like, I got, he finds a way to fix this. And also jumping ahead a little bit, I kind of like how Dr. Strange is like, you mean you didn't call them first? <laughs> Such a kid and, thing. Oh my yeah. God, I love it. I mean, would you know the wizard? who can help do stuff with the real magic it's like I, I probably would forget to call too yeah, yeah i i think that there's the, i want to talk about quickly about like um daredevil's appearance real quick sure um because i really appreciate that for a lot of dialogue a lot of the dialogue in that montage is just the word lawyer and so you're constantly being bombarded with like they need a lawyer they need a lawyer what lawyer can they call? And mm-hmm. the, and the sets it up so beautifully for him to walk in like this lawyer, like this the, lawyer, like bitch. Sec- yeah. Like when the second he's arrested, and then um, they're like Aunt May and MJ are like, Peter, don't say anything without a lawyer. Uh, I also love that he's only in the movie for like a minute and a half. Yeah, I, I absolutely adore it was that. All you need. It's con- it's confined. Like I was worried he was going to show up as Daredevil and fight. And like, this is let it be about Spider Man. The cameos are not what's important. Let it be about Spider Man. And I'm glad. It's he's in and out because it feels it feels there special. Is a, there is a moment in this movie where I could see that like okay Daredevil could pop in and be like hey kid cheer, buck up and then bail but like not exactly that but I'm glad the restraint of like I'm sure there is a, a, a version of the script that had Daredevil in it but the idea it. to kind of keep going with like you know this is going to be his first uh, reappearance in the MCU like we're gonna confirm that he's MCU canon yeah. so let's keep it mm-hmm. tight. Yeah. Daredevil fans got to eat this week. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, so this might be more suited for Final Thoughts or the end, but I don't care. This movie works so well because it's they still keep the focus on uh Holland, mm-hmm. on on Peter Parker, on Peter Paul Anotes. as Spider Man, and like the like like Brandon, what you said, like Daredevil is only in the movie for a minute, or Matt Murdock is only in the movie for a minute and a half. He definitely said that. So and I it wanna, works so well. I will, I will, I want to talk about something that Spark said, which was Daredevil fans got to eat tonight, got to eat this week. Um, so 
you did mention we'll spoil a little bit about spoilers Hawkeye. for Hawkeye. Skip ahead if you don't want any spoilers for Hawkeye. For episode four of Hawkeye, uh, there is a moment, and this is important to, to Spider-Man: No Way Home. Episode I want to bring this episode five. I, w- I, I want to bring this up for a reason. So Wilson Fisk, Kingpin. Yep, is in Hawkeye. Oh um, yeah. As we suspected would be the case, but it's no no. Now I didn't realize. Say uncle. I didn't realize that Ralph Boner scarred me. Mm-hmm. Like I never, I didn't realize it at the time. They learned their lesson. That the uh, that the the, the 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 concept of Ralph Boner from WandaVision had really ruined my perspective of what I could see in the MCU. So I was watching Hawkeye, and I saw a picture of a tall white bald man, and I was like. Could not be Vincent D'Onofrio, but like, then he says the word kingpin. But like, I, and he says the word kingpin. I was like, they could have cast someone else. Like, I was still like, I was going like, they. And then you that go on mean. Twitter. They're that mean. Like, they'll do it. They're yeah. that mean. Because nah. Ralph Boner, and then it, the, and I, I was kind of like, oh, I don't get my hopes up because of Ralph Boner. And then the credits have Vincent D'Onofrio, and it's like there was a spring on my seat because mm. I jumped out of the. I was like, Boing. oh my god. <laughs> Boing. So like having like, so having that happen and then having the daredevil thing happen it completely like reprogrammed my brain of what i could be seeing in the mcu again it's yeah. beautiful uh yeah, yeah. The, the moment episode five ended i was like so charlie cox is in that movie tomorrow <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, again, the second that episode ended i'm like if charlie cox isn't in the movie i'm right well, again i think kevin feige should have not said if we see daredevil again he'll be played by charlie cox yeah that just sets everyone up like you could have said that after the movie like well now you guys know he's always daredevil like that would have been it's not like we didn't already know he was in the movie. Also, I'm you just know? glad that Charlie Cox, because for a while after Daredevil season three, Charlie Cox was like, man, I would love to go back to Daredevil. I love this role now. And now he is officially the MCU Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, before, <laughs> before this, I wasn't willing to get my hype my, my like hype up due to like for Echo because I was like because the rumors were like it's gonna be Daredevil season four essentially and I'm like there's they won't do that to us they're too mean Ralph Boner yeah and now that this now that this happens like that Echo show is gonna be Daredevil season four baby <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I think they learned their 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 lesson uh, so that is tip of the iceberg though for what we're heading into yeah so let's um before before we go into the rest of that I do want to bring up something that like. I didn't think about it when I watched the movie, but I did think about it later. Um, and it was funny because I was talking to people who haven't seen No Way Home yet. Um, and they brought up Zendaya's performance as uh, MJ mm-hmm. and like the vibe that she gives off. Um, okay. And z- her MJ in here is a great character. Definitely feels like a different character. It's it's le- from the previous. Two so films. in it, she is definitely less of the like super. Well, also, so I see what you're saying. She's, She's a little closer to Far From Home, but yes, there is a yes. difference between all three portrayals of this. Character I think I I definitely absolutely see what you're saying. See what you're saying. Um, I think now that she's become closer. Because she was very standoffish in those yes. other movies. Now that she's closer to them, she's more open and she's less antagonistic in her joking and stuff. So, like, I see just the progression of her being a more loving, open person. Yeah, that's I I agree with that read. I do think that it's like a her opening up with Peter kind of thing. Yeah, the part where like the specific moment where it stood out to me. This is jumping ahead a little, but like uh, when she's backsassing the villains. It doesn't have the same bite that MJ used to have. And this is like, this isn't a nitpick or a criticism. This is just an observation of like, that character does feel like they've slightly been reinvented at this point mm-hmm, from sure. where we started. And yeah, like, sure. that's that's fine. Um, also characters grow. Yeah. That's also fine. They even included uh, it's just, the, the it, last it, name Watson. It's just yep. an interesting in, in, in uh, 
observation. I yeah yeah. Um, I get that because yeah. like especially having watched like Homecoming and Far From Home very recently, I was like, you are like you now compared to Homecoming is like miles apart yeah. from each other yeah. as far as like uh, what they what they were thinking and like I don't think you know that they have this picture of who MJ is now when they were making the Homecoming no. character. She yeah. she's a glorified cameo in that first movie. Yeah, we yeah. De- we definitely got uh, confirmation that she is Mary Jane Watson. Well, not Mary Jane. Michelle Jones Watson. Michelle she Jones is a Watson. Watson. She is she is the Mary Jane equivalent. Yeah, dad's putting, out of the picture. Putting to rest that there could be a a, a Mary Jane showing up. In you the don't picture. need it. We don't need you it. You don't need it. This is MJ. Right. I I thought that was a smart move to be like, no, this is sure. This is MJ. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Doctor Strange. You see some bad I Christmas ornaments. Always or, forget. Yeah. How much I like Benedict Cumberbatch. Halloween ornaments. Oh, I mean, sorry, Bad yeah, Dracula yeah. ornaments. Yeah. That he goes, mm, Doctor Strange. <laughs> Love yeah. that Doctor Strange theme. Thanks, Michael Giacchino. I always, yeah. Uh, I always forget how much I like uh, Doctor Strange. Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange. He's very good. He I is. really enjoy that performance. I and al- it feels like, sorry, Ben, real no, quick. No, no, yeah, it, it feels like he's act- he like really enjoys being Doctor Strange. Like he has, like I don't think I see him have fun on screen a lot and I, I get the feeling that he's having fun with Doctor Strange. Well, he's generally a more dramatic actor. Like yeah, he's so in like I the would power imagine, of the dog, which right. is like a super sad So movie, I would yeah. I would imagine that being a character like Doctor Strange gives him an opportunity to just kind of have fun. Yeah. I, uh, I think you can see uh, that. So what I was going to say is um right before Ryan and I cuz Ryan and I bought our tickets early and we had like an hour and a half to kill before our movie started. So we were watching the when the cast of Benedict Cumberbatch, um Jacob, uh Tom and Zendaya were on the Jimmy Kimmel show recently. I always forget that Benedict Cumberbatch is very British, because when, every time I see him, I'll never forget. He is doing his Doctor Strange because well, okay, not every time, but he I know him best as his Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. It I definitely gets keep... better. Like to be fair, like to you, like his his American accent does get better as he goes on. Yeah, but that first movie is a little rough. If you yeah. if if you have an ear for it, watch that first movie, and he is. Accent, he's like articulating harder than he needs to, which is something British mm-hmm. people often do. Um, yeah, so 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 Tom Holland decides to be like, I'm going to ask a wizard to erase everyone's minds. And he wants to ask the Sorcerer Supreme, but Wong but is busy. Wong <laughs> is Sorcerer Supreme. Bro, what a throwaway, beautiful line. I remember <laughs> we were talking about, like, what is Wong doing? Like, we were we were flabbergasted to, like, Wong's place in the MCU at this point. It makes sense it makes now. makes sense. He's the Sorcerer Supreme. That's what happens. Uh, Doctor Strange got blipped. Someone's got to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he becomes, like, I love that. I also really like that the, they changed the line from... Um, Strange, don't cast that spell to like leave don't, me out of like this. I don't want to be involved. Yeah. Yeah. Leave me out of this. And he's just going back and forth from Carmitage and just. Like, I, I do to... like I do like Strange relating to Wong and like we've used it for far less and like on you hasn't he <laughs> hasn't he been through enough? Yeah, like that goes to another thing like that. Doctor Strange cares about Peter absolutely, yeah. and yeah. I think that's very cute because he's like I mean he's been through enough Wong and like yeah. that Wong recognizes how much. Doctor Strange cares for Peter and decides to be like, okay, well, don't just don't leave. And just in case it goes it. wrong, as it often does, I don't want to. I, I wasn't here. Yeah. I didn't see it uh, until Multiverse of Madness when he has to deal. Like, with oh my god, what did, you brought a giant <laughs> octopus monster. Uh-huh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I love. So I really like the interactions between. I think Tom Holland has a lot of great chemistry with a lot of the cast of the MCU. Yeah. Um, and like Doctor Strange, like again, once again, Doctor Strange, and he played off really well. Yeah, Two. I think this is. Oh, yeah. I think this is doing uh, Holland's best best time as Peter and Spider Man. Like the, the emotions and like the fun. This like I think he is so into it in this movie. I think it benefited from their time together on Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Like having those moments with each other allowed the relationship here to feel really good. Also, in a way that like 
the Fury and Peter interactions in Far From Home don't quite sing the same. Yeah, uh, in the same interview Ben and I watched, uh, Cumberbatch and Holland did a separate movie that was in World War II together at the same time they right. shot Infinity War. So they spent an entire year together. So like those guys are homies. They're twenty years apart, but like they love each other. Like, and you could see it. Oh, like, they, they did like when they were doing the press for Infinity War. Like they had, they also had like really good chemistry. I'm yeah, sure yeah. that's like where a lot of the idea, like okay, let's bring Doctor Strange in. Yeah, there's um. Something that again I once again forgot. Okay, let's move on. Uh, let me talk. Like, in terms of this being like an MCU movie, like it didn't. It honestly does not feel like an MCU MCU movie. Doctor Strange is like the only thing that Doctor Strange is the only. S- it. Yeah, it, this is like, as far as I'm concerned, this is a like Spider Man movie that just happens to have Doctor Strange in it. Like, I don't feel oh. the third act. Like, Mar- I don't feel the Marvelness in it. You know what I mean? I I, I remembered. Um, they was like, ask Nick Fury. He was there, and he gets the revelation that Nick Fury's been off world for yes. over a year. It's interesting that the that the, the the damage control knows that. That's interesting that they would know that like the leader of Shield is off world. Right. Um, well, I mean, he's just a dude at this point. That's yeah. Uh, is he just? He is because Shield's not around. In the but MCU he's like right now. on a sword station. In, like, well, in I know, but like, that, I'm sure he was just like, okay, peace out, damage control. You got it from here. Oh, okay, true. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. sure he could have done like this. That. Is uh, something I brought up with Ryan, where I'm like, it's a little weird that like, why would this dude at damage control know Fury's off world? To be fair, like, why would that dude? Yeah, that's weird. that's that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Also, fun fact: that guy who plays uh, Stewie on Succession, he's awesome. He plays a great asshole. That's the guy who is going to be the lead in the cancel damage control TV show. So they brought him back from that pilot to oh, be in this on. movie. That's so well that done. actor still won. Well done. Awesome. I was always upset that Damage Control show didn't That was happen. the show yeah. that should have came out. Man, uh, <laughs> like his interrogation with Ned, and he's talking to him, and he's saying, yeah, I'm basically like Peter's guy in the chair. He's like, wow, I did not know that. I got I guys got, in my chair, I got too. guys in my chair. It's so good. <laughs> it's when, he's, when he's just like, so what you're saying is you helped Spider-Man the being accomplice to like all these crimes, like uh, I think I need to speak. So to a lawyer. that guy's so s- like slimy. He's so good. Just at that like role. really good. The second they got inside with Ned, it's like oh, he's so much. Oh, it, look, he's been waiting so long. You need a snack, buddy. Good so much. It's like oh, you're laying that thing. Up. You're yeah. laying the good cop on. This. He's good at his job. It's oh, the yeah. whole plate. So much for yeah. Edith oh, yeah. being in safe hands. Oh God. Right. It is cool. I, now. I bet this is set up for da- for um, Armor Wars because all that Star- lots of shit is happening at Stark where all of his uh, all of his stuff is getting maybe sold or taken. So I'm like, damage control, yeah, da- yeah set up, baby. I'm interested in seeing what Armor Wars would do because uh, Armor Wars is gonna be like. I I wonder if we'll get Gwyneth Paltrow. I wouldn't be shocked if there's at least I would a cameo. We, we because so theoretically, she's still CEO. You brought of Stark up Gwyneth Industries. Paltrow, and that's a perfect segue into one of my problems with the movie. Oh. Yeah, it is. I am bothered. That when we are doing the montage of people speaking against Peter, that two specific MCU characters aren't shown like on the news just defending Peter, like that nobody is there championing this dude after everything that happened in Infinity War and Endgame. Sure. And the two people are Pepper and Sam. Oh yeah. Mm. Brant and I think it should have been Sam, frankly, because if you have him in his new Captain America outfit, he's not out Captain there, America yet, is he? Yes, this he is. is. Yeah, this is, is after. by the time because six months passed during this time. Oh, that's you also, true. So like by the time you're here, he's Captain that's America. That's fair. Yeah. Like also, when Falcon, when, Falcon Winter Soldier takes place before Far From Home, and also when Peter's swinging through, you see the Rogers um, like musical advertisement. So this Very is true. definitely after that. So uh, the my thing about that is that. You could have easily had Sam like out there saying like Peter Parker is like one of the best dudes, and you can have people like writing him off because they're like you're not the new you're not Captain America, dude. We just had John Walker, and we're supposed to accept you. He's still in that phase, so he could be out there, and people still ignoring him anyway. But somebody should have been standing up for Peter. I I hundred percent agree with. I guess I agree with that. 
again, like I, I don't need an MCU cameo to, to get the yeah, same point. I literally across. just wanted it in the news the same way that we were seeing a lot of the other things in sure. the news. Like it doesn't need to be a big moment, but it bothers me that like there's this idea that nobody was out there supporting him. Do you well, think at, he's when he's at school, he has two sides of supporters and non-supporters. No, no, no. I mean, like the people who fought alongside no, him, I get like it. those MCU Question heroes. That's one of the things where like the wider MCU world feels like it's not, it's not being in service because it, it does suck that like there's plenty of characters where it makes sense why we're not seeing anything about them talking about him but like those two in particular I'm like that they, Do you think they that should've. the reason is because every time we see a TV screen doing the news project I'm just I'm just spitballing with you um, do you think that the reason could be because all there when that's on screen it's always after he's revealed it's always the Daily Bugle like, do you think that it's, that's because we don't see any support because I mean, it's just J. Jonah Jameson doing you, his own propaganda? You can definitely, you can definitely do that that read on it. I think there are easy ways to have even just a voice on a radio interview with Jameson or something of Sam Wilson talking to him, and you don't even see him; you just hear his voice. So somebody who was involved with Peter in the Avengers events is talking for him. Yeah. Uh, it's just a little weird when you think about these guys who are our heroes in the Avengers, letting a underage kid have mm -hmm. to fend for himself in this situation is a little bizarre. I understand them not like appearing in the movie, not coming right to his doorstep and helping him out or that kind of thing, but not having any moment where we're getting that notion that these guys who we're supposed to really admire and look up to as our heroes are not defending this kid mm -hmm. sucks a little bit sure i understand what you're saying yeah um, does it destroy the movie no i just don't <laughs> think it's i i get it i absolutely did not need it i like i i didn't need like i i got everything that i i, I it would have been nice i got the same message without it you know I, yeah I, mean? I see what i see what you're saying i'm kind of in the same boat as like as ryan is here because like it doesn't. It wasn't really something that came to my mind, so it's not really something that I, I think I, I desired. For, for as far as like overall like thoughts about this movie goes, like I think this movie honestly gives me everything I could have ever wanted from this type of film or an MCU movie. Uh, sur surely, um, yeah. that's why I said in the beginning, like I really struggle to find anything negative to talk about with this movie. Um, and I'm sure maybe over the years I will, but yeah. like I really like this movie, guys. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I just uh, you know. It's one of those things. No, I get it. I get it, man. Um, so Doctor Strange wants to do a spell. And Spider-Man just messes it up because he just won't stay quiet. I love the way they visualized it with the always having to create a new ring <laughs> when yeah. he's adjusting it. Uh, yeah, he's like, all right, okay. So everyone's going to forget that you're Spider-Man. Okay, cool. Wait, what about my girlfriend? Okay. Okay. Everyone but <laughs> oh, okay. Everybody but Ned. I love it. He always, he always like puts the ring like down. He's like, like we can't okay. use this one. We'll do it another one. Uh, yeah. And like, yeah, it just keeps getting worse. And like, I really love that like the fidgety nature of like stop tampering with the spell because like it's shit's get about to get real there's bad. There's a se there's a sequence when the, when like they're in like the 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 exploded room and there's like the cosmos. There's like a thing and a cloud just looks over like, hey, what's going on over yeah, there? Yeah, like, yeah. What yeah. the you, hell is that? I <laughs> changed my spell five times. Uh, actually, it was four times, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Four times. Yeah. <laughs> you changed my spell. Uh, I didn't expect. So I'll tell you what. So I expected. I talked about you a lot. Like I fully expected that that the Statue of Liberty fight was halfway in the movie, and like this was an end game, and we had an entire another third act that we didn't see. And I'm so thankful that it wasn't that. But I was still surprised how fast we got to the bridge scene with Doc Ock. Yeah, that's like. That's oh like, yeah. It's so. I'm like, oh, sh we're meeting right away. And we're meeting them like 25 minutes into this movie. That's crazy. Like, that's actually a really good fight too with yeah. Doc Ock. Oh, it's so good. I forgot. I don't. I never forget how good Alpha Melina is. Yeah. But like, I. I 
I think everyone delivers an incredible performance in this movie. Yeah. Um, I never felt once that anyone, even the voice work of like Thomas Hayden Church and Reese Ivins, uh, phoned anything yeah. in. Yeah. I, I totally felt. I understand the joke where Alfred Molina was like, I just did it for the money. But like, man, if that's true, you did not need to give 110% in you. No, did. yeah, he definitely did it because he wanted to as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, this is hands down. Doc Ock is the best uh, de-aging effect that we've seen. It is flawless from beginning to end. I, it, both him and Defoe. It it looks like they're just... Defoe's helped by having looked old when he did He the was born story. 40. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is great. Uh, but like... Molina's like, dude, that just looks like 2004 Apple Molina. I was like, gonna say, this I is the best it's, a, it's, it's ever looked. A little, it's there, a little up, but not by a lot. There is it a, looks there is the a, best it's ever been. There yeah. is an issue that this type of the aging technology has, that because uh, it's the same one that Star Trek Picard used. Um, a lot of the time what Disney has done before is that they would shave some of the, some of the with the CGI, some of your cheeks off. Yes. Because your cheeks sag as you get older. Yeah. The, what, they, what they did in Far From Home is very similar to what they did with Data in, in Star Trek Picard. Because Data's face had puffed out so much, it's still like, yeah, the de-aging's good, but like, you still got the puffy face of yeah, being yeah. a seventy-year-old man, and I think that's that is still present on Molina. But they have definitely done uh, the like some of the best de-aging work we've seen so far. It looks real good, man. Um, I still think Michael Michael Douglas is the gold standard mm, yeah. uh, from Ant Man. Mm, sure, that, sure, that's sure. pretty good because he looks like he did he in the nineties. Like walked out yeah, of the nineties, yeah. yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's that, true. I think Michael Douglas looks incredible, but it yeah. helps that he's just in a single like thirty-second yeah. scene. Yeah, and uh, but Alfred Molina is. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think that the writing about like getting him to the bridge and why that happens is very good of like, you know, Strange, Strange being like, Holland being like, wait, you can do that? And he's like, oh my God. And then so he goes and he calls Flash and he's like, I need to, God, Tony Revolori. Because he's Freaking now Flash. Peter Parker's best friend. He wrote a book. He wrote a book. Oh my God. Uh, Agent Venom. God, when he walks in, like, tone deaf on the MIT. No sleep till Boston. Yeah. Wearing an MIT uh, shirt. So yeah. so that that propels him to go talk to her, like, immediately after. So we can get right into that. He's got to like, The, the script's very smart about why it's doing. Well, he's not even, like, f- championing him. He's just championing yeah. Ned and MJ, which is very mm-hmm. Peter Parker for him to do. Um, I, I think back, and I love that uh, all the people who thought that shot where he's, like, looking over at Doc Ock and it's got the lady in the car thought that lady wasn't really her. They thought <laughs> that was, like, someone else being CGI'd out yeah, to just yeah. be, like, like Peter's talking to someone else who's really important in that yeah. car. Like, who's that going to be? In the, and I'm it's like, Robert Redford. Nah. <laughs> it's just the lady. Um, yeah, I think the whole sequence is really good where he's trying to save her. And, like, I really like that the MIT lady, her, her thing is, like, Peter, you're a hero. I'm going to talk about... About MIT, no, no, no. Uh, Ned and MJ, no. I'm going to talk about them with your friends and you. Yeah. And she yells at Doc Ock. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. should know better. Great, great action scene. Yeah. I love. I love that there was a reasonable motivation for him to be wearing the nanite suit. Yeah. Uh, because it was the fastest way for him to get to the bridge and use the uh the Stark systems inside to try to find her on yeah. the bridge. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like, cool. So we have a story reason that he's wearing this suit and. Doc Ock rips off some of that nanite, so we get a cool story reason why we have a cool new suit later. Yeah, it's all it all I works out. Really, it all it all weaves together. I really like uh, Molina's uh, Ox performance uh, here when when he's when he no longer has control of the arms um, because Peter does because his arms are not as advanced as Peter's suit. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a mo- he's so confused. Yes. He's like, I, what is happening? I just love the just the confused look on Alfred Molina's face, and then Peter's like, huh, yeah, see, I'm in control now. <laughs> And then, uh, and then I'm when the he sheriff sees, around these parts. When he sees Goblin flying, he, and he's confused, like, Norman. Norman. Oh, so has the spider sense ever looked this good or been used this no. much? Not for Holland. Mysterio is where they started really, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. playing into it. So, like, 
there was no I remember us talking about this throughout all of it. So there, there was no spire sense really in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. We had a discussion about how we thought that the only moment where it was there was that he detected the gun without seeing the gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get uh, Infinity War where his hair's stand on up the bus. and then he sees the ship. Uh but Mysterio is where he started to like really utilize yes, it. They made the a point of it so that he stuff. could counter the illusions. That's how he was able to do it. But now we get the stuff because we're talking about the spider sense, the part where he faces Doctor Strange later and gets pushed out of his body, and you see the waves above his it's head incredible. from yeah. the comics. I'm like, man, look at him go! They did that. it. I noticed that, and I'm like, they did it. And that's they why he's able thing. to control his. Yes, his exactly, 100. Yeah. Strange is so confused. Like, how are you doing this? It's just like a defense mechanism. So, so yeah. I, I think now because we're segueing into the villains, it's a good time to talk about like. I, I, I'm grateful to have been misled by the marketing and and wrong uh, that the villains were going to be variants of themselves. Yeah. That they are... They're moments fact, before they the, die. The reason why it is cathartically working, not necessarily because uh, Lizard and Sandman are pulled out of a time when they didn't die. They're just there. Yes. It's also, it's Electro doesn't know he's Peter Parker, but let's just not talk about it. It's yeah, before, yeah. It's before Lizard was cured. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, but so he says no because Andrew says he's cured him before. Well, no, a- because Andrew is from Andrew is from later in later his timeline. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like they're they're all pulled out of their specific moments. Yeah, whatever that may be, not necessarily death, but um, yeah. And so, oh shit, I was about to die. We're picking mm-hmm. up these cathartic beats, and that's why the story of these villains is allowed to be emotionally resonant because the thing was they were not being newly reintroduced. They weren't being newly reintroduced to Peter and their emotional arcs don't need to necessarily deeply connect to our Peter Parker because they connect to us because we've watched these movies. Yeah. And if you didn't watch these movies, bummer. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what Because they, so land, they land better. They so do a good job of recapping. No, no, so yes. hold up. My, one of my roommates asked me if Peach needs, because he hasn't seen the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Uh-huh. Kind of like Fanny. Yeah. And he asked me if if he should watch those films before he goes see No Way Home. And I said, yes, it will definitely help. You I probably it, don't have to. As Sparks was about to say, it, it does it does make the emotional uh, 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 reverence, uh, the beats, thank you, of the of, of their arcs land better. Mm-hmm. But it's not, and, and like Ryan was saying, it's not necessary because they still work well in this movie as just it's, villains from this movie. It, it does what a perfect, uh, what a really good comic book does. It gives you, uh, it gives you just enough lines so you have, so you have an imagination of who the character is. Like every villain gets all like one or two lines of like, oh, you were this and this happened to you. That's all you really need for these. Villains. And by the way, mm-hmm. uh, it's going back to like what I think. Like I think this movie gave me exactly everything I needed because the the villain interactions were very solid and oh, yeah. well written. Yes. They, oh like, yeah. There's just. Like Norman and Ock look at each other, and they're and like you get their history together, and you and you get like Thomas Hayden Church. Like in my world, they all died. Like you're both ghosts, and like like um, a, a lizard saying like, "Oh, Max, what are you doing here? Last I saw you had a comb over. Last I saw you were trying to turn the whole city into lizards." <laughs> like, I can still do it again if you want. I could help you with a makeover by making me lizard. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> again, like, I don't like lizard in the first Amazing Spider-Man movie, but here they he's, make him like a comedy guy. He's way better here. hundred percent. He I, I love every interaction that he has with Max because like it's it's cool to see that the the villains that would have known each other if they were in the same movie so like actually get to on, talk. On yeah. that note, like I think every villain feels like where they were in the in their previous films continued. I think yeah. they all pick up their characters perfectly, except the lizard. Because, and this is no shame on Reese Ivins, 
they just recreated that character. That is not the same dude. Like, yeah. this is a lizard who is way more comfortable in who he is and what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not this was the lizard from the Amazing Spider-Man. For the better. And that's fine. For yeah. the better. So, so like, I won't, I won't, I won't necessarily, I guess you guys know we've talked about the movie. It doesn't matter. Um, I really appreciated that for this film, that the role they decided, like, look, we're not going to make him the Amazing Spider-Man lizard. Let's make him the dinosaur meme. <laughs> Let's make him that character. Yeah, yeah. they changed his look up. I think in a slightly more improved way. Yeah. Uh, Got a more dinosaur-looking kind of mouth, yeah. Yeah, and his eyes are are different. Yeah. I, I think it worked. Um, I, I'm i glad that, it, since he is supposed to be a continuation of that version, I am glad that they didn't just go full-blown and give him the snout or anything, because yeah. then it wouldn't connect yeah. as well. When, it, when he goes, Max, do you know, did I die? Yeah. <laughs> it does feel like a... It does feel like, basically, in internally, it feels like it would be a lizard who... Like Reese Ivans was imprisoned, so it would be the lizard that got out the next time. Yeah. So like him messing with the serum again and injecting himself again, becoming the lizard. A little this different is, outcome. This would be it a little different. Yeah. Uh, that that does kind of feel like what it would be like. And like just like in the comics, like he's looked different time, different in different iterations. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really appreciated how they handled Electro. Um, I know like one of Jamie Foxx's things is he's oh my gosh. M- much like Andrew Garfield. They hit up. that music beat when he comes back yeah. in and blasts. I Dude, was like, holy listen, shit. As much as I love the Raimi and like all that stuff, the, the, the dun dun, I looked at you and I'm like, ah, they did it. Yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> stupid. I can't believe they got that Magnificent Six in this movie. Unbelievable. There's, there's the thing There's the thing where, where um, Jamie Foxx talks about like, uh, you know, he, he also wasn't crazy about what happened with the Amazing Spider-Man 2, but like he talked about how like, um and in this film what i appreciate the movie does is in this film he looks different because he's tapping into a different electrical energy than his world because that version of the character is so in tuned to the natural electrical rhythm of the world that new power being in a new place gave him a new charge i thought that was a cool idea i did too love i actually love that even as like i got my buy it back and then of course the whole thing is like and they're just standing like i'm not buck-ass naked someone someone did a friend of the podcast john radley uh, did did reach out to me and say he felt like Jamie Foxx was basically more like Jamie Foxx rather than continuing Max Dillon. And I'm like, I will push back on that and say that when we watch the movie, like he is much closer to this version of Electro by the end of the film than he is the nerd dork that he is at the beginning of yeah. the film. Like he was heading in this direction. I think this just continues it. I don't think that he's necessarily just being Jamie Foxx. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I I think he is bringing some, God that because scene there's... that scene where him and Church talk and he's like, damn. Gotta be careful where you fall. Yeah, because like <laughs> those, those sequences, though that that's the whole bit with Max in in that apartment. Like all of the scenes, honestly, didn't feel like Jamie Fox. They felt like Max Dillon. They felt like Electro. Because continues. here's the thing, like. It, like in his world, quote unquote, he is like a loser. But now he's been reborn. He's the new hotness. He has a new power, and he has like a, like unlimited power right in front of him. He's like, this is my chance to be the best version of myself. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Like the the version of him that's continuing in Amazing Spider-Man Two is the version where that one was like, I have power. I can use it. This one is like, I can have everything I ever wanted. Yeah. The dream is real now. Right. Yeah. Guess Damn. I'm a villain. <laughs> and they and they Damn. play to that. I love that. Like he is kind of the linchpin of Norman's plan. Is that these are gifts? That that like yeah. He, Norman knows that he's got to convince him or Green Goblin, I should say more God. specifically. The Goblin knows that Electro is the key because he needs to be convinced that you are essentially a god and you should keep that yeah. uh, rather than being cured. Could have a Goblin then? Yeah, How I mean we're talking about all the villains now. I, I don't think any of us could have anticipated how hard. Norman would return in this movie. Yeah, Willem goes so hard in this movie. The the fight scenes in this movie are so. Somebody on Twitter described them as crunchy. 
Yeah. And I think that's <laughs> perfect because they are so brutal and they're they're slamming through so many floors of of Peter of building. Peter whacking the crap out of Norman and him just goblin laughing. <laughs> <through it. laughs> oh. Dude, the, it's there's, there's sick. There's so such an interesting film because I didn't anticipate there's two things I want to talk about with goblins specifically. Uh I didn't anticipate uh that Peter would try to cure them. Like, hey guys, let's go all go to my apartment and let's have a cure party. Like, I didn't anticipate how much I needed that scene. Yeah. Um, because I think that scene is very well written and, and creates a lot of great acting opportunities for ev- all the returning characters. Right. Um, and then the second thing is I didn't think that uh I would I would have Oh, what was the first one? Shoot. Anyway, the scene where where Aunt May tells Peter it's your responsibility to cure yeah. these people. Like you should help them. Uh you should help these people and having Goblin like Willem Dafoe being like, I don't want to be Goblin anymore. I'm in a new world and I'm scared yes. and I don't know. So what's that's right. that's when I knew this movie was going to be different. He breaks the mask. She yes. gets the call that that somebody's here at feast at, at her uh one uh, of those guys you're looking for is here at yeah, feast. And yeah and he runs in and it's just them sitting down I'm like, oh oh this is not what I thought it was going to be. Oscorp oh, doesn't exist. It's so Spider-Man of like I have to save all these villains. Like it, it it's, it's not about punching. This whole movie is not about punching. Yeah. Willem Willem Dafoe Oscorp doesn't exist. My son. My son. Oh my god, Willem is killing it. Uh but so he's good. he's he's just tricking everyone. Well, he's so I don't good. think I don't think a, I think it's well, I think that he's Norman. Yeah. Like, and I like the Nor- we've saw Norman and Goblin fighting between each other in Spider-Man. Yeah, I yeah. think he is. That's why he smashes the mask. I yeah. think he thinks for a moment he can be free, and the Goblin's just waiting, biding its time as it watches from behind. He's waiting eyes. for the perfect opportunity. I truly yeah. think that the Goblin doesn't come back until Osborne until until Os Oscorp Os Osborne Octavius Octavius. Um, so many O's. Um, says like you're about to be free, Norman. You're about yes. to have your mind back, and I think that's when yes. the Goblin's like, my turn. Yeah, I right, think. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I think Norman was out there, but I think Goblin had control and was just waiting for the right moment. Yes. Yeah. Also, yeah. the the whole scene where Peter comes mm. out after he's like essentially like after he fixes Doc Ock and everyone else is like getting helped, and, like um, Electro has a little thingy on him, Beep. and then he's walking around and he's just like God, that this movie's insane. That's that the spire sense where everything else is just blurred. So, so the good. Ra- the rack shot of the zoom focus in one of my favorite things movies do when they yes. do it well. But it's like it's like a solid like forty five seconds of just. And everybody yeah. like Peter, what's going we on? We don't know. Who and you're the, like, who is it? Who is it? Yeah. Who is it? Because they're all like, like they're like po- posing. Well, and, like the they're all looking around. I'll, I'll be honest with you, because for a moment there, I was going venom, venom. <laughs> <laughs> I was Eminem ready for him to just it. like burst into that building with all of them. So, yeah, I I will get to venom later. Goblins, um, goblins fight with Peter. Um, the first one. The all of them. Okay. <laughs> so good. But like specifically like the one in, in the apartment. Yeah. Is so well choreographed. I never thought I and like you know that Willem Dafoe was like, I want to punch this little twenty five year old kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> on my own. Like I, I Willem Dafoe Seventeen. Seventeen year old kid. Well like but like Willem Dafoe is sixty Tom yeah, Holland yeah, um, twenty five. Yeah, but like you know, the it's so cool seeing like Tom Holland like like punching Willem Dafoe. And Willem Dafoe goes, <laughs> yeah, he loves just it. the fact when Willem Dafoe goes from his Norman Osborn voice into his Goblin voice. And he's yes. so good. So he's so good. I I mean yes, we watched I watched we watched the original Spider Man movie. It was still really good, but just hearing him say new lines and just. Or, or just drop it for twenty years. He didn't drop it. No. Or, or just the you know I'm something of a scientist myself. God I'll, yes. God I can't, I couldn't believe it. Flipped out. Me um, too. Yeah. I mean like the everything everything about them being captured. Uh, everything about them down there talking about the wizard being confused. Oh, you know what I loved? Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. 
doesn't start the movie fighting Spider-Man. No, yeah, he's yeah. like, Peter, it's me. I'm here to help. And, like, it's another reason why I'm like, those movies are basically essential if you don't remember them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Flint, Flint Marco is picking up in, like, a complicated place uh, with with where he feels and how he feels about things. And he's like, not my Peter. That's weird. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then And then he is mad because he thinks Peter might have killed him. And yeah. he's like, did you kill? And he's like, and Peter freaks out and so captures him. Uh, Don't forget about the tree monster in there. The, the, the tree, tree monster. Yeah. Is this a tree monster or a man that used to be a man and it's now he's a tree? tree? It's just, just a tree, tree. man. It's just a tree man. <laughs> Great comedy. Um, I do love like the way we get very succinctly with Doctor Strange into telling Peter like what's going on and and uh, that he'd already captured the lizard and, and he's like, well, watch this, okay? Do you know Peter Parker, that Spider-Man in the universe? Yes. yes. Is this him? No. There you go. Yeah. Is he? <laughs> so good. Yeah. I, I, uh, Doctor Strange disappears for this movie for like twenty, for like forty minutes. He, he's in the Grand Canyon. So, so a uh, since we're since we're kind of in that that bubble area of the film, um, I love that like we were misled by the trailers, which is great. Uh, uh, to believe that like they these are versions of the villains who all died fighting Spider Man, and that's like a crux of the film again. Thinking these are variants, uh, they just think that they all must die fighting Spider-Man because some of them did. Yeah. yeah. But the reality is that, no, they didn't. Sandman did not. Lizard did not. They're just not sure. Yeah. But they assume that must be what happened because, because they don't remember because well Because Max enough. doesn't tell the Lizard you didn't die. Correct. Yeah. So, like, but he's checking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love I love that, that they're all kind of operating under that belief, and that belief isn't necessarily true. Um, that's, that's very smart. That was a yeah. very good way to handle it and create that motivation for the moment. Yeah, the uh, the sequence where Doctor Strange and Peter fight, trying to get the box. Love seeing the mirror dimension. Yeah, uh, I, th- I I was like, yeah, John Watts, you nailed it. That's exactly what you should be doing. Uh, and having like Peter solve the magic by with math. Uh, just just oh, really so just good. really great. Like, oh, the mirror world is just geometry. I know that. Yeah. I'm great at that. Yeah, he's great at some geometry. Of the, some but of the best yeah. use of the mirror dimension. Oh, actually, yeah. I yeah. want to I want to speak about like John Watts is just like directing style in this film because I think this is the one where his voice truly comes through. If John Watts has like a directing style, he's, like where yeah. you can hear his voice in his movie, this is the one where he does it the most. Mm-hmm. I've often said that I think John Watts is one of the better MCU directors because he has to handle. Sony, Marvel, he has to balance both Sony and Marvel, whereas most people just have to deal with Marvel. Yeah. And so, like, I always talk about, like, how he, I think that his films are probably the best they can be because he's doing so much. He's between the two. Between the so two. So much negotiating. And so, like, this one really felt like he came to his own, and it makes me very excited for that Fantastic yeah, Four they, movie. Everybody's there. Everybody's yeah. like, that Fantastic Four movie going to be great. Yeah, the <laughs> Kevin Feige saw this movie, and he's like, oh, word. Hey boy, I got something for you. Because uh, like, if he's not, if he's doing this good with Sony and Marvel on his back, having just Marvel, uh, that movie's gonna rock. Yeah. Um. And he's he comes from like a comedy background, so like and like th- the comedy, like ninety five percent of it. And again, the second time I've seen I've seen this movie, like the comedy really works. I think this is a really funny, yeah. well written script. So like, yeah. The, uh, the, I'm so the, excited. The, for the writers future. of this movie and surprisingly far from home and Homecoming also wrote Ant Man and the Wasp. It makes sense. Oh my god. I, that, uh, Good comedy. They Marvel. also came from Community, so like brilliant. Community, there it is. community yeah. gets everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love. I love Doctor Strange. He's not in the movie too much. No. I love where he is. Uh, when we got Did him captured, and he pulls the sling ring off of him, and he's like, "Ow." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> just like kind of being put upon. Like he's just, just like, not. Damn it, Peter. <laughs> he's like, don't do this. I can stop you. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Did you make a portal? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good old Ned. Good for him. Uh, I've and seen of people. Course, like, he does I, like the slides. Like, 
what was that? And you like you see the spark, and then he's like Peter Parker. Then you see the portal. Like we'll get there. We'll get there. there, Ben. Calm down. We're not there yet. Um, I want to talk about because we're we're circling. Villains are great. Everybody's given one hundred ten percent. It is a bummer to me that Thomas Hayden Church couldn't be in his human form a little more. The movie. It only bothers me specifically when they go to the condo and he like sits on the couch and he's like, oh, sorry about the sand. Like it's a good joke, but I'm like. He could turn into his normal person form. Like, yeah. that happened plenty. Like, I don't know why he wouldn't. The only thing... Other than, like, the scheduling. And, like, yeah. fine. I get it. Uh, I can live with it. I don't care. They don't say it in the movie, because this would give it a pass for me, but he's like, different universe, hard to keep together. They didn't. They, but they could have, yeah. They could have, but they didn't. 100%. So I'm like, right, different there's, dirt. There's no reason for him to be not as good as he used to be. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that, it, that's the only scene where it bothers me. I'm like, why would he still be sand here? But I yeah. can I can accept it pretty much everywhere else up to that point. This and I'm is, like, bro, I get it. Like, COVID, yeah, schedules, whatever. specific, like, the apartment scene, it's very apparent that Lizard is stuck downstairs in a thing, and then yeah, and the same Ray Evans could not be there, and yeah. it and and like, you didn't need Lizard up there at the moment. No, I, like I can live with that, yeah. but like it definitely, I felt that one, and yeah. I'm like, it, it's it's fine. It really is fine. I'd rather he be in the movie than not. You'd all, he's also another person you'd have to do de aging work with. It's yeah. just unfortunate. He, he's got a whole beard and hair look because he's a regular on a show right now. You'd have to deal with. I understand. It just story-wise isolating just to the movie is like, that's a little strange. Right. Yeah, and yeah. you're right. They did have an out that they could have just given themselves and they didn't do it. But yeah. Sparks, careful where you fall. Gotta be, damn, gotta be careful where you gotta fall. Where you so fall. funny. Got a way bigger laugh in our theater than I thought it would. Yeah, like, I, I laughed hard and so did a lot of people. I'm, I'm so like, glad. That's a great line. Again, like, I'm so happy for Jamie Foxx and other actors who we'll talk about later, but like, can't take the, can't take the chair out of the guy. Oh, yeah. You can't <laughs> take the guy out of the chair. It God. does one of those things. I think this movie, through the inclusion of these villains, the other people we're going to get to, it does one of those things where it makes even the worst parts of some of the previous films worth it. Yep. For this, it honestly like it's one of those things where like retroactively, I'm like it makes me want to go watch those movies. Like even though I just did it, I'm like I I I have like I have like a new movie to add to that list of movies. Right, much, it's like a whole new thing. Yeah, they're like all Marvel. they're all kind of a point five. Yeah, now yeah, but much like Marvel has done the legwork to retroactively make Thor: The Dark World better. Yeah. Um this one accidentally kind of makes like Spider Man three. Much kinda, more watchable. Kind of, kind of hit better in Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 2. Hit a little better. Yeah, yeah. you kind of uh, go through them like, oh, yeah. that Because you I'm now have... This. It puts like, a new polish yeah. on them. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, you're oh, yeah. To, but, but I see this because I know where they go now, and like that's cool. Yeah, um, yeah so I think now let's talk about Aunt May. And I'm going to say real quick up front, I, I don't really know entirely 100% yet how I feel about it. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea of Aunt May being... Uncle Ben. The Uncle Ben. Yes. And I'm sorry to lose Marissa Tomei. I think in this movie, here, here's how I need to say it. I think in this movie it all works. Yeah. I really love it. I love the moment. I love it. I think it's very, very passionate with how much it cares about these characters and that kind of thing. In in this movie, it really works for me. I love it. Yeah, yeah. When I think about the previous things, I love it less. Yeah. And it's because I wish there had been more good Marissa Tomei as Aunt May before this, if this is what was going to happen. Sure. But more importantly, I'm not sure, like, they definitely weren't thinking this when we did Civil War. Oh, yeah, And yeah. they infer that Ben is the motivating factor of him being Spider-Man, that kind of thing. And I'm like, this is one of those choices where it kind of makes those moments maybe a little clunkier. That's and, fair. And freshman year might fix it. So it is like an external MCU problem more than it is this movie's problem. Yes. But, like, my biggest disappointment in losing her this soon is I'm like, 
We didn't get a lot of great Marissa Tomei as May in Far yeah, From she Home. Has, that's, that's she was so sidelined in that movie yeah. she has that not like, had we didn't a get a lot. She has not had a lot to do in either of the first two Spider-Man films. Right, and she gets so much here, and I do love it. That's yeah. that's the thing. Is like Here, it's good. It's just, it makes those last things not like seem we so good. We could have had better Aunt May mer- material to work with that led us to here, but we don't. We Absolutely. Have, yeah. This movie, while it does a really good job at doing the legwork, it had to do the legwork. Yeah. Um, I think I yeah. think Homecoming is the only other appearance for her where she like gets some good stuff, but even then, like that's that's on a very like surface level minimal. Uh, Far from Home, I think, is the biggest bummer because that's the one where she knew he was Spider Man, but we don't. We only get her at the beginning and end of the movie, yeah, yeah. and that sucks. Yeah, uh, when you get to this point, and it's more just a I love her. I love her as Aunt May. I wish we could have had more of what we got with her here yeah. before There's, this moment. Yes, and sense. again, yeah. like so good here, so good here. That Ben Parker thing is also going to be like, how are we going to clean that up? Her death in this film, like, because there, there's the moment where like Goblin like hits her with the glider, and you're like, oh shit, um, I know what happens when that they happens. They trick you. Mm-hmm. They trick you, and they're like, oh, thank God, she's alive. And oh, then she, I was so mad. She gives the great power comes great responsibility line, which I thought was well handled in oh, that yeah. moment. Um, and then, and the moment she said, it, I'm like, oh, she's dying. Yeah, 100. percent I was like, I, oh shit. So I. I love, I absolutely adore. Closest and time I've ever cried to come to crying in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, it's funny enough, this isn't a thing that made me cry. Um, uh, everything, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Um, like, I, I do wish we had more Aunt May to lead up to this moment. Right, it's um, not the problem of this movie. No, yeah. It's not this movie's problem. It's absolutely. the problem of, like, the hindsight of previous things yeah. that just didn't do her justice before this yeah. Again, this is like this is like the best Spider-Man movie, and it's like I hope one to of God, them is because of Aunt I May. I hope to God she's the voice of Aunt May for that freshman year show. <laughs> me too. Absolutely, yeah. Me too. Um, the thing that I tr- I I adore, like again, I would love to have Marissa Tomei in the future. But like, I absolutely love the commitment to this and having me too. In a way, like this this is Spider Man's origin story. Like we've this is not he has not truly been the Spider Man that we know mm-hmm. because in those other movies he's hey he hasn't been. Right. And I know they didn't plan it, but like now that we're here, like the arc to become where where he is and to become Spider Man and she is his uh, Aunt May is Uncle Ben. It hits so hard. I agree. So good, and especially at the scene later, like. I am happy. Now that we're here, I'm so happy Uncle Ben has not been focused because it would have taken away so much from what this moment is. I agree. Yeah. Uh, there's there's so many times where, like, in, in the MCU, spi- like, you just kind of wonder what they want with Spider-Man and kind of the role. And it's... it's Sorry, I was do- I was stalling. This is the point I want to make. <laughs> um, consequences in the, in, the, in the MCU are not often a thing that we talk about. What stakes? Um, there, there are times where Giant Eternal will show up and, 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 and they'll just leave that. But like most of the time, like everything's kind of back to normal. And certainly with the Spider-Man films. Or they mishandle all the fallout from it, like the blip. Right. Yeah. And, and so like you have this moment in this movie where like Spider-Man's decision to try to help these people led to consequences. And like having those consequences be permanent was really important. Yes. And I'm glad they made them both permanent. The idea that like they didn't say, oh, we figured out a way to to make everything okay or we figured out a way to bring back Aunt May. Like that was like they committed to both decisions in this movie and I think yeah. the movie is much stronger for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, man, the, the the final moments of Aunt May going out and but she's still saying you did the right thing. Yes. I yeah. I have died, but you still made the right choice is so important to this it it recontextualizes that great power, great, resp- great responsibility line in such a different way, right? Because he's had years of being Spider Man, but not really being the Spider Man that we know. And like this is the moment that he's being, born, and years of being well off because of being an Avenger. Yeah. So well, like he has this moment with Mister Tobias. Sorry, real quick, I want to just mention like his his reaction to her death when he's like, 
when he when he's like, no, what, what are you doing? Wake up! What, why, why are you doing this? Like he he can't process that this consequence is now because of like it, it's such a great moment, right? Yeah, and it's it's good because it's it's not a mistake, right? Yeah, and that's the thing that's being recontextualized as like you didn't make a mistake and this happened. It, it, it just, you didn't do something. It's, a, it's wrong. an unfortunate thing. It's just sometimes this is how it goes, and yeah. you still did the right thing. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm just like the, just a last note on that. Like I I do hope freshman year will clean this up a little, make it so that because that that y- y- I watched the moment in Civil War recently. Like I I did I did all of Tom Holland's stuff. Yeah. In a lead up to this, and like it, it's so clearly inferred, and especially with Spider Man Homecoming with his comments about like what she's been through, that kind of thing. Like that Ben was killed. Uh, that Peter s- feels some kind of connective responsibility to it. So I do hope that that's like cleared up i have made, a feeling made clean they do infer it but like i wouldn't be shocked if like they do something completely different and he's just like i don't think just... it, i don't think at this point it will be a a beat for beat of that yeah anymore. Uh, someone someone suggested on like maybe uncle ben's like a deadbeat dad he just he just left <laughs> and i'm like that that is a real shitty thing for that thing to do for that someone to do and like i think like he might as well be dead you know what i mean if he's gonna be that kind of person like Different, a different take. To, so we have this anime as. I don't know. I don't know if we'd have the like the sentimental moments about him like wearing no, of course, clothes of and the dance or the suitcase. No, yeah, thing. yeah, that's true. So like, I don't know that that can that can sing either. No, so like, they'll have to find their way to navigate it. And it is just one of those unfortunate things where like, you're losing this this talent who I feel like finally got their biggest moment to shine. Yeah. And you're like, ah, damn. I just you know I wish we had more before this. It yeah. really works in this movie. It's yeah. just oh no, I agree. Such a shame. Oh, I yeah. really like that new suit design that the nanobites. Uh, sorry, nanobots. Uh, I didn't mention it before, but the nanobot over the the normal suit was really yeah. cool. Yeah. You can play really, with it in really Spider-Man awesome PS5. Um, should we get into kind of the big thing? Yeah. So I mean, like I th- I thought Aunt May was one of the most important things we had to tackle before we moved on. So, uh, yeah. Y'all knew they were gonna be here. Yeah. So yeah. Andrew and Toby are not in the movie, unfortunately. Dude, dude, when Topher Grace was the one who showed up, I could not believe. Right. It, it was oh. so crazy that, the, that they got him back. They got the Japanese Spider-Man to come out there. It's crazy. Yeah. The one from the seventies, I think, is still alive. It was really cool in our screening because there was waves of realization when the portal was opening. Right. The first portal, you're like, that's. I not. knew the second it happened because I I knew the outfit immediately. Yeah. Same. Uh, uh, I, yeah, the, the, I was gonna say like I I remember like being in the condo scene where he starts like hearing the villains and I'm like you know I know they're in this movie but if they weren't I wouldn't be mad yeah no, at honestly, this point I wouldn't be I got what I wanted yeah, yeah yeah exactly and I'm like if they're if they're in it it's the cherry on top at this point I was expecting them to show up in the third act like a big like in Ghostbusters Afterlife and that yeah. was what I was scared of right me too <laughs> luckily I was really surprised at how much screen like to talk about like. Again, this film gave me everything I needed. They're in 40 minutes of this movie. They're in 40 minutes of this movie. They're in the last act, absolutely. And they have every interaction I could have ever wanted these three to have. Yeah. There's not one... I've not not thought of one of them. Oh, I wish they had done that one. No, they did every single interaction I could have ever needed from these three Spider-Men. But again, like... In a checklisty way, they did everything you would want, but not in a bad fan service way. Like no. it felt natural because, like, oh that's my god, you can shoot your own webs. That's disgusting. That's of course the they beauty of that. this movie is that it's all natural. It's I, I, again, I had to see it a second time because I was worried that nostalgia was the thing that was making me love this movie. It's not. It's absolutely not. These guys could not have been in the movie, and I would still love it just as much for what it means to Spider-Man. Right. They are super duper icing on the cake. Right. This movie's already great, and then we get like the best fan service that's ever been in a movie, yeah. maybe. Ben, like, give me a break. Ben, say what you wanted to say, and then I, I'm going to pick up. Um, so what was I going to say? It's, uh, it's a good question. 
the oh um I pretty much I was gonna say that because I, I was gonna agree with Sparks that if if Toby and Andrew never showed up in this movie I probably would've been fine with it but when they do show up that I feel like they show up at the perfect time because also I was good I was scared about the whole fan service thing mm-hmm. right because it's like you have these two other prolific actors who play Spider Man such a iconic character. And it's like, oh, it's just going to be like fan service after fan service. But no, it was done Isn't so well. Isn't one of well. your squares, Seabiscuit and yeah. Social Network joke? Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty it, good. That's de- that was definitely one of my throwaways. Sea but biscuit. at the same time, it was like, when we see Andrew Garfield for the... F- when, I was surprised Andrew Garfield was the first Spider-Man we saw. I wasn't. I knew that they would make the Peter Par- the, the Tobey Maguire. I was a little surprised that Tobey Maguire just kind of sauntered in. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But then it's, it's like, hey, I've been here for a while. I'm trying to find your friend. And I'm like... Oh. oh yeah, Toby McGuire, like Andrew Garfield's just kind of like I'm not really sure what's happening, but Toby was like I've been trying to find your friend. Bro, I'm lost. Right, Andrew, <laughs> yeah. Andrew, like knows there's another Spider-Man, so he's already kind of with it, but he's trying to he's he's definitely going about his own way trying to figure it yeah. out. Yeah, but Toby yeah. was like actively. I really like the idea that Toby was like I I know what he's going through and I need to see him. Right, mm-hmm. I want to help him. He had a sense, he got a spider sense about I it. I love. Uh, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but I don't care. I love the scene on the Statue of Liberty. Which all one? Th- all three of them. When the, all three of it before the fight. Peter three. <laughs> we're all three. Peter of them, three. <laughs> we're all three of them are just talking about like you see the organic web, ju- uh, the organic webbing, and then there's like, oh yeah, what's the craziest villain that any of you fought? That was yeah. a fun one. I just I loved- fought an alien. I fought one too. Yeah, big, a big purple one. Man, I'm no, lame. I, I fought- just fought a. Greasy dude. I fought an alien <laughs> in space. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm still on the thing about you fighting, fighting alien in space. space. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Andrew Garfield's like, oh, I'm lame. I just fought a greasy hold guy. On, hold on, back it up. You're amazing. No, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, no. You're amazing. I yeah. love that so much. Like, say, say it to yourself. I know. I, no, no, I, no, I, no. I really needed to hear I, it. I really yeah. needed to hear so, it. Thank you. So, I think why Toby and Andrew is so good in this movie, on top of everything else, is that. And and I'm gonna give a little more credit to Andrew than Toby, but like both of them came back, also bringing 110, yes. percent not just the villains. Oh yeah, uh, yes. and and it showed like for for nobody was this a cash grab appearance. No, Andrew worked his yo that bo- that dude is crying so much. Uh, oh my god, I think <laughs> I I do think Andrew outperforms most people in this movie that aren't Willem Dafoe. Yes, it's yeah. true. <laughs> yes, he, oh, yeah. he is in his. He's still in 2014 Twilight angsty mode, and I and I, like, and I had this discussion with other people. Where I'm like, I'm I'm sure Toby likes Spider-Man just fine. I know Tom Holland really likes Spider-Man. I know Andrew Garfield loves yes. Spider-Man. Oh yeah, one thousand percent loves Spider-Man, and that is so clearly on screen. The thing, the thing that you always kind of worry about, like with and even in the MCU, like. The way the Russo brothers write the Guardians of the Galaxy is not the same way that James Gunn writes the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. True. So, like, you, when you have different writers writing characters that, like, I love Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker. Um, I really love how Andrew Garfield plays that Peter Parker, speaks like that Peter Parker. Um, I, I really enjoy it. And when he walks through that portal, it's like he just is that Peter Parker again. There's no disconnect in the writing 100%. and the way he performs it. And and much in the same way, like Toby, I think I think also. But like, it was really cool to see Andrew. Kind of ha- like when he does the thing where he tops up, like yeah, that's exactly what this guy. He's he's that Peter Parker again. Right. I yeah. love that that whole scene where it's like, okay, prove can it. you he get just, this cobweb? No, he just jumps up the ceiling and and Zendaya's like, Cromwell's like, really? I'm I'm sticking to the ceiling right now. Uh yeah, to- Toby's performance like he's just a more subdued Spider-Man. That's just like who he was, but like an, he's an older, an older, older yeah. Peter. Yeah, and he's just he is doing that. Like it, it oh. really felt like watching that dweeby guy, but he's in when his he 40s. sees Octavius again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Octavius. Peter, dear boy, you've I grown boy. up. Yeah. yeah. How how are you doing? And he's like, 
trying to do better. Yeah, I um, love that. Yeah. Uh, like when he gets the arc, arc, the arc reactor, the power of the sun in the palm of my mm-hmm. hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, all the music you'd want there. Unbelievable. Yeah, all the music. I think um, I think there's there's the there's the fun there's the fun sequence when they're when they're build when they're making all the cures, and I really enjoy the bit where it's like, um, where it's where they're like talking like I'll I'll do a lizard. I've done this one before. I've cured him before. I'll cured uh, I've cured goblin. I've no, no, no. He said, uh, "I'll do the cure for Goblin." I've been thinking about it for a long time. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the line. I really appreciate. I really appreciate yeah. that line because it doesn't. It it does feel like it's a continuation of those movies. Again, it does feel like these people have just stepped off of where we would have left them, and if they had kept going. And you're right. They touch on everything you'd want them to touch on. They touch on mm-hmm. Harry. They touch on Gwen. Venom. They touch on. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they made Andrews Peter talk about Gwen in place of talking yes. about his Uncle Ben too was so good and yeah. so smart and I loved it so much. And it comes, comes back around because it's important to and, saving And MJ. that we learned something I think is really nice and specific and cool about his Peter which is after we see him in Amazing Spider-Man 2 it doesn't get better. He stopped pulling his punches. It gets yeah. worse. He mm-hmm. got worse and that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. cool to know that like mm-hmm. he went through a dark era after that and yeah. and he came back the other side yeah and he realizes that like i i see this younger peter parker going through the same thing and like i i have to help him he can't be what i became yeah. like and yeah. i believe it it's and so believable andrew andrew and toby get get scenes on just on their own like i really i i think that there's some some also just really great comedy like like i don't mean to like we all know this one i don't mean to brag but I, but i but i will i was on the avengers Wow, that's great! That's, that's incredible. Great. Who are they? What's that? <laughs> I love that. I love how Toby was like the one was like that is awesome. What are they? And well, it's the, like, are you in a? That sounds like a band. Are you in a band? Also, again, like such smart writing to have them having trouble because these two Spider-Men are worse are used to being alone. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. don't know how They're to the be a part heroes of the team in their, vil- in and their, then, in their, in their worlds. And yeah. then we get like what would be a trailer shot if they didn't want to spoil it of like them all swinging together them swinging off each other oh so like, good oh, come I'm on so glad that was not in the marketing I, I do really like how they, the, the decision to be like yeah, they're not going to work together very well at first yeah. yes yeah. Um, I thought that was a really really good way to play that yeah. and how they're all tra- they're missing the same Peter or of course Ned's like Peter all three of them yeah Parker yeah st- still us all still. of us still uh, <laughs> oh yeah let's talk about Ned real quick like Ned's, Ned and MJ like they are good like they they're good supporting. They're cast. great supporting cast. Like obviously, like this isn't their movie, but like Ned being a magic have, man is so funny. They don't have an emotional arc with MJ being closer than Ned. Yes, does. yes. But like the 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 focus is is I think wisely on Peter Parker. Yeah. Um. And I really and I really like what Ned and MJ do. There's nothing about them that subtracts from the yeah. movie. The MIT um, story is a smaller version of what's happening in the bigger story. Yes. Like they he is they are gonna yes. lose each other at the right, end, and exactly. that sucks. Uh. Uh. Peter, I finished your web shooters, and also I promise that I'm never going to go crazy and become one of your villains. And then Andrew Garfield just, mommy, mommy, or like, or like, just Toby just like, or when he's talking to Toby McGuire, he's like, oh, you did, yeah. What was the died thing? in my arms? What was the thing was where, where he's he said like Ned says something embarrassing, and, and Andrew just goes, dude, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember, but yeah, th- there's there's too many good bits. Too many good bits to go through each one, and it's such a it's a it's it's such a fun movie while also never losing sight of what the emotional core of that movie yeah. needs to, of this movie needs to be. And again, like like all the vi- like the villains also like switch sides at times because like Doc Ock like becomes good again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandman is just like flip flopping throughout the whole movie because oh, he just wants to go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So ship is saved. He's just like it's, I, it's, so, quiet. Uh, it's so quiet. Another minor nitpick of mine. Um, I I think that they cover it okay, but not great. Mm-hmm. Of Sandman when things are going south at the apartment and he's just like, 
I'm out. He and I'm leaves. like, yeah, okay, I guess. He's a coward. <laughs> because I'm like, his logic is still like, he just cares about the fastest way to get home to his daughter. Well, the fastest way is still, once he's seen Peter cure Otto, the fastest way is still to help him take care of the villains. Yeah. And like, it's weird that he just dips out on that one. It's also weird, like, I don't understand what Otto's doing until we see him at the statue. Also, the goblin just shows up at, like, it, that's... I, like, the goblin, I could buy, yeah. like, everyone else who's, like, kind of, like, plotting their villain crap, like, whatever, but, like, why isn't Otto, like, right by Peter's side is a little That strange. is a good question. That is, like, a Civil War there, fight, yeah. like, where is this person? Yes. There's yeah. another, there's another uh, sequence in, in the end. So, so, so a lot of the main, a major, when Goblin shows up, Peter is so vengeful towards the goblin that he wants to kill him. And he's trying very hard not to give in to that to that idea, but he's still anger. There, there's a there's a thing. Norman's pushing all the buttons. Norman's oh, yeah. pushing all the buttons. Um, so we talked about like one great arc for for Andrew is that he is able to save MJ. Right. Oh, uh, mm. you brought it up. But we gotta talk about that moment real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. He acts the shit oh. out of that. That's it is a brief moment, and you see relief. You see, tears you see going down anguish. You see. You see like. Pride and pain. Yeah. It's so good. There, oh my god. There's a there's a, something that I, I I I told you this y- yesterday. But I liken him a lot to David Tennant. Um, not in so much like acting skill because that that varies. But like when David Tennant was on Doctor Who, and whenever I see David Tennant on screen, he's able to his emotions transcend the screen. Yes. You feel whatever emotion he's feeling, and very much similar in a very much similar vein. I I feel the same way about Andrew Garfield. Oh yeah. When he when I, he is emoting, like you feel it. I I do not mean to like shit on anybody else, like, but of the three Spider Men, I think Andrew Garfield is the strongest actor. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I, that, oh, that's, yeah. That's one hundred percent the case. 100%. And like uh, Tom Holland's still learning, still growing, and like Toby just is not on the same level. He doesn't act anymore. <laughs> Toby's not on the same level. Like Andrew, Andrew is, is bringing things to the table that just like blow you away and that that the fact that he had that moment the fact that the way they handled it was so good yeah. his uh, allowing him to it wasn't just like a hell yeah moment it was like a bring you right back make you feel everything he felt at the loss of Gwen yeah. make that moment like sing so hard uh so complicated yeah. and there's and especially if like because I know so many people just rewatched all these movies. Yeah, right. To have that in the back of your brain of like, he just like, we know what he just experienced. Yeah. And he's still living in that sadness. And like, it's just so nice that like, again, it is kind of fan servicey, but like in the story, it totally makes sense why it happens, how it happens. And, and, and it's like, so emotional. And yeah. the, other, the other one I think is really solid, which is Toby stops the glider Toby's, from the Toby catches the glider. He catches yeah. the glider. Yeah. Because like, it, that, that was not one that was prevalent in my mind but as, as the MJ one, because that was such a one-to-one. But like seeing... Toby's determination, like no, and no, not, they don't even talk to each other. It's just a look. Right? No, he's just looking at him, and he's like, "This isn't it. I, you're, you're not this, and I'm not yeah. going to let you be this, and I'm not going to let this glider impale <laughs> this guy again." He is <laughs> being Uncle Ben. Yes, mm-hmm. like what he knows Uncle Ben to have been. You're yeah. not, he's being his. Uncle you are ben. so right because when he's stabbed and he's on the floor, that's framed the same way that his Uncle Ben's death was framed. Yes. Bitter. And I thought that was excellent. Yeah, he he knows he knows in his mind he needs to be Uncle Ben right now to this Peter Parker. Scared the shit out of me when he got stabbed. Even when Peter is even when Peter is talking like when they're on the roof of the of the school and and he's like, "Don't I know your instinct right now? We're here to help." It's like there's they they can tell that that Tom Holland's ready for a fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, And again, like their their first big meetup is like, "You have no idea what I'm going through," and they're like. Bro, we're older than you, and we've dealt with more than you. You have no idea. I know exactly what you're dealing with. It's, yeah, it's th- so good. But I think they handle it in, in a way that's so thoughtful. Th- yeah, it's thoughtful. There, yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing that someone who's grieving hates hates worse than saying, "I know exactly what you're what you're going through." Yeah, it, they do the thing is like, we get it. Yeah, well, we we also lost our like we're like 
reaching out, trying yeah. to reach out emotionally and say, like, we're with you. We're you. Yeah. We're here to help you. And again, like, I thought this, I thought the third act of this movie was going to be six Spider-Man, ten villains, like a big endgame thing, and I can't tell you how happy I am that it's, it's so, so self-contained. And it's so nice that the last fight sequence isn't just an emotional one. It is... W- one with an active goal for all the Spider-Man. Let's cure these guys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not yeah. gonna want it. Let's cure these guys. And then right. even even the final fight, it ends with like a Spider-Man intervening, going like, "This isn't Spider-Man. You don't do this." Like yeah. it is Spider-Man to the core all the way through. Like he because he he relates the idea of like of what happened with the with the guy who killed his uncle Ben, and he's like, "It's not gonna make it better." Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just gonna make it worse. And again, like if you if you've never seen a Spider-Man movie before. They give you just enough so you understand all of these Spider-Man and what they've been through, and you know, like, oh, they're both the older Spider-Man. Like, again, like, um, uh, osmosis knowledge helps, but, like, if you're a fan of all these movies, like, it's a payoff for all of them. Yeah. Like, it's, again, this, I would love to read what this, like, the actual script for this movie. Yeah. Because it is so good. I, I can't, can't wait to it. see, like, when we get to see whatever it is, uh, interviews before the Blu-ray or on the Blu-ray yes. bonus features, like I want to see Toby Andrew and Tom get to talk about Me this. Me too. I want oh, to see yes. the discussion. I'm waiting these guys. for the first interview that that Andrew Garfield gives. I'm waiting for it because he's like, "Sorry, guys." <laughs> Sorry for the last year. They told me what <laughs> I, I had it, to say. It, I, and uh, you know what? You brought that up, so I do want to talk about it. Like watching the movie, no one was fooled. Everybody knew Andrew and Toby were going to be in this movie. They were not shameless. Small appearances. They were fully heartfelt things. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, There is no reason that they couldn't have told us they were in this movie a couple months ago. It it just it didn't serve anybody except to make life hard for those actors. It's true. And like you didn't need to put them in the trailers. I didn't need to see footage of them. But we could have known they were going to be here because we did. Even a tease. And like even a tease. Even then, like if you don't want to show me a single bit of footage that shows the three of them, that's fine with me. Yeah. I just don't think we needed to be this secretive about it because it wasn't that big of a deal. We all knew they were in it. Yeah. We had no idea to what extent, and that's fine. Like, we didn't need to know all the details of how they were in it. But you put these actors, and I specifically, like, I, I, I feel so bad for Andrew Garfield because he was doing press rounds for Tick, Tick, Boom. Yep. He'd recently lost his mom and had to talk about how he was relating the performance of Tick, Tick, Boom to that emotion while people are going, Spider-Man! Yeah, Spider-Man! Spider-Man! And, like, there's no reason that the studio should have put them through this. Yeah. Uh, specifically him, but, like, it, th- that is so shitty and we just didn't need to be there. Uh, and I wish that they wouldn't feel so absolute that they had to keep their secrets to that level. It, it, I think the fan event was the thing that pushed it too far. Yeah. Like, like creating that fervor around it. They, they, they themselves made a big deal about it. They should have said it then. They should have just said they're in this movie. Yeah. And called it a day. And like, fine, don't answer any other questions past that. But like, let them be able to just say they're in it and that they're excited for people to see it. And Absolutely. call it a day. Yeah. We don't need to be this kind of way about press and secrecy. And like, shame on all of the press junkets. Every single person that went into these interviews and kept harassing them. Clickbait, like, baby. Like, you are going to be the person that's going to get them to talk. 100%, Like, yeah. they're clearly not. Until the studio makes a formal announcement, it ain't going to happen, so leave them alone. This is what drove Emily Blunt to say, I will never be in Fantastic Four now. So, like, leave these actors alone. Let them... Good Lord. Good Lord. And studios just stop being this secretive. The movie would have made just as much money other way. It would have made just as much money. Nobody nobody was fooled. Yeah. Uh, Although, like, obviously we are in the nerd circle. There's definitely people who... Watch this movie in our in both of the theaters who didn't know these people were coming. One hundred percent. But those same people 
might not have known just if it was a press announcement rather no, yeah, than yeah. like a trailer. No, yeah, this what I, sorry, this is this is a similar thought but unrelated to yours. I'm yeah, just yeah. thinking about specifically our theater band because our theater in relation was pretty quiet. Yeah. Uh, to, to your theater, we saw it in like on like sun, uh, Saturday at like two o'clock, or whatever. So it was pretty quiet except for the big moments. There was one girl in the back who screamed louder than I've ever heard anyone scream for Andrew <laughs> Garfield. She's a super fan and she didn't know about it. And I I'm like, I still, oh, this is so powerful. I still, you know, in that case, I always go back to like when I went to see the Winter Soldier and when Bucky's like face mask comes off and 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 someone goes like, <gasps> no way. And like someone in the back of every theater I went to was like, <gasps> yeah, God. Um. So, so real quickly, uh. Uh, Marty is in the chat. Marty. You guys talking about it and I am crying. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> um, oh, so I, I saw... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, and Mag wants to talk about the Spider-Man theme. Which wah, yes, I love wah, wah, Michael Giacchino is so good at, at bringing back themes that are relevant. I keep checking Spotify for when they're at, where they're, they're going to release the full album so I can listen to the, the triple mix of all the themes. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. ah, I want it so bad. <laughs> it's uh, so good. Yeah, I really... Just, Love this movie. This is the Every, best. Go ahead. Everything about this movie is just so good. The the score, like the Giacchino score, like this is the Spider Man theme has always been great, right? But like they gave it like this operatic, like like end game level like chant to it, like especially during uh-huh. the end credit sequence when it's just the music. It is so good, right? And I'm like, man, Giacchino has this and the Batman coming out in like in a year apart. I'm like, so he he's score. he's next level shit. Like oh, he's, he's doing the new Thor John 4. Williams baby. He's doing Thor four. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> Too much. Um. So, uh, in the Statue of Liberty fight, how did you guys feel about um, Doc Ock pretending to attack the Spider-Man? I, I liked it. I knew it was a fake out. I did too, and yeah. that's kind of why I'm like, eh, okay, yeah, I it's guess. fine because he, I think he needed to do that to trick Electro. Yeah. I don't think it's executed a hundred percent like. Yeah, I don't too either. I'm like, there's yeah. a beat missing here, and maybe it's just his absence up to this point in the film where I'm like, yeah, there's something weird. Yeah, here. it is. It did feel a little, a little. I, I agree with you. It felt a little off. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. boy, seeing those arms again was really exciting. I love, yeah. I love the way they find they find their moments for the conversations between them, Max and and Peter, uh, Otto and Peter. Oh my God! Uh, you know what? My, my two of my favorite things happened with 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 mm. Peter three and uh, Electra. Hey Max, I missed you, man. How you been? Oh my that. God! Max and him talking, and he's like. You know, you're a young kid. You're helping poor people. That was the other one. I thought you were black. And you were from Queens. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, and man. Garfield is like legitimately plays it like, oh, I'm really sorry, man. Okay. Like really sorry. Just begs the question: If Electro doesn't know his identity, why is he here? I don't care. Doesn't it? Really doesn't bother like, me. Like for the same yeah, reason, sure. like Eddie Brock shouldn't be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, too. Yeah, Electro is so fun. Even again, the lizard briefly being there, like so much more fun than his previous appearance. Like Peter Parker. So this is real fun, good, good time, and I uh, the ending. Let's talk about. I adore this bittersweet ending. Uh, again, like if this was the end of the Spider-Man, like of course I don't want it to be. Like I want, I want Tom Holland forever. I love R- the guy. It's not in the news, but like real quickly, you know, I think we should mention that like uh, Kevin Feige has been very clear: the MCU Spider-Man's future is secure. Yeah, they we are working on him. Spider-Man for whatever. It we is. will see. Tom Holland in the MCU um, again. The the way I've watched more interviews about this movie, not for any spoiler stuff, just because I love I love hearing these young actors talk. I think they're so talented. Um, the way Tom Hawkins talking about it, like before this announcement that does a Spider-Man four, he's very much like I don't know the future of the movies. Like I really want to be there, but like our story is currently wrapped up, and I would need a really good story to come back because the way that this movie is left off, I just don't know if it's going to be super satisfying to him to re meet MJ and Ned and redo that relationship again. That is you know part, what I mean. That is a part of like the decision to take Peter Parker out of their lives. I'm like, there's no way there's another Tom Holland Spider-Man movie that doesn't have Zendaya in it. Yeah. So, like, we got to do this whole weird bit of him. Like, I don't know how I feel about that 
aftermath of this choice. Yeah. But the choice of him to say, like, I'm sacrificing all this to fix the it's problem. It's powerful. I think it's really strong. Powerful. Oh, we got, like, the multiverse split where we see, like, Doctor Strange's reappearance is really cool. His interactions with them, the true, way true. Goblin tricks him and puts the pumpkin bomb back in the thing when he gets yes. it. Oh, really my God. Um, the visualization of the multiverse ripping is really cool. We see all these Spider-Man. We see Kraven, Scorpion, and Rhino are the specific ones yep. that stood out to me. I'm sure there's others in there. I've said, Someone said they've seen a black cat, but I can't. I've seen I'm it twice. Gonna, I'm going to throw this one out there because I think it's really stupid. I think we might get a good laugh. Uh, for a long time, I thought what was Scorpion was actually the Liberty Mutual ostrich. Um, <laughs> like, sure. No, sure, sure. And so yeah. when I saw that, I was and so like I saw a Liberty Mutual uh, a trailer for Spider Man. Like it was just a Spider Man thing. I was like, oh, that's why they're in the thing because of the Liberty. <laughs> and then no, and then I tail. said Scorpion because we saw the tail, and you were like, oh, oh that's oh, who I was thinking of. So yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, Big Doctor Strange. Head. Doctor Strange has a moment where he went because in Doctor Strange's mind, there is no world where he does the spell he was initially going to do. Right. right. He is not. He is not willing to do that spell. He's like, I can solve this. I can fix this, and we're all going to go home. We're all and everything's going to be fine. Right. But Peter is the one who makes the sacrifice because in such a Spider-Man move, like, what if they just all forget me? Right. Would that work? Would that work? If they all forget Peter Parker, not Spider-Man, but Peter Parker. Yeah, and he's like, that would work. <clears throat> but then everyone you, everyone you know, everyone who loves you, we. And he has that pause that he says, "We." I'm like, oh shit. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Oh shit. Yeah. See you around, kid. Oh. Call yeah. me Steven. I love. I really, really like Doctor Strange's interaction with with Peter Parker. Yeah. Really like it. The ending is such is such a good like emotional nail on that. Uh, on yeah. That I was shocked that I that. Because I heard this movie makes like people cry all over the place, and I and I got I got really emotional throughout the whole movie, but I didn't I didn't cry until the final moments between MJ and Peter because right. they are a real mm-hmm. couple and they are selling that so Zendaya is so good she mm-hmm. is oh my god don't tell like, me you love me until you see me again oh, bro that's why like I'm, I I it's so bittersweet because like I just don't know if like the next movie would be worth this moment you know what I mean like them yeah. getting back together like like him weirdly knowing their whole relationship and like that kind it of thing. It would be, I, I think I would feel, I, I, I understand, I understand of that. I think it would feel different if maybe like he does like try to talk to, he does tell MJ like, or leave like a, a, a letter for MJ yeah. that tells like their history or whatnot. I'm not against um, it. I just, it's gotta and, be really good. And so like that could be how this movie ends and we still get the triumph moment of this gorgeous suit that I hope they release. Oh my <laughs> God. Stills of cause it's gorgeous. Bro. Um, running through the, uh, uh, running through the 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 rooftops at Christmas when, time when the, he gets into that new apartment, I half expect it. Expected one hundred percent. I re- I was uh, waiting for it. I was so I was <laughs> like, if that because like he goes to the apartment, I was like, oh no, is this okay? It's a different one. But then I was like, is it the same guy, Mister Dickovich? Please, Hell yeah. Police tell me, and then it's like wrenches through the person. I was like, oh man. So did, I mean, did, look, it could be. We, we don't see him, but you're right. It could be him. In the next movie, rent, rent, rent. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm sorry. Um, the the final moment of Doctor Strange doing the spell is really beautiful. It's like when the orchestra is at its most, like, yeah. Ah! And I'm like, man, this is a movie. Man, yeah. what a good ending. This oh is, man, this is. You got all the villains like uh, the, the way they cure Norman, and Norman sits there and like, just sad, just, just sad like, what have I done? Defeat of what he's done. Um, you got Andrew and Toby arms around each other, you're like in you're so in so much pain. pain. I love uh-huh. that. <laughs> so, so one thing I they I was, love each other. So, so much. just like Ryan, I also love the bittersweet ending of this movie. But I also love is when he he's listening to the scanners on his phone. He goes out and you see the sewing machine. 
but it's you very s- Peter Parker. You still don't get a full view of yeah, his baby. new suit. You know what? It's and very Spider Man video game. And I I'm love gonna, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna push back because I don't love that we don't see the suit because I desperately want to see that suit. <laughs> yeah, it's a good tease for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good tease. It I'm is a good tease. I like like no joke. Like I I really like how this movie. There's not a, a frame I would change of this movie personally, yeah. but like. I would love to see what that suit looks like. I need to see that suit. I there are uh, very good like still frames of it, but again, like you don't see a full, you don't see it just full in the open. But yeah. like, man, it that's that a Spider Man suit, baby. Put that mm-hmm. in Spider Man too. It's so shiny. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I just love how shiny it is. Yeah, and like and having that texture, having that texture. I've, I've railed against the MCU's use of the of Spider Man CGI for a long time. I yeah. don't really like how they CGI that entire suit. Having a different texture to play with that doesn't look like felt is going to give the CG such a, such a pop. I can't wait to see that in the yeah. future. So I had a theory that I was talking with Megan about um, that part of the reason why Peter's in the position he's in is that we can technically now have like a CGI Spider-Man appearance where nobody needs to see Peter Parker's face. So maybe if Tom Holland needs a bit more of a break and we want a small Spider-Man appearance in a movie, just it can all voice. just be CGI with his voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it looks better. <clears throat> yeah, And we no longer need to always call Tom to come up here because like there'd be no reason for anyone to see Peter's face in this mm-hmm. scene or whatever. Yeah. And I, I, I wonder if that's maybe part of the setup of Sony this. Sony has had a, Sony has, I, I realized with Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2, both movies, all, all of Sony's Spider-Man movies try to come out every two years. And I think going forward, they should probably let, let that go. He, Tom I Holland needs to be closer to three. Tom Holland himself, he's like, I need to take a break. So I, I would hope that they give him the break. If they, yeah. but like between movies, like a new Spider-Man happens, when the MCU phase is is ready for it, yeah, not when Sony is like we want a new Spider-Man movie on this date, and Kevin Feige has to refinagle the whole MCU to figure out where to put the I Spider-Man have, movie. I have to imagine that yeah, we we will get a new this, another Spider-Man, but they might take like a year off. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, um, something closer to three years from now. Again, so like so like this ending, you know, it's it's Spider-Man doing the radio thing. It's it's like he doesn't have anyone know knows who he is. He's just being Spider-Man. J. Jonah Jameson is like he's a menace. It's like it's just like, oh my god. This is the longest origin story of all time he for a character. In, he but runs into the Hawkeye TV series. He does. He runs right uh-huh, into yeah, it. Yeah, right into that. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah. I, also, I kind of—I know we mentioned this earlier, but I also love how, like, you, when you see Jameson the first time, when he's—you just see a, a rinky-dink apartment. His progression, oh his character progression, and then it goes like straight into like he has a news van. And he has a studio now. I was like, was that a da- dinosaur? <laughs> Damn. All right. They uh, they meet for like the first time. And they just lock eyes like, oh, now I got you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is the history I, born. I have uh, a question. Um, I really like Jameson. I like Jameson's involvement. I liked his appearance with Far From Home and everything. It's a little strange having Jameson's vendetta against Spider-Man be knowingly specifically against a 17-year-old kid. Yeah. Uh, I, I accept it because, like, we're doing what we're doing with this movie. I mean, that's whatever. Been, like, it's that's the, the whole thing. for a while. But too, like, yeah. but but like, well, he's not usually knowing Peter Parker as a teenager. Oh, I sorry. Yeah, he's. That's I, what I mean. That's it's why like, it's the the shitty Alex Jones who actually goes after. Yes, people right. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I and I think that that's that's all right. Um, it, it makes it, his it, character it, a lot more slimy, though. Yeah, 100%. Does, yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is not a Jameson who can be like. I have opinions about Spider-Man, and it's about Spider-Man specifically. It's like, no, you know, like this is a seventeen-year-old kid who you're ruining. This um, is definitely not Raimi Spider-Man. Where it's yeah. like, who's t- signs the picture? His, his stuff comes in the mail. This is yes, definitely uh, like out- not altruistic, Jameson. Yeah. This Jameson will sell Peter out no matter what. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in a similar note, um, one thing that I was like, this is a little strange, but okay, uh, is the SWAT 
showing up uh, that was when, damage when the apartment yeah when the apartment is destroyed and like they know Peter Parker's an underage kid and they're just like we're just Open gonna fire. shoot we're just gonna shoot bullets and I'm yeah. like I mean like yeah. he's a superhero so like he'll probably be okay but still like damn I I wa- I'm glad you brought that up because there's a moment oh Happy's moment Happy I always. I've all going through these movies again. I really like John Favreau's inclusion into He's these very good. Spider-Man movies. Um, and this one, he has the moment where he sees Aunt May, the woman he loves, dead. Yep. He knows what's up. He knows what's up, and he makes the choice. Peter, run. Right. He gets involved immediately. Yeah. He, he's like, he gets out of there, and he's like, Peter, run. Bro, I was scared for Happy for a second. Me, Me too. too. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Me oh, too. Did I'm I like, kill him too? I was, but of course, when he was talking to Aunt May, I'm like, Happy, no. And, and then of course, and then when he drives up, I'm like, Happy, no. And that's <laughs> part of the thing is like everybody knows Peter Parker, Spider Man. They hear Happy yelling, Peter, run, and that they still open fire on this kid is like a little. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is ruthless in a way that I don't think damage control would be right. unless they're specifically trying to paint them as villains which they're not you're you, so yeah. like so you're on the same level as me where i'm yeah. like i understand like them saying the thing is the fact that they actually take shots and that they hit him and all that kind of stuff that i'm like that's maybe it a is step too far and a little strange to I, me I do agree in with this that. film yeah, yeah i agree i mean not, not to defend their actions but, no yeah but like they're going up they see aunt may dead they see peter they're like oh, i don't shit, think they do i don't think they do you know see they do I don't think necessarily that they can see that oh, far in because okay. I think I think again contextually a group that knows who Peter Parker is, let alone damage control, who mm-hmm. knows they've had May Parker in, sees his Aunt May dead, not necessarily going to open fire on that yeah. kid. So yeah. I don't think they see her because she's in the room. Yeah, they wouldn't shoot. A, I don't think. They I think Happy course. gets no. the context because he can see Peter crying. Yeah, and but I don't course, think damage control even sees ta- it. Even you hear Peter yell for help to call an ambulance, and then of course that, they yeah, still yeah. they still take the guns out and start shooting it here. I, I do think that's a little strange, but. Set, other than that, it's a, it's a beat that didn't work for me. It's like a very small beat, no, I, so it doesn't matter. But I, it's yeah, a beat yeah. that didn't work for me. Yeah, I think it mostly works for the emotional resonance of the scene. What the emo- what the emotion of the scene is supposed to be saying, and less so about the logic of the scene. I think they just didn't need to shoot. I think the threat to shoot is fine, but like mm-hmm. the fact that they actually open fire is the part that makes me go, "Don't like that." But Happy's moment is really would, great. A hundred percent. I would say that maybe them. I mean, yeah, I don't agree with them shooting, but maybe it's also um, to like drill into the audience that. All of New York is against Peter. Sure, Does yeah, they don't kill a teenager. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't want. We're too, no, yeah, yeah. too far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it's mostly to to the they, they were they were focusing on the emotional moments of the of the scene, how the emotion supposed to ratchet up into tension, um, and then and and less so about the logic of the scene. Hmm. But sometimes logic's important. What do we want? What do we want to go to next? Um. Well, you brought up Happy. Why don't we talk about Happy at May's grave? So I, <laughs> bro. I already forgot that the world forgot Peter Parker knew who pe- people who knew who he was. So I'm like, how'd you know? I'm like, what? What? He knows who? Oh, there was a, oh it hit me again. There was it, a it, moment where I, I saw the moment. I was like, maybe Strange made Happy remember. Yeah. Maybe I forgot, Happy remembers. It, I forgot one, that way. Just one person remembers. And then, of course, we, I'm like, say, come on. Come on. How'd you know? Her? Damn it. Because yeah. everyone talks about like. Tony Stark's inclusion in these films, and like, but nobody talks about Happy's inclusion in these films. Happy's I great. Think Happy's really great in these movies. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and 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 that moment, at, it's like, how'd you know her through Spider-Man? And he's looking oh, at yeah, this kid too. that he's like, he he he's honestly been more of a father figure to this kid than than Tony Stark was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it it's such a good, almost a stepdad. It's such a good good scene. I, I really like. What I got a bingo if you married her. Yeah. Just saying, Happy. Yeah. Man, what yeah, a solid feel, feel the emotions. The MCU not wanting to commit any dates onto the onto film. Digital flowers. Digital flower. Cover uh-huh, that date. Uh-huh. God. Super noticed they were digital this time. Just do 2024, man. Yeah, Just yeah. say it and be Just done. Just say it. Um, 
don't forget we got well, they're probably in panic mode because Hawkeye also had a similar thing where there was production video that said 2025 they digitally covered the 25. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so funny. Good job, Hawkeye. Uh, of all like. Of all, like this is without a doubt my favorite thing the MCU's done this year. It's definitely oh, one, it's sure. definitely yeah one of my favorite MCU things by far. Like this is, is this is my favorite of Phase Four. I yeah. I oh, can't easy, yeah. I honestly can't say exactly where it's gonna land amongst Spider-Man films, MCU films. I don't know. Yeah, I need to watch it again, and then maybe I'll have a clearer picture. I know it's up there. I just don't necessarily know. Exactly no, I got where. you. Yeah, I am so I I am thrilled because I'm because I'm writing too much of the premiere high, and now yeah. I got to be like, okay, but how do I feel about it? Outside of all yeah. those things, like yeah. like what you did, I need to see it. As I watched time. it as a movie, and it's a friggin' good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Should we rate it then? Hell's yeah. Venom. Oh, oh right. Venom. God, I want to talk. About oh so, God. Venom. So okay. I thought you were making a joke. I I love this. I love this. I love the scene. Okay. I think it's so stupid. Uh, so so here's my thing. Um, I really thought and wanted. Uh, I, I'll say wanted. Uh. I wanted when they're in the midst of the Statue of Liberty thing for Venom to just come crashing into that, just that chaotic energy of it. Like, I'm looking and, for Spider-Man. Because, Which because, one? Because Toby brought up, like, I fought a black alien goo thing, and, like, yeah. he sees Venom, and he's like, that's the thing! And, like, and just yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the panicked energy, Tom Hardy, like, that chaos before Norman arrived, I kind of wanted. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I do lament that we don't get that. I think it does make the Venom... Let there be carnage. Post credit scene, like a little bit of a of a whiff for people who really wanted that. I I I agree. I think this was still the perfect moment for Venom to be inspired by Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, let alone being sure. inspired by three and putting the white spider on when he goes back to his universe. I think that opportunity is it's a great film regardless of not having that. So like I can't I can't say like oh like that might have hurt the movie. Who knows? I just do think that would have been hilariously great energy to have thrown I into ag- that mix. I I'm with you. I. I just don't know where you put it in that third For act. For sure. As far like, as yeah. as far as a scene goes, I like the scene. I think it's really funny, um, and I really I, I think everything is played really well. I think, like I said, um, the dialogue in this film is really well written. Um, the only thing that I it's the only thing I rub up against though, because of its, because it's it's not important to the movie. It's only important to a movie that came out a couple of months ago. Yeah. Uh, and if you take out that that if you take out that post credit scene in Venom. You don't need this post-credit scene. Yeah, there's nothing. They they just kind of it doesn't really work for any for either film. It doesn't enhance either movie. It just kind of it just kind of sits there. So as for this okay, weird, like leftover from Venom, let there be carnage. Sure. Yeah, for, for me, at the at the post-credit scene of uh, Venom, let there be carnage, I thought, oh shit, this is how we get Venom in the MCU. And Everyone, hey, you're not wrong. Actually. I was hoping for that, and then I'm not gonna lie, I will say I was a little bummed out. I, it's funny, don't get me wrong, but what he's like, but when. But when Tom Hardy goes back to his own universe, and then Venom's like, "No, we just got here." I was like, "He could have stayed." Nope. That's see. That's why no, I. No, he can't stay. That's why I love it. That's why I absolutely love it. But but, but the, the goop does. Yeah, stay. we yeah. We so did part of the symbiote because stay. like yeah. he's been here for who knows how long, just trying to figure out the rules Probably of this world. A couple world. days. A couple days. He's just at this bar. He's like, "All right, cool. <coughs> I I understand the fundamentals of this world. I am ready to enter it." Oh shit! Here I go back. Yeah, like it is a it is make it is almost like making fun of the audience who wants that to happen, and it's I a, love it. It's a solid scene, and I enjoy watching it. I, I want it just it just rub up again. It's the no, only thing in this movie that I, I up again. again. Tell me about the guy with the stones. I want Tinsu. Eddie rambling down the street in Venom Three, like, okay, but Thanos, we gotta worry with the about stones? this and this. <laughs> Absolutely, is there a yeah. Thanos. <laughs> See, I this is a best case scenario for me because like, 
do I necessarily want like after seeing Venom two, I do want like I would love for uh, uh, Ed Ed Hardy Ed Hardy Tom, Tom Hardy Tom Hardy Ed Hardy's a fashion guy Tom Hardy to meet our Spider Man right but like now we have a way of like doing what the comics do you get a piece of the symbiote he develops its own maybe we get our own Venom now so there could be two different ones then they can meet up do a stupid Venom or thing there are so many possibilities like I love that like we we don't we're not sh- tied to uh, uh, Ed Hardy <laughs> Venom. Tom Tom, Hardy. No, I know. I'm we're not. We're not tied to a. We're not tied path. to. We can now do our own original Venom. That's not tied to anything else. Do our own story. And, and I Venom think that's can perfect. have its own Spider-Man because the audience is ready for a different Spider-Man. Yes. Or do the thing everyone wants and just make one of the other two guys meet him or something like Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Hundred percent. Like the possibilities still, there. I think this is like good. It still leaves Morbius in an interesting position. We'll deal with that later. I can't yeah, think about Morbius right now because I uh, thought the I movie. Think, yeah. I think Morbius is the definition of Sony doesn't know or care what the crap they're doing yeah. there. I I really thought this movie was going to end with like a bunch of the spider dimensions like merging together, and that's how Morbius had all of this stuff in his movie. Right. That's not the case. Yeah. So I truly don't know what's going on with Morbius. Uh, Morbius definitely doesn't take place in the MCU, regardless of Tombs being in it, because there's an Oscorp building. Yeah, that's Oscorp from the doesn't amazing. exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's not the building from the Amazing Spider-Man, but it's the same font. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um. Yeah. So let's go back to the trailer talk for a second. Oh. Because at the end of this movie was a trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, 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 first yeah. Re- real quick before we move on, how do you guys feel about, like, do you want Black Suit, Spider-Man, and Venom? Yes. In, do you uh, want it in Spider-Man 4? No. Well, I, I, I don't I know. Don't do you know. want that to be the next thing this Tom Holland Spider-Man does? Because me personally, like, I'm down with MCU Venom. It's not necessarily the next thing I want. I don't want MCU Venom right away because that's, once again, that's Sony committee or I, pulling the same thing. That yeah. Ryan knows what I want. What I want is I want Spider-Man back to, like, now that we are here, I want friendly Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood, New York City. I'm going to fight Kingpin. crime Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. But he wants to fight the big man, so he fights the kingpin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you get Daredevil in being that's like, the kid, you okay. ain't ready for it. That's the dream. I want that, too. Yeah. I was going to say I want Scorpion. Yeah, sure, and I Jameson. mean that could be part of it because he can hire Scorpion. Yeah, Jameson can do the thing where he hires Scorpion in the comics. Yeah. We need to. I think. I think Sony still wants an MCU Sinister Six. We've got. Three I am of them. shocked this movie didn't go for it. Yeah, same. Actually, one of my big things was they name dropped Sinister Six. Yeah, I thought I, this film. I'm shocked there was no sixth Sinister. I, I thought this film. I personally thought this film at the end would would set up, um, like. Tomb saying, "Oh, we need six people." I'm glad. Five I'm glad like they didn't shoehorn yeah, me it too. at all. Me too. Again, like I, th- I think having both the MCU Spider-Man villains in this film would would have been would have actually hurt this film. Yeah. Um. But there is there is um a thing that I I think that Sony still wants to do a Sinister Six within the MCU because they have introduced three fi- three of the villains and I think that the, they're gonna want to introduce the next four if you want to count Shocker. No, no, four if three if Shocker. No, Tombs, Shocker, Scorpion, Mysterio. Scorpion Mysterio. You're right. I forgot about. Sc- I always forget about Scorpion because he's not. He doesn't suit up in the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they got four. So they just need two more. Uh, and those are low level dudes. Like you get the Rhino, you get Craven, and you could call it a day. I think yeah. Craven and Rhino are next. Yeah. Those are the originals. Yeah. yeah. And then you could call it a day there and like do those guys. Anyway, uh, Doctor Strange. Paul Giamatti is Rhino. But yeah, I, I, I just kind of wanted to get your guys's vibes. Like I don't really want Black Suit Spider Man to be the next Spider Man. Now that we yeah. now that we put him in this position, I'm like I want a movie about this Spider Man that's not about him also dealing with the black suit. Yeah, I, don't I, want, yeah. I don't want this next. Eventually, yes. Yeah. Next, yeah, sure. No. Someone someone can pick up that goopy studying it. Peter eventually comes across it. Like whatever. True. So there's a trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness at the end of this movie. Hell's yeah, there is. Hey guys, Sam Raimi is back doing Dutch angles. Sam Raimi is such a good filmmaker. Uh, I think this movie looks awesome. I love that America Chavez is shown because I'm like 90% of people watching this don't know who that is. That's right. She's about to oh she's about to get a huge fan base. Absolutely. Yeah. And punching reality holes. And of course we get the like the big reveal. We get Dark Doctor Strange. I so. 
when we talked about what if I was like, if there's one character who's going to show up it's, it, in live action, it's probably this guy, right? And then like he does show up. That's so cool. So, That's so, so crazy. I am not sure if he is the guy from What If. I, also I understand don't like that the there would be if. that connection, but yeah. I'm like, I don't know where that where that lines up. Only because of this being uh, where we left him in What If yeah. with his world bubbling down. With, and he now uh, he's con- he him has the protecting the thing from the Watcher. So I'm like, is this going to be the same dude, or is this just going to be? A variant, another. I dude. just don't see them not doing synergy. I that's I, that's just that's just, I hear yeah. you. I'm just I, I this is me. Yeah, openly not sure. No, that's fair. Um, I just he doesn't have the exact same look. No, that's part that's of true. it. That's true. No. Um, but Doctor Strange does get a new look in this movie. Uh, he's got a new costume. He's his first new costume in, in, in the MCU. Bad wig, y'all. It's he's a bad got wig. the Eye of Akamoto again. Yeah. Oh, he does have that. It's a bad wig. Um, he's got, uh, I always find it so interesting because all the MCU characters get new costumes every time they show up. And th- but Doctor Strange has been in the same costume since his first movie. Because they did it yeah. right the first time and, and they don't need to change it. But now they changed it just like slightly. He's got a little bit more blue on his It's, on it's his a little thing. brighter, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Yo, man, so like... Shumagora. Shumagora. So that's why I'm pretty sure it's... Doctor Strange, because all the stuff that's happening in What If is spinning out into this show. And now that we've seen, in this movie, sorry, and now that we've seen Shumagorath, all those rumors about a bunch of other characters showing up, probably true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, so interestingly, like, there was a recent report that was saying, like, a lot of the reshoots were done because they wanted to do more cameos, more character appearances to have more fun like No Way Home did. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I'm like, well, that's probably true. Yeah. Um, y- yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's just, I, like, I'm I'm very excited for this. This this look made me very excited for this movie. No matter what we're talking about, like yeah. this the the way this movie looks uh, is so unique. It's it's honestly a lot brighter than than other MCU movies. Um, the, so it's brighter kind of, and darker. They got a different colorist, I guess. Brighter while being dark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like 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 the evils look like super evil and the yes. bright. Yeah, yeah. I really like how I really like all the costume changes for like Baromordo. Um, Long hair time. Uh, there's there's so much in this tra- in this trailer that like. I was excited for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now I'm very excited for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, like yeah. I'm 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 in a place where we, we were talking about the MCU prior to this when we were talking about Hawkeye. Like, like I was in a place where I was like, you know, a lot of this stuff is just not doing it for me in the way that it used to. And I wonder, like, now post No Way Home and seeing the Doctor Strange trailer, like I'm like, hell yeah, yeah. give me this. It's it's this was just an unfortunate kind of like a rough year. I mean, I like I like I think we've all liked the stuff that's come out, but like it hasn't been like a home run. And now Spider-Man's out, and like, oh shit, they could, they, they, they're still capable of doing this, which is really nice. Yeah. Which is really nice. Should I rate it? Uh, real quick, I did want to say, like, I think, I think there's been some comparison talk, not much, some comparison talk to like Marvel getting that big jab at the multiverse. Hey guys, DC did it first; they had Crisis on Infinite Earths, and that being talked about. And I, mm. and, and the only reason <laughs> I want to bring that up is because I think why this is so much more important than that isn't just because it's like oh, a movie and that was on the TV. It's these multiverse crossovers felt like they meant something, that they had something to say about the characters, that they were moving something forward. Christ on Infinite Earths, while enjoyable, most of its cameo appearances, I think with the exception of one I can think of, which is Brandon Routh's, isn't saying something about that character picking up with them at what a later does point the, in time. What does the crossover of the two Flashes meeting actually do for that story? Absolutely nothing. It's right. They just meet and it's look. Just it's cool. a movie guy. Exactly. There's and no that's, story. That's yeah. the kind of things we were afraid this movie would have. 100%. And it doesn't. And that's why like, that's such an incredible it's, uh, hit. It's, it's the, somebody compared it to like, wow, this is a good version mm-hmm. of Rise of Skywalker. This is what you need those multiverse choices to be. Well, uh, the best the best use of Palpatine. More the best use of Palpatine, use of Palpatine <laughs> than I, Rise of Skywalker. I did, I did also... 
I, I think you made a good point. Like, if, if this film is to be compared to Crisis on Infinite Earths, which I don't think it should be, um, more, more Brandon like, Routh and Kevin Conroy have the type of moments and emotional weight and and that show and that show that would be the equivalent of what we see in this movie. Yeah, and and like, I I think that it's you're you're looking down the barrel of I think I think DC staring at like Flashpoint and a lot of other them wanting to play with the multiverse because that's their their big play right now. Yeah. And I hope they take lessons from this because those cameos are cool, but they but if they don't mean anything, they're forgettable. Yeah. Um. Like it's cool to see them on screen, but it has to be more than that, and that's why the whole thing, like, like what I was saying earlier, like we could have known Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in this movie. Mm-hmm. This movie still would have popped off like crazy because it was more substantial than the fact that they were there. It was much more than just they show up. Right. True. Now, show me. Uh, one last thing. Yeah. I, for one, am happy that they didn't try to shove Miles into this. Me too. This had, oh, this 100%. went around a lot where like people have mixed feelings about that, and I'm like, this was not the movie to shove Miles in. Yeah, a lot and of. I'm pe- glad that he didn't. Like people were like, just a last minute like, whip in at that Statue of Liberty fight. And I'm like, no, baby, yeah, no, I, I not so, time. I'm so glad because like I have seen a lot of people online like disappointed that the movie wasn't as big bigger, and I'm like, y'all are missing the point. This movie is so much more emotional that it needs to be big. If 100%. you want big, watch Endgame. Like this movie, this movie. I'll compare it to Endgame, honestly. Uh, I think this movie and Endgame have a very similar uh, uh, structure. Uh, not th- no, that's wrong. Um, I think both films are paced very well, and I think both films don't uh, collapse under the weight of what they're trying to do. And mm-hmm. I think No Way Home is probably a better example of it um, in the sense that like, No Way Home knew exactly what it needed to do, and it knew exactly how it needed to do it, and it did it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where that's where like Endgame we know was put together like you know they kept, they were moving they were putting the movie together as they were filming this movie set out with like we need to hit this beat with this character we need to do this and we need, and they knew exactly what they needed to do and they executed it very well I agree yeah rate it I want to say uh, I don't like going first I want to say something inside me wants to say ten say it and I, I think I'm gonna say I it. think it's a say ten it. out of ten say it. I think it's a ten out of ten. I love this movie. This movie is, a, a, this movie's perfect. I I wouldn't change a frame. I love it. I would also give it a ten out of ten. I I it, I, I I think it's such a strong example of what a Spider-Man movie can be while still being big and fun while keeping the emotions behind it. Like, it's definitely. I was so worried that like my favorite superhero movie of the year wasn't going to be a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not that like that matters, but like I just really love Marvel and I know what they're capable of, and like they can still do it. And this movie is such a triumph and such a celebration of Spider-Man. I love it. Ten out of ten. I can't remember the last time where I just was itching, constantly itching, trying to figure out ways to go see a movie immediately after I saw it the first time. This movie is a ten out of ten. It is so fun. It is such a great time, and. I mean, we we've been talking about it for the past like what two hours or something. I texted Sparks. Do you think there's any possible way that we could see Spider-Man No Way Home tomorrow <laughs> before we record? Funny enough, I'm talking. Fanny was talking to me, and I told her that if by some miracle we uh, we are we're done with all of our recordings today at a decent time, I'm taking <laughs> her to see it. I'm pretty sure there's eleven o'clock showing somewhere. It's eleven Man. o'clock somewhere. Two yeah. weeks. But you know what? Yeah, ten out of ten film. Fantastic, amazing, spectacular. All the freaking. All the all the all the jokes, all sparkles. The I really want to see it a second time because it's very hard for me to, I think, remove. My whole thing is that is the movie itself 
10 out of 10 or is the experience of it as a culmination of not just the MCU Spider-Man but the previous Spider-Mans making it 10 out of 10 and I, I, I have a hard both? time with I have a hard time with films where it, they're too dependent upon previous releases. That's why I, ha- I haven't seen it a second yeah. time. It's hard for me to weigh that where I was like kind of leaning 9.5. Go with your gut. But but out of out of a sense of very likely believing this to be the case and synergy, I'm going to say 10 out of 10. Yeah, four, they did it. Tens, tens across the... Is this the first movie that we gave a, a perfect it's, 40? It's probably been a while. I'm sure we've been. Uh, pretty sure we gave Into the Spider-Verse 10 out of 10 across probably. the Probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. think probably Endgame. No, Ooh, you know what? Did not. It would have been all tens out of ten for Bill and Ted, but Ben didn't give it a ten. Because <laughs> that's I'll right. <laughs> it would have been. It yeah, though, been. Funny. Ben didn't love Bill and Ted enough. I still like Bill. I'm and just ten. giving you shit. Sh- sh- I know, but we all gave ten out of ten, and you did. That, I remember yeah, that. What now. a good movie! Crazy Damn, man. that's a good movie. Great movie. Um, yeah, I I will say like uh, you know, I I don't think it serves anything to like really do deep comparisons, but like, Endgame still has like a major flaw at least one major flaw to me that that no way home definitely doesn't uh, in presentation so that puts it higher for me because uh, i remember not giving endgame a 10 out of 10 close real close mag says queen sweep queen sweep queens <laughs> clean sweep so queen queen yeah all it. 10 out of 10 40 out of 40 for uh spider-man no way home Ooh, baby shall yeah. we get into our book club? if you want to see it again i might see it a third time Oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. I'm, I'm trying. It's gonna be soon. Book club. Can we see it before two weeks? <laughs> yes, book club. Okay. <laughs> yeah, book club. All right, Ben, take it away. All right. Last book club of the year, Ben. Last <laughs> book club of 2021. So my book club is Superman, Peace on Earth, by Paul, w- written by Paul Dini and drawn by Alex Ross. Yes. Now, I remember seeing this book. I actually remember seeing advertisements for this book in my old Superman, uh, Reign of Superman comic books. Uh, and I have no idea what it was. And until finally, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this book a shot. And this is definitely a different book club because it's not a a standard comic book in a way it, it, it is a comic book but it's there's no text bubbles it's all told through one perspective and that's superman's mm-hmm. and it's essentially the story of superman trying to um give essentially be santa claus but instead of the present instead of uh, material things he gives him food because he's trying to he's trying help. to solve world hunger yeah, <laughs> he's trying to solve world hunger hunger in one go so and you see the places that accept him and of course there are places that are not and it's a really good look into Essentially, like how different cultures—well, not just different cultures, but how people perceive someone who's like, "Hey, I'm trying to help you out of the goodness of my heart." How they perceive generosity. Yeah, because yeah, of course, this is what Superman is. He is the best that we can be. That's why I think I still feel to this day that Superman is the best superhero, bar none, because he embodies all the best qualities of a human being. I don't know, man. I just saw a Spider-Man movie. But anyways, gentlemen, what did you think about this book? I have only one complaint, and it's that sometimes the text is on parts of the 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 art, and it's hard to read. That's yes, the only complaint I, I have. This book is phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, it's super short, but it's tight. It is a beautiful story of like someone trying to do the right thing in a world that like doesn't want them to do it. Right. Um. It's. I think it's awesome. It's excellent. Yeah. I loved it. I echo Ob- exactly what Brian would say. Obviously, beautiful art. Um. Alex uh, Ross's art is so never gorgeous. never phones it in. Mm-hmm. Um. I love the bookend of the seeds. Mm-hmm. Just need oh, a chance beautiful. to grow. The fact yeah. that that's beginning and ending point. Yeah, yeah. 
um it's a it's just a really nice small story so it's it's there's not a lot to deep dive into it's it's very on uh, direct. Yeah, there's no villains. Like, there's no there's right. never a mention of like a Lex Luthor or the, a Metallo. The thing that I really love about it, it shows not just like like it is a very positive thing that he's doing, but also like there are ramifications for doing it the way he's doing it and how he's doing it. Like, um, one little boy speaks. He looks at what I've given him. Then he asks me, "Will you come back tomorrow?" I look away. Because that's the, powerful, man. Yeah, because the problem that of like what he's doing is this is going to feed people for a day. Yeah, but like. You know, what, what towards the end, with the the reason why the book ends with seeds of like, you know, you feed a man to fish, you teach a man, to you fish, teach yeah. a man to fish, like he'll eat for he'll eat forever, yeah, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I butchered that, but um, no, I, we know what you're to mean. Yeah, though. and I think that like I think that's adequately stated, and never once says like, oh yeah, no, Superman shouldn't not try to solve world hunger. It's just that the way he's doing it isn't the way that she should it, go about it, it. He can't He can't be the person who does it yeah. all the time, every mm-hmm. time. In other yeah. countries, I am re- I am reviled as a political activist, a usurper, or a fraud. They don't want me They don't want me there, regardless of what I'm bringing or, or who may could help. The rocks shatter as they hit me or bounce harmlessly aside. Everyone hurts. That is so beautiful, because of course nothing can hurt Superman. Right. And like, he gets like overwhelmed by a crowd, and he's Superman. It doesn't mean anything to him, but like, the emotional weight that that means, that like people... Like this, this is such a good like representation of Superman on a global scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Alex Ross, man, like truly, like just one of the greats. And all wrapped oh, yeah. up in a Christmas theme story, like very mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I love the the opening, the way Alex Ross draws like the Christmas in Metropolis. I think it's really pretty. Mm-hmm. Putting a tree in not Rockefeller Center. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of that is really pretty stuff. And yeah, then I agree. of course him seeing the girls taking her, and and then he realized realizing that she was hungry and she ran away from home and. He's like, no, we we can help these people, and he decides to do it, and it's such a good allegory for him being Santa Claus, but also still throwing in like real world consequences that not everyone is like, not everyone will accept what he's giving him. Like, even when he goes to that country with the military dictator or the, the military despot, and he's like, and he just and they like lock and they aim the guns at the civilians, and he's like, I'm going to distribute the food, and Superman's like, I know you're freaking lying. But he's so, but he just leaves because he doesn't want anyone to get hurt. And the, yeah. the way he describes it, of like, you know, we're we're being diplomatic, but like I know what he's about, and he knows what he what he's about. Yeah, yeah. And so like he talks about like, you know, I kindly request that I can, that I can distribute the presents. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, oh no, it's okay, Superman. You know, we have laws here, but like really, <laughs> they're like they're, they're like Superman's having the conversation. Like we know what we're really saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or even really when, cool. uh, or even when he's he's people aren't like they're. I mean, yeah, they're going to him, but they're so crazed about the food that they just rush the food and then he just like burrows underground and he just silently slips away because they're so like oh yes food right. or even when he drops off food and then like no one goes out of their house they all see him and they just like they're scared of it but yeah. and then in that area only the rats eat well so it's it's a very um it's it's a very kind it, it's it very definitely good re- yeah it's very good but also definitely reminds you of kind of like what the season is about in a way yeah where it's you try you wanting to help people, but also just having to live with the fact that some not everyone may want what you have it's, to it's, or may not want your help. It's like a challenging book in that way, which is which is great. It's going to shows all like yeah, like there are there are repercussions for being a really good person too, like in ways that you don't expect. I always forget. I know like Alex Ross and Paul Dini developed the story together, but like I always forget how like poetic Paul Dini can be. There's yeah. there's oh, a, yeah. like series of these style stories by the way. There's like yeah. um there's a Batman one, there's a Wonder Woman one, there's oh, the a Batman Shaz- one's so there's good. a Shazam one there's which Shazam I have upstairs. One. There's um 
There's a couple. I think there's a Flash one as well. Mm-hmm. I think that might be all of them. Do they all have to deal with holidays or no? No, uh, okay. they're they're all like um, just these small like little special stories. They're not all about holidays. Yeah, the Batman one's about like a little kid. Yeah. who's gonna shoot Batman because he's like grew up in like in crime and right. Batman's there to like console him and stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, Sparks, you brought up like like the bookends of like the like the seeds, mm-hmm. and now he and Clark grew up a farmer and like uh, being taught you know to like raise stuff on your own, and then the, the bookend of the of the story, it's like, hey, I can't feed anyone, but if I teach everyone how to how to uh, uh, farm, then they can do it for themselves. And that is such a beautiful final uh, final scene. It's like, I tell them not every seed will make it, but all of them deserve the chance to grow. Well, Let's talk about the people and, themselves. And like the most important thing that he could do at the end of the day was the thing his dad taught him. Yeah. Just, uh, to, just not, not being like Be the human. alien superhuman or anything, just it, being the farmer. He yeah. kind of give he kind of gives uh he kind of gives John Kent like a nice lesson to impart on Superman, which is which is that. Um because like John Kent's like role in the Superman mythos was often like the the proof that Superman can't save everyone because right. John Kent dies of a heart of a heart attack, and he and or and a tornado. Super mm-hmm. <laughs> and Superman has this moment where he's like, "Well, I can't, I can't save anyone from that." But everybody deserves a chance. But everyone deserves a chance. So it kind of gives like a, a thing of like, um, you know, we have the tragic lesson that that Pa Kent gave Superman. And now we have a really like wholesome lesson. Right. And I think that that's a really cool thing that Alex Ross was able to give the Superman mythos. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, Sparks, you said it. Like it's not it's not him being Superman that saves it that saves him. Yeah, that are help really him helps him. Being them. Clark Kent. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful, like, beautiful book, Ben. He talks about Thank like you. how he's like looks at the pictures. He's like, um, you know, I I flip the, I go f- so fast through the words, but I I linger on the pictures. I I never I I stay on the pictures. Yeah, beautiful. Th- I mean, what's what is there to say about Alex Ross's art that hasn't already been said? It's just absolute. He paints comic books. He doesn't draw them. He paints them, and it's. I've always loved his design as Superman. Just just like the way he looks and also the way the suit's designed. I just like that really large S emblem. Oh, Me yeah. too. I really like his Classic. design. Anything else? Solid holiday Superman book. Yeah. yeah. Ryan, it is your book club uh, next month. Next month, baby! Do you want to wait or do you know what it is? No, I'll just tell it now so you, oh. guys, so you guys can get on it. Uh, so I was trying to find a Spider-Man book that I really wanted to, to read because I got Spider-Man on the brain. So I'm picking... My favorite Spider-Man comic of all time, and a lot of people's others, it is Fearful Symmetry, Craven's Last Hunt by J.M. DeMatteis mm. and Mike Zeck. This, I think, is the greatest Spider-Man story ever made. And there's a reason Craven stayed dead in the comics for over 20 years because they didn't want to ruin the legacy of this comic made. I can't wait for you guys to read it. If you haven't, it's the Spider-Man story unlike any other. Any other. I love it. Very cool. So that'll be back. So that'll be when we're back January. Um, in January. It uh, looks Next like we're coming year. back January 9th. This is the last episode of the Fickner Podcast for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going on holiday. Um, so you can you know, stay tuned January 9th. We we'll do we have back. a holiday thing coming out? We'll be back. Uh, I'll get there. Oh. Um, so we'll, we'll be back for that. And we'll be talking about our top tens for 2021. That is our first episode back. So I'm excited. Get those things ready. Um, cool. But... Just because this show is off the air doesn't mean that other shows will, will be as well. Uh, there will be other shows, such as Basement Arcade's got some back catalog that we're going to be seeing from Basement Arcade. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Fickner's Watch for Hawkeye will be coming. Um, probably a book of Boba Fett before we're back. We'll see. We'll see. Um, stay tuned for that. Um, obviously, I'll be continuing my Starship Discovery with Michael Carls, and hopefully Cookie will show up uh, once he's back. Um, and keep an eye out for Basement Arcade. Uh, we're going to be... Doing some 
Mortal Kombat, I suspect. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's going to drop while we're on holiday. Oh, my God, yes. Also expect Brandon, Ryan, and I to return to Aliens Fire Team Elite. Oh, yes. Yeah. That'll be up. So, those, so some basement <coughs> arcade, some exciting basement arcades. Some, to, a lot of good some pause menus. Ben and I have to talk about scheduling out pause menus through the holidays, but we'll talk about it. We will. We'll, we'll have those out. And, um, uh, also, real quick, uh, we're definitely doing at least the three of us at some point. Well, before we come back, we're going to do a pause menu year wrap up oh, discussion. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Brandon is of course welcome on. I that got so many games to talk about. Us. Yeah, anything I talk about is on my top ten. So I might just wait till the review of twenty twenty one. It's up to you because you know uh, it can be any video game series stuff that you did. So, um, so so yeah, so th- that that all sounds like a lot of fun. So so stay, stay tuned for, for stuff like that. Um, when we get back, we'll probably see Fickner Book Club come back uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with Wasted Space. Um, also, while we're gone, we're probably doing some of the Matrix, definitely with, some, with the Matrix Resurrections, hopefully with the first four Matrix films. There will definitely be a Matrix Resurrections special. Um, At least that. And hopefully a Matrix discussion yeah. of everything pre that. Yeah. So th- And of course, yeah, that all that. Uh, and of course, our Christmas episode, our holiday annual holiday. 2021 will be coming uh, on Christmas Day. Happy so holidays. Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. One of those days. So stay tuned for all of that. So I know we said we're going hiatus, but we're still giving you guys stuff because there's a difference between doing this show all day and doing a Fick Nerds Watch for an hour. 100%. <laughs> it's true. So there you go. All right. I don't know why I put this away because there's still things to talk about. Um, oh, say bye to Mag. Oh, yes. Mag. Bye, Mag. Always says, happy holidays, gang. Stay safe and catch you in the new year. Thanks, yes, Mag. sir. You're the best. Thanks for being here all year. Check out some of the stuff that we're going to do before we're back. All right. Check out Fickner's Watch for, um, if you like this video and you subscribe to this channel, uh, you can check out Fickner's Watch for Hawkeye and Star Trek Discovery, uh, both of which are going on right now. You can check out Basement Arcade, as we mentioned before. Basement Arcade coming. Some exciting Basement Arcades. I really want to do Aliens Fire Team again. Really want to uh, do it. They just uh, released what the season pass, like the next, the next levels. Uh, are going to be so we really need to get on it. Yes, we get to those we new ones. Yes, we have uh, we have part two in the can, so that'll be coming out certainly in the next couple weeks. Beautiful, yes. I'm excited. Uh, whenever you want to play, let me know. Base I, I will. We'll Basement arcade pause menu. Uh, Celia Schilling <coughs> is the current one. Yep, that's the current one. Um, and next week another one, maybe. Hopefully, maybe, right. possibly. Ben and I will discuss. We will two discuss. weeks. Fake nerd book club and animation station, both of which will probably be back in the next year. Um. Well, certainly in the next year, but like you know, maybe in the first month we'll see. We'll see what happens. Fake Book Club, Wasted Space, Volume Four is out, so we might want to prioritize that one for sure. Um, check out some masks. You know, stay safe during the holiday season. You can check out some masks if you want. Hey, great, great stocking stuffer. Omicron is back, baby. Ma- we may be shutting down again. Oh yeah. Um, you can check out our Fakner Podcast masks over at Crafted by Z or on her Instagram. Uh, both of which are available below. Uh, you can check out our Patreon and our T Public. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not gonna get too mushy, but like, things suck. We're not great. Uh, some support would be would be much appreciated, but we love you anyway. Thanks both for of, being here. Both of which are available down below, um, and I will get that Patreon fixed. Uh, so definitely support. You know, check out our T Public. What's a great gift than Ben's face coming out <laughs> telling you not to be a dick? I'd buy that for someone. I'd buy that for a dollar. I know someone's getting one of our shirts for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> wow. None of us here. Just I really hope so. None of us here. It's a <laughs> Everybody got Ben that for Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> those shirts. An inside joke for someone watching the stream. Um, we can find our web. You can also check out our website. So tons of stuff. As as things kind of kind of bounce around with my screen rant work, I'm going to hopefully start updating my blog again in Atomic Geekdom of things that, like, you know, aren't lists. 
because lists are freaking exhausting. <laughs> um, and you can, but if you want to check out those lists, I, I got some ones that I really like. That's linked below, and it will always be linked below. Um, just my author always. author page. All those links are down below. Check them out. Ficknerpodcast.com if I didn't say. Um, thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who w- watches the live stream. Thank you to everyone who watches the rewind. Thank you to everyone who has been listening and watching throughout this year. Yeah. Um, you know, it 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 we we love you guys. We we you know we we do this for us, but we also want you guys to enjoy it. And and um, I do it for Mag. Uh, <laughs> at this point, we all just do it for Mag. <laughs> um. So yeah. So. Um, just thank you, thank you to all the support throughout the year. Um, we greatly appreciate all of our collaborators, all of our. We didn't collaborate a whole lot this year, but we tried. Um, Speak for yourself, Ben collaborated a poop ton. <laughs> That's true, and like I had conversation. You conversation, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, you I mean, had like, conversation. The, yeah. the podcast. Hey, this is an amazing Spider-Man moment. You're amazing. You're amazing. You yeah, need, you're you amazing. That. You're right. I need the yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're amazing. Um, you're so, amazing. So yeah, you're amazing. We're all breathtaking. Thank you. So, so again, just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Like this is a, um, this was a tough year, and we put out some good stuff that I'm really happy with. Yeah. Um, and I think we all are. Launch new shows. We launched some new shows. So, um, yeah. Thank you again. Um, thank you. If you haven't done it yet, go check out that fifth year anniversary special. That's a good thing to watch while we're off on break. That's true. Oh yeah, that was great. Um, thank you to Jeremy Bellucci uh, for all of our music. Um, and potentially on the Christmas special if. Right? Oh, brand new music. Brand oh, new intro. Shit. Brand new music oh, of the Christmas special. Brand new music. Oh, brand new intro. We here. On the Christmas oh, special, guys. Yeah. We out here living. Check that out. Every all right. The new hotness. I'm assuming you have that under control. Yeah, we've talked about cool. it. Cool. <laughs> all right. We know what we're doing. Um, you can find his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, which may or may not come back in the new year, um, at Suburban Proctologist uh, or Subproc Podcast on Instagram and Suburban Proctologist on Facebook, obviously on iTunes. And you can find him, because I didn't say so, at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards on Instagram. Thank you to Mike Matola. Mike, we couldn't get you on this month. Nope. But we're getting you on soon because he just finished Avengers Endgame print. Uh-huh. We got to go for it, ba, guys. Ba, ba, da. New, new Mike Matola Impossible Movie Trivia Challenge coming soon. Uh, he's talked to me about it. We want to do it. So stay tuned. I guess I got to watch a good movie again. Kirk, shit. Oh, G. Willikers, oh, twist my arm. Oh, no. We have to watch a good movie. Oh, How shoot. sad. Um, so you can I find mean, him. But you also have to watch like 22 movies to get to that movie. Is that the <laughs> so law? Like, for it to be That's the law. properly effective. Oh, no. <laughs> what if my friends is going through all the Marvel films right now? You can <laughs> find like, him on TikTok and Instagram at Mike Matola. All right, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fakner Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you'd like to get in touch with us, guys at gmail.com. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ryan? DJ Tony Snark everywhere all the time. Happy holidays, Spider-Man. Ben? You can find me still being nostalgia's bitch at BenMega27 on Instagram and Twitter. And also, Ryan for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. I should probably say, I should probably say, like, I write for Screen Rant, link below, right? Yeah, with, like you, you do. Want to. Yeah, right. if you want. Yeah. So yeah, do that. Link below. Sparks. Uh, you can find me being an absolute slut for the Amazing Spider-Man Two yes. and any Spider-Man property at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. S P A R K Z Witty. I did it for the money. <laughs> you know, I'm something. No. Finish it. There you go. <laughs> it's time to go to sleep. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Podcast, and Pandora. Rate and review wherever you go. We greatly appreciate it. Like this video. Subscribe to this channel. Until next time, you see us, guys. Stay fit, nerds. <laughs>